Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. And now, strap in and get ready. It's show time. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Pulp Mech Show. Presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, folks at Decal Works. Coming at you! It's Monday, December 6th, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. It's been a good ride. It's been fun. Show 500 coming up. I got some ideas. I'm working on it. Hopefully it, hopefully it happens. If not, it'll probably just be Kiefer and I in studio. Um, great show tonight. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We have just over a month until Anaheim won. Sweet Jesus. Where did the time go? Almost coming up. A couple weeks after Paris. We got a lot of things happening um, from the from the from uh, in the sport. And we got some really good guests tonight, including somebody that... Uh, He's won pro motocross. He's won pro supercross. He's a factory rider forever. Now he rides for Blue Crew, does rallies, maybe the nicest human being in the world. Andrew Short will be in. The car god Andrew Short will be in. Ricky Brabeck will be in. Ricky won the Dakar two years ago, got second last year. He's a bad dude in the dunes. And Ricky Brabeck will be uh, on as well. He'll, they'll both be in studio, and we'll talk to them about why they're doing that. Uh, Will Hahn will come on, uh, our buddy Wilbur Hahn. Uh, looking forward to having him on. And uh, Rich Taylor as well. Uh, looking forward to having Rich on. And it uh, should be a fun time to have uh, uh, RT on to talk about X-Brand and Lucid and stunt work and all sorts of things like that. Again, 702-586-7857. Thanks for listening. com. All the codes and all the deals are on there. So go check that out. And also, um, uh, thanks for watching. On RacerX Facebook, on Pulpamex YouTube, you can do all that as well. And uh, it's been a good, uh, good little run we had, and we're getting ramped up for Anaheim. And we are stoked to have everybody on board with us. Sitting in the captain's chair tonight, he is—he's uh, back in studio. Family first. He's fresh off the AZ Open. It is Chris Kiefer. What's up, buddy? How are you? God, it feels so amazing to be back here. Like I haven't been back here in two and a half months. Um, I, I know no, I'm getting slowly been, pushed out. It has out. not been that long. It's been that long. I mean, I've been on the show via phone, but I haven't been in studio in almost three months. That is bullshit. I think we need and, to research. Okay, well, uh, we will do... Um, but it feels good to be back, regardless. We will do... We will look at, and see how long it's been, but you have been invited many times, and as we've said, you're like, I don't want to steal the, the, the co-host, Thunderman. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, the co people are happy to be in that chair. They are. And, and I don't want to come in there and, you know, steal the, like, so. I don't want to like step you, on anyone's toes. You've been invited and you've declined because you've been wanting to give the co-host the limelight. So don't start with this, you I know. I just feel like, you know, Fly Family, JT, Max has been in here and just slowly getting out, just slowly getting pushed away. Well, you know Fade what? Fade away. <laughs> uh, stop it. Okay. Okay. I'm um, all right. Thank you for having me. Directing the show, holding things down over there, and uh, determining what angles you see, uh, working on the app, working on Pulp Mech's fantasy really? signups. Hard. 
Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? I'm very busy. You are, yeah. You know, feel, I've, feel been known to, I've been known to uh, feel to crush the dunes myself. Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, you're talking about Brabeck. Yeah, so when so. Brabeck comes in, you and him can talk dunes. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. if he wants to talk to a pro, <laughs> I feel I know, like we I should know play. A guy. You're gonna die. You're gonna ragdoll. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, when you think about dunes, you think about gosh. Seth Enslow yeah. and Travis Marks. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Thank you. Um, uh, so we are on show yeah, four eighty-five. We're almost to five hundred. And the pony says the last time you were in was 479. So that's six weeks. Yeah. So I'm You said like, three months. Two months, I would say. 489? I don't think six shows equals six weeks. 485. And Stop it. Sorry. That's true. You're right, because you didn't oh, do show my, every week. My bad. So suck it, Steve. There goes my Employee of the Month nomination for December, huh? Ask Pony what, what the date, <laughs> the exact date was of that show. Fuck, Marks. My bad. Thank you, Mark. What bad. about bros before hosts? I think no. my mic's broken. I'm not a hoe, though. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, are we live on video? We're good, Marks? Yes, sir. But hey, did you guys have some uh, snafus last but week? But not on my new computer, no. Oh, we had some snafus. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. Oh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> good thing that Tits had his back, though. 100%. 100%. Didn't rat ball you at hey, all. No, no. The no. Twitter was uh, clean. Looked yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Marks, was, no, he, no, uh, Marks was he frazzled last week? Was who frazzled last Steve. week? Steve. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you can no, tell. Honestly. Like he'll get quiet. Like he just get really no, off his I, game. I thought I handled it okay. He does. He handles it well. Okay. He handles it better than I did last week. Listen, last week I was frazzled. I'm trying sure. to do like they're communicating with me and telling me things, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm trying to help. I'm trying to keep a conversation going. I'm trying to like look at the stream. I'm like I got a lot of shit going on. Right. Here. So, so sometimes I, I do stop and I get quiet because I'm like literally trying to. Well, we just know how you are with the you know? show. You're very serious when it's time to go. Fuck just, my ass. You know, when it doesn't go right, I understand. Taking your phone calls over there, holding <laughs> things down. Very excited about the off-road portion of today's broadcast. Yeah. It's Talon Taylor. What's up? Hey, what's up? It Welcome was, back. Uh, thanks. It was October 11th, by the way. October Last time 11th. Was in. So okay. under two months. Yeah, under two months. There we go. Oh, my God. He just wants all the limelight over two there. Two months. No, I don't. That's why I don't come in with co-hosts. Uh, we're going to talk about the AZ Open. You just got back. Amateur. Uh, God, amateur amateur scene. I, I would dive deep into that. <laughs> um, talk about the uh, um, uh, James Stewart coming out with a podcast, it yep. seems like. We're going to have some, some buzz from the Supercross test tracks uh, to talk about. And uh, uh, lots of things going on here. I want to thank the sponsors of the show, of course, right off the top. Thank you to everybody for the support. Again, if you want to save some money and, and get some uh, codes and, and support us uh, on all of the stuff that we got going on, then uh, please... Uh, Visit motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension Engines, Vertex Pistons, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5, Maxima USA, ORW, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, the folks at FMF, Atlas Neck Brace on board with us, Works Connection, OGL Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, Art of Sport, WUSA, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleNRCJobs.com, Intense Cycles all on board with us. And tonight, welcoming a new guy. Mm. A Cherubies. All right. Yeah, the guys at a Cherubies are great. Uh, this is a, a really good company. Great uh, looking plastic. Great fitting plastic. More than anything, when you buy aftermarket plastic, doesn't always quite fit. That's, always needs a little you. bit of uh, of uh, filing or whatever, but yes. not a Cherubies, man. Uh, so a Cherubies is the most is an industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. With over 40 years experience, the guys like uh, Cooper Webb and AC, Barsha, Anderson, many others along the way, a Cherubies has fine-tuned its products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry, bringing your bike back to life with a full line of replacement plastic kits, hand guards, disc guards, frame guards, chain block, and slider kits. A Cherubies USA.com. Follow them on social media 
A Chair Beast is the way to pronounce it, by the way. A chairbeastusa.com. And to celebrate a chair beast coming on the show on the show, they are giving away a two hundred dollar a chair beast gift card. Boom. Just really? like that. You're not eligible to win. I can't do it? No. And neither is the pony. I think it's nice to have an extra sponsor to get some more money for this mansion. Um, basically that, same square footage as the last house, but uh, yep. That Zach Morris, you know, helped you, uh, helped, helped you get, you know? So I feel like you would need more sponsors to help yourself along a little Thank bit. Thank you. Here. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, <laughs> and also I have to buy a fucking gas tank for a CR 500. So that, you know, that helps that That's too. probably more than that, that helps yeah, a yeah. lot as well. Uh, but a Cherubies <laughs> USA, $200 gift card contest at pulpamexshow.com. That's all we're going to do. It's a simple email contest. Maybe Kiefer. Okay. Maybe we'll do the 165th email. 165. I into, like it. Into uh, uh, Perfect. What do you think about that? I like it. It's a good number. Heather doesn't like it. She'd prefer a number 71, but 165 will do. Yeah, okay. All okay. right, yeah. Um, so thanks to those guys for uh, coming on board and at CherubiesUSA.com for more information Fork on that. Fork lugs. Get some fork lug protectors. I've got them on my bike. I love them. They're great. <laughs> they look fantastic. Uh, 702-586-7857. Before we go too far into the show, um, oh, by the way, uh, Wilbur just moved his time slot earlier, so we're going to have to do some of the stuff we talked about later. That's fine. Because Wilbur needs to come on. Uh, condolences and thoughts to the uh, family and friends of Renee Hoffer, uh, MXGP, uh, MX2 uh, rider for KTM. Uh, perished in an avalanche uh, yeah. in Austria. Crazy uh, story. 19 years old. The kid won a GP this year. Yeah. He was going to be a world champion. There's no doubt that with, with winning a GP at this young and on that team, I have no doubt he would have been a future world champion. That's a really sad story. So uh, that that's terrible. Did um, we get any more info? Um, nothing. No, nothing that I read. Yeah, nothing horrible. else. But that's that's terrible, man. Um, so yeah, thoughts to uh, the family and friends of Renee. I know uh, you know he, a lot of the GP guys were posting things on their social. And, they liked him and knew him and said he was a cool kid and all of that. So, um, uh, sad, sad story. Uh, AZ Open Kiefer, uh, Aiden Kiefer, uh, a sixth and a fourth. Did I have that right in two classes? Yeah, fourth, schoolboy two, and sixth, 250B. Okay. So, yeah, we're on the amateur grind. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's a struggle for me. Are you happy with those results? Where Very, are you at? Yeah, so top five okay. was our goal. Okay. And he just missed it in 250B. Uh, he needs to work on some starts. So... The beginning of the weekend started on Thursday, which is crazy. Like, I don't know how these families do it. They're there from Wednesday yeah. to Sunday. Yeah. They don't got jobs. No. They have Nobody money. has jobs. No jobs, but they got money. They got money. They got There's money. rigs everywhere. It's it's nuts, right? I'm stressed out of my mind leaving on a Wednesday, you know, to go do these things because yeah. I got still got to work. Yeah. Where is it, Arizona? Where is uh, it? Buckeye, okay. Arizona. Right. So just out of Phoenix. Okay. Uh, it's easy drive for yeah. us, four or five hours. Uh, so Thursday was kind of a shit show for Aiden and I. Aiden was... Okay. Uh, so they give him 15 minutes of practice. Yep. Aiden got two fucking laps in in 15 minutes. Why, you ask? Yeah, why? Um, because he decided to uh, go one lap and then pull off, look around in the infield, driving around in the infield like a lost puppy, looking for a guy to follow. Well, he never could get behind anybody good, so he would jump back into a pack, get roosted, jump out. So I'm losing my mind. I come back, and I'm just like, well, we had, it, we had a... Coming to is Jesus this, is this a world vet uh, 800 guys on the track problem? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Maybe 30 guys. Okay. So, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he just wasn't riding. And I, I got back to the truck and I said, uh, we need to go to the van, have a discussion. <laughs> and I proceeded to say, are we going home? What are we doing? You went two laps. And he's told me he can't find a flow. And I'm like, 
Sun. Oh, yeah, it's sun. You haven't on, did two freaking laps. So how are you going to find a flow? Yeah. So 15 minutes walked by. I know a couple of people walked by me. I can't find a flow when I'm riding around the infield, Dad. Yeah. So I got a little bit loud. <laughs> Buddy Antonez walked by. He just did a drive-by. He's going to stop. He said, nope, that's not the time to yep, do that. Yep, yep. Uh, another person walked by. said, nope, not the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we worked past it, and he did good the next practice, and he rode really good. Okay. So I was yeah. proud of him. Right. All right. So, But I can understand how many parents go many parents. Like, yeah. I spend a lot of time, money in this, and when your kid does dumb shit— uh, it really puts a dampener on your attitude. Like, you're like, what are we doing here? Like, let's get with it. Yeah, so, let's figure this out. And not yelling, for me, is doesn't work with Aiden. You've got to drive it home. Like, this is important. <laughs> so this is, the, Dad's yelling. This this is, is the headache that I have at times. And then you have mom. Uh, but, you know, she'll have an excuse. But, you know, he's trying to. And I go, look, you just, everyone's got to chill down. Let us focus in on what we got to do. And Aiden's better get his shit together because I'm out. Uh, but he did. He did good. Yeah. The overall experience in these amateur races are good when I'm there. It just takes me a little bit to get acclimated. But you didn't race. You didn't want. You didn't race. No. After I World, found that surprising. After World Vets, I just I don't want to take a break. Okay. So besides work, just right, testing got, stuff. Got your win. I got my win. Guam, I can retire on top. Guam celebrates you, and you beat Travis Preston. I beat so tra- right. Travis beat Bubba. Like, yeah. what more do I have to yeah, do? Yeah. Yeah. N- nothing. 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 Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna be up Aiden's ass the whole time. Yeah. You can't do that, dude. Uh, so, a couple things that I... I'm not going to go full shit show like Vet National like we did. Well, uh, okay. Oh, go ahead. What? Well, how do these things run compared to a Vet National? The AZ Open actually... It couldn't possibly be worse. No. So, staging? Perfect. Oh, imagine that. The guy in yeah. staging? Oop, transponder. You yeah. go... Oh, you're number 40. You go to your 40th. Beep. Oh, oh, oh. Aiden? 165, 89, 41, 14, 46. No. No, there's, yeah. there's corrals. Oh. So there's one, two, three, four corrals that oh. you go into. Oh, it's almost like something that I said like you could easily do. Yes. It's like, it's like a jungle gym area. Yeah. yeah. You go into the jungle gym. Yeah. And then the guy goes, hey, uh, first moto, a random pick. Yeah, you're number 23. I push Aiden's bike to the card, number 23. Everyone's in a line. Yeah. And then you get called up. There's a guy named, if you guys watch Yellowstone, this, the starter looks like Rip from Yellowstone. He's yelling, he's pissed, but I like it because he gets shit happen. Like he's yeah, like, he's getting to get people there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you line up and you're good. Yeah. It's that ran smooth. Yep. Uh, the times, if you said seven thirty AM start, it was on time. It it was This sounds like a yeah, this But sounds. but what's weird is they did not open the gates until seven AM. So we're sitting in line. It's still dark, but hey, yeah. you gotta be in station at seven twenty. How the fuck am I going to get in if I can't get in the gate until 7 a.m.? Doesn't matter if you prep your bike beforehand the night before. You still got to unload. You have to unload, check air pressure, check fork pressure if you're running air forks. Yeah. There's things that need to be done. It needs to get dressed. So I had a little problem with that. The gates that- shut down at night. So how the hell are these people getting out of the gate? Nick Wade, Vincent broke his elbow yeah. in practice. Uh, we saw Nick pulling the rig out Thursday morning because he couldn't get it out until Thursday morning. So it, there's some things that need to be tightened up, just yeah. like just like A-Ray and TIU yeah, needs to be yeah, tightened up. Yeah. But it still sounds like the World Vet has a lot of things to tighten up. You as, can't even tighten As far as an event being ran, motos, no problems. Yep. Uh, they need to tighten up the, the track prep a little bit for Arizona Open. Okay. They need to tighten up the medics. The medics are in a clump together in the middle of the track so when a kid would go down all of them would disperse 
those guys could be at different areas of the track, so it'll get to those people faster. And these are the things that I just see, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's expensive. I think we spent fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, between the Airbnb, the entries, the fuel, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, Welcome to amateur racing. Yeah, and then there's a lot of. <laughs> The more I race these things, there's a lot of premier events. Oh, you should go to this race because it's good. Yeah. Because you can get a plate and a number. And So I will I, go. I'm with Clinton Fowler on Twitter, my buddy three laps down. Mm-hmm. Stop calling these things titles. It's just a race. Yes. It's just a race, dude. Well, this is what sucks these people in. Right, right. Right. Yeah, I got a title. I got 14 titles this year. You're like, no, you just won 14 races. Championships. Yeah, championships. Right. Yeah. So you, you build a podium and you stick number one plates in these races. Yeah. You're, they're coming. Yeah. Because they're, we're here coming. Come, here come the RVs. You got go, it. Go. You got announcers. You got a podium and you got plates. I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, spending two yeah. grand. We're yeah. going to get those I, titles. I, I'm in. Because then you have something to show for the manufacturers, I think. Um, this year, I, there was less manufacturers there. Yeah. Uh, I know they had 1,200 riders this year. Last year, during COVID, they had 2,000 riders. So there was less riders, but... Overall, I still think it, it's a fun race. I love being in the desert, so for me, I feel like I'm home. What's the net? How f- much are you going to chase this? <sighs> I'm not going to Florida. Okay, it's too far. Okay, uh, I will go. Does A and H want to go to Florida? Of course, she'd okay, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it was up to her, she we would do all these things. Mm-hmm. But I think Aiden has a little bit of disadvantage. People think, oh, Aiden probably gets all this shit, and he does, but he has a disadvantage because. I do this for a living, so I get burnt out really quick. Yeah. So taking them to these races, I'm not as motivated as other parents. That's a lot of downtime, right? You're, you're hanging out a long day. Well, for, that's why for, you enter three to four yeah, classes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we do that. Right. Last season, or last year, I only entered two classes, which was a mistake. Uh, well, how'd you get a sixth and a fourth, and you ended them in all these classes? Well, the third class, he blew up a wheel, so oh. I was like, I'm out. We're okay. done. Okay. We're done with that class. We're here to do good. If not, yep. we're, don't worry about right. it. Um, so, yeah, it... it it was a good time, good weather. Um, overall, the event is run good. Yep. Um, you remember Austin White? Do you remember that name? Yes. His parents yeah. run that facility. Yep. So, um, yeah, overall, I think uh, it was a good event, and Aiden did well, so it ended up being okay. Could we get a track in the high des? We'll use dishwashers for markers, yes. get an amateur national, and just fucking print money? You would have people, no problem. We need to do that. We build a podium out of wood yeah. from the desk. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, what I would like to do, build a podium, stick some cactus plates. Oh, yeah. Plates out of cactus. Yeah. Like yep. literally cactus. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you're going to be, you got to wear gloves to pick <laughs> yeah. up these fucking cactuses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I like that. Uh, and then we pump music in for the podium winners. Yeah. I told you about this. Yeah. I so think. we'll 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 do that later. Okay. Uh, but I want well, to like in, dive into that idea a little bit and yes. then dive into Marx's outrageous remark. From before the show. It's not. Oh, um, yes. Not. We'll dive into that. We'll dive that into too. that too. So we can go up to the high des. Do we yeah. need permits? We don't need permits. It's no, let's des. just do like a like a pirate. Yeah. A pirate a national. A pirate race. Yes. And the dishwashers and, and the uh, the tents and dishwashers and burned out you cars. You will literally get a, a map of the track. The track's not graded. You don't know where you're going, but you have to look at that map and study yeah. it. The dishwashers will be the markers. Yeah. And then so we're gonna have, we have a podium, we have plates, and then we're going to make so much money. Yes. I like it. I think it's, and it's, there's no overhead yeah. for us. Yeah. It's, it's easy. Fantastic. It's easy it's money. It's easy. Uh, and then, so Chance Hymas, big winner. Yeah. So Honda's, some of the Honda's newest kid. You'd be surprised. And I wanted to mention this to you. There's a lot of amateur families that listen to Pulp and they hate uh, it when you shit on amateur. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I'm sure they do. So but I want, I want them to know 
I don't just shit on the amateur scene. I right. just shit on the world vets, you know, three weeks ago. <laughs> you're, so, you're an equal it, opportunity I'm shitter. I'm an equal opportunity shitter. Yeah. I'll sh- I'll sh- you, you, You'll shit on anybody. I'll shit on anybody. You take me anywhere you want, I'll shit on them. You want a hot Carl? You're the guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. So I just wow. I just think <laughs> the amateur I just you. think the amateur stuff is just out of hand. And you mentioned it earlier. You, you know, titles and championships and RVs and no one's working and, and everyone's stressed and like like Dude, I, people- I get it. Like Loretta's is held in August yes. when school is out it's a big and, deal. and you know it's a big deal and there's amateur areas and regionals. And we are just adding more Daytona, the four lap thing, and Supercross, and then now the AZ Open. Of course, the Minios has been there forever. And right. Now we got Texas with a couple, and it's like, dude, when does it stop? It, it doesn't it, because it, Minios just wrapped up, and yeah. these families are traveling from Florida, yeah. all the way to here to Arizona. Yeah, uh, it's 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 crazy yeah. to me, and I'm just th- wondering, what do you do for work? Right? Like, yeah, how are you making money? Because I know I'm not. <laughs> It's a, it's it's crazy to me. So, I, and also like you know, as I've told you many times, like professional racing. You know, like Kyle Chisholm is a professional racer. Yes. That makes main events, and so you know what you're going to get with Kyle Chisholm. Yes. But you, but these OEMs would rather give their money to some 17 year old kid and hope he does okay, when a kid has been on factory bikes this whole time. So like my whole point is is like. Dude, there's obviously the can't miss kids. High misses can't miss, and right. you know, and these other kids are can't miss. I get it. Give them all the money. Give them all the support. But there's so many kids coming out of amateurs that these talent evaluators of the OAMs think have a chance, and then they don't. Right. And they don't do anything. Correct. And they've made and they that is a sunken cost from when that kid turns 13 to when that gear money rolls in and that bike money rolls in, and it is a sunken cost. And when the time the kid get, burns out of pro class at nineteen or twenty, you've 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 invested a couple million dollars into this kid, right? And he's delivered you a couple of fifths on a regional supercross, and you're just like, meanwhile you have a guy like Troll Train or Chiz or these other dudes that are actually pros and actually doing better than these kids, and they, they and they and you know those guys are dying for help. They're right. not making any money. So how would you fix that? What would you do? Well, if I was an OEM, I would. I would support whatever five amateur kids, and those are like, my. Let's kids. say you're a Kawasaki yeah, guy. Yeah, those, those. Well, Team Green's different because they've been around since the early right. '80s. So okay, blue. Let's know, say blue. Yeah, yeah. I would help five dudes, five or six dudes that I think are great. Okay, and then promise them, you know, star rides and get them into the star end, end of things. And I wouldn't just keep going after more and more kids. And 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 I think for like, the most part, that's how it is ran. If you see a kid who's 13 or 14. And he's he's doing well, and he's starting to grow into it. Maybe start supporting him a little bit. But when they're seven and eight and nine, and they're riding sixties and P dubs and all that, stop it. You know, you don't know what that kid's going to be. I've I've come to the conclusion. I feel like I would like that job. Like after I've Ryan been Holiday more, job, I would like, like a Ryan Holiday. I would like to be the guy right. to kind of scout out these riders, right. watch them ride, right. babysit them somewhat, right. get with the families because right. you know me. I like to get to know people. And I think that's a huge part of it, too, is how the families internally are ran, as how burnt out your kid's going to be or yeah. how well your kid's yeah, going to do. I mean, I, there, there's so many, there's so many uh, stories of kids who are prodigies that never work out because they just get burnt out. And then there's guys like Shane McElrath or RJ Hampshire yeah. who don't, weren't on anybody's radar. Jeff Stanton, Correct. You know, LaRocco. They weren't on anybody's radar, and then they just McGrath. They just became these greats, right? There, yes, there's Ricky and there's Bubba, and they were kids. They were stars when they were six, but 
generally speaking, that doesn't work out that way, you right. know. Um, so that's that's where I'm at. Like, and for as great and as much money as Millsaps and Alessi were, and they were great riders, they never really won anything. Well, Alessi won a lot. No, but championships. Oh, sorry, in the pros. Yeah, yeah, in Correct. the pros. In the pros. Sorry. In the yes. pros. For as great as those guys were, Josh Grant. Yes. You know, they didn't win anything. Now they had successful careers. They made millions of dollars. So right. I'm not. Ju- I'm not saying they're failures, but they never really won anything. So, Correct. You know, and they were. The can't miss kids. And I think some of that has to do with how much you get during your amateur career, how much money you make. So you're expected this is how it's going to be. And then you get the pros, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah, it's a lot tougher. So did you and A&H, did you, were you guys okay? As far as us together? Like during the week. Yeah, we were good. I only spiked out a couple times on her. Okay. Uh, and I think she got the drift. Like, I just want to back away and let dad yeah. handle it. Did you A&H? Uh, did when you, did you spike out on me? When I was did, did, barking at Aiden, I didn't did really you, spike out. I just kind of gave you the look, and you just you you left. How? Like, how oh, when you, when you had the come to Jesus moment, yeah. I knew, and I just went over and started how, cleaning uh, Aiden's bike. Yeah. How were the claws? Moderation. I didn't uh, drink any. Yeah. So Aiden and I made a deal with her, like she can't do that at the races, okay? Because I don't need that, right? Right. Okay. I'm not allowed to drink till after Aiden is done. Okay. So All after right. Right. Fair enough. each day, right. after racing was over, me and Kristen Aloff shared a cocktail. Right. Celebrated whatever happened gotta, that day. Got to monitor mm-hmm. that. We no, that. That was an issue. There was a, and not to get on the parenting again, but like there was a, a, a family across from where we're sitting, and this <laughs> poor kid was on a 50. Yeah. And I thought someone was getting stabbed in the back of the trailer. I thought there was a murder going on. I thought it was watching the first 48 yeah. across the way here. Because the kid did poorly or something. And what I saw was the mom going, like that was an A&H yep. times 10. Yeah. It was a scream that I have never heard before. Like someone's getting stabbed. Scream and then, of agony. Like I'm getting stabbed and my kid didn't do good at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And the kid got thrown in the trailer, like picked up, thrown in the trailer. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Cobra's <laughs> still running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dad just fucking walked away. He's like, I'm going to let, she shoots, looks like she's handling. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the daughter just got the shrapnel. She's trying to. I don't know if she was trying to shut the Cobra off or she was trying to shine up the Cobra for next moto. She started crying and she's not even around. Oh, wow. And I'm, and I'm trying to look at my phone and, and look over there like, oh, boy, like, yeah. should I go say something? But I was like, no, it died down. Yeah. And it's just insane to me how, yeah. how crazy these people go. Because they're putting their money on the line. But the kid they, is they, literally seven, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if he's 15, yeah. I go ape shit. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, listen, dude, I'm with you, man. I This is the stuff that I hear about, and I'm just like, I'm disgusted with right. all of this. But there's like, less of that than there is good. There's right, a lot of right. good out there. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, so there was some parents that did protest. I kid on a 50. Yeah, I saw that. For, I got that in my notes to talk about, too. Yeah, it's... it's a 50. We're protesting he, he, a 50. He, uh, he's in the social media with his bike torn down. Yeah. yeah. Holding a plate or something. And he got money because he was legit. Yeah, right. Uh, we got some phone calls here. Uh, Shorty and Brabeck are coming up as well. But uh, let's go to Jeb on one. Jeb, what's up, man? What's happening, guys? How are y'all? What's, What's up, up, man? What's going on? Hey, uh, Kiefer, go to you first. Uh, I know you don't know me. This is Jeb, the future headlines guy. Last time I called in and you were in studio, uh, you encouraged Steve to hire me. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to give a little backstory. I'm a good guy. You're a good guy. I'm a, I'm a UPS driver. Mr. Side told me that you like UPS drivers. <laughs> I do. I like them a lot. <laughs> All right, so here, here's my thing for you first. All right, so we got guys like you. We've got uh, uh, Justin Brayton. We've got Andrew Short coming on tonight. We've got Mr. Side, Dark, you know, nice guys. So 
How come none of these guys rub buff on speed? Uh, uh, what, what? How come they're not what? Sorry. How, how come they don't rub off, rub off on Steve? I mean, these super nice guys that he's always Listen, talking to. He's here, always around. Here's the thing about Steve. It's, it's it's a tough exterior. Inside, Steve's a very friendly person. Like, he has a little toughness, right? There's some things that I would love to work on with Steve. But as we get older, as you know, we are stuck in our ways, sir. And it is very yeah. hard to change how we are. So. Yeah. I feel like since, and, and, and maybe Steve can chime in on here. I feel like since I've been a part of this show, he has softened up some. Yes or no? Uh, no. Okay, there's the tough exterior part that we're talking about. Uh, we got to go. What else, Jeb? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I got a future headline for you. If you don't want to talk about uh, that guy that tweeted you that was trying to get your address to come to the show tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to talk about that. It, it was really just because of all the gate codes. I mean, I know how that is. I, I'm a UPS driver. It's just one gate. Like multiple. It's just one. Okay. I, I, I got a feature headline for okay. you. He's getting short patience. Hurry right. man. Hurry. I got you. Reynolds rises up to flatten Air Forkner or Forkner Flawless and forces the 450 ride in 2023. I'll go Forkner. Okay. I haven't heard much about great about Jet Reynolds. Obviously, you never know. Uh, things could turn around. But I, I think Forkner. Forkner's a race winner, man. So if it, it all comes yeah. together, like, uh, yeah, I could see that. Gotcha. All right, Jeff. Thanks, man. Uh, same, buddy. Same, Jeb. I'm with, I'm with Steve. All right, we got to go. All right, later. see you later. All right, Kyle, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? Just get on the phone, ask your question, get off. We're good. Right. Go. All right, Kyle, go. what's up, man? God bless, Kyle. What's up? All right, so I know, Steve, you said you had some ideas for Show 500. I but do. I've got some ideas of my own. Okay. So I know a few years ago you had we each come in and host a show. My idea is that you get all of the regular co-hosts. You get Kiefer, you get JT, Weege, maybe DB, and you have a little shootout to see maybe if one of those guys could host the Pulp Empire for you in the future. It's mm. going to happen sooner than later, bro. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you think? Life swap's happening, and it's going to be real, and I'm coming in hot. Oh, yeah? Yes. Ooh, yeah, he, yeah this, is, this, is, this is happening, so we're going to see how that goes. Yeah. Is that going to be uh, as well? I just feel like the for 500, we need to do something special than just get the regular old jerkies in here. Yeah, exactly. You, you need know? someone okay. cool, yeah. like yeah. James and Chad. Right. That, that would that, be insane. Yeah, and the Easter Bunny while I'm at it. <laughs> yeah. Santa's scared, too. Uh, yeah. All right, Kyle. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jack's on, too. What's up, Jack? You have a question for Kiefer? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, just wanted to know, um, I noticed that, guys uh the keepers had only or aiden i guess had only raced uh two classes the two two classes that were only two moto format rather than three yep. like the rest of that uh-huh. um and i was wondering a what what was that third class you guys were trying to race was that a three moto format and why not the three motos um i was just there wondering yeah so uh aiden road 250b and schoolboy 2 which were two 20 minute motos which i like which i think is cool that they're doing that which of course that's what we did and then the third um class we had was uh 250b limited which he did race the first moto of that three moto format but he blew up a oh, wheel yeah, i know he, he cooked me in it don't worry uh, okay <laughs> so he blew up a wheel and then after he did uh those he did pretty good and i feel like instead of us hanging around for another day and a half and racing those last two motos i figured we'd just pack up and then we'd go home so gotcha. that was yeah, more that on me than him. I'm, I'm sure he was, like, fine with it. But um, 
uh, 11, he went 11, you know, he'd go 11, 5, 5, and I was like, yeah, it's not going to do anything. So. Is he going to get any yeah. support from this kind of results? Do we have any? So we're working on a Team Green help deal. Oh, I, okay. I, my goal is for him to break away from me because everything that he gets now is due to Kiefer Inc., Pulp, Racer X things, the things that I have done, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I want him to stand on his own two feet. So he had a... a a goal this weekend in Arizona that if he finished top five in any one of his classes, he would get a little bit of help from Monster, start his little deal through oh, there. Oh, wow. And then so he achieved that. And then Ryan Holiday agreed to help him out a little bit through Team Green. So help a little bit with bikes and parts. Not free, but yeah. just some help. A discount or something. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that way someone, that way Aiden is on someone's radar. That way Aiden's responsible for what he does. If he has a ride, he's not with dad Kiefer he's with he's his own yep. entity and that way he can stand on his own two feet and learn how to succeed and fail on his own all right oh yeah that's the way to do it so. um hey and real quick do you know what happened to Hymas's bike um I was there obviously you guys were probably gone but if you heard uh he did he DNF the last uh pro moto oh wonder. he did I did not know did that had any info on that yeah Cole I was there with uh Cole Shondek the big fat blue rider <laughs> uh but yeah ended up second because of that and that other davis kid won but yeah, oh that's wondering. good for those kids man because uh, chance was uh a half a track in front of anybody else so yeah and quick shout out to cole because i mean he was out there just giving it to all those little kids yeah so <laughs> i mentioned him on my show about the az open uh the only there's a guy that from colorado bigger dude uh, is a blue-collar guy working, and he's beating up on some of these younger <laughs> pros that are uh, coming up. And I just said on the show, I go, look, if I was the father of one of these younger kids and I have a, a big dude on a ratty-looking Yamaha smoking me and he works a full-time job, right. I'd be pissed. <laughs> oh, yeah. That 250 right. is straight stock, too. Yep, there right, you go. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Yep, have a good one. Thanks. Uh, Chris Kiefer brought to you by uh, Decal Works. That goes to decalworks, decalmx.com. The best part of this deal is you can get the same graphics that the uh, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna off-road team uses or the Red Bull KTM team uses. Chris Kiefer, you've uh, been running some Decal Works. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great. Um, officially licensed with all the OEMs. The code PULPMX to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works bring you Chris Kiefer on the show. Uh, again, the code is PULPMX to get 20% off your graphics. Our first guest of the night on the phone brought to you by the folks at Art of Sport. Artofsport.com forward slash PULPMX. Artofsport.com forward slash PULPMX. All products under 10 bucks. Charcoal face wash, any down of shampoo. Uh, all of it available at CVS and Walgreens and Walmart and Target and all these places. Over more than 7,000 Five-star reviews and everyone from ESPN, Sports Illustrated, GQ are showing them love. Uh, great products. I use them every single day. Uh, thanks to the folks at Art of Sport for bringing you our first guest, friend of the show, TLD Gas Gas Trainer slash Rider Coach, Will Hahn. What's up, Wilbur? Feels good to be the first guest. I feel good right now. Yeah, you feel that? Well, you're stealing some <laughs> yeah. of Kiefer's thunder away because no. we had a whole thing about amateur stuff and everything, but you moved your slot earlier. Uh, Wilbur? Well, I mean, so in theory, I did you all a favor because you're going to bitch about it the whole time, and then Keeper's going to want to go into detail, but you're going to be bitchy about amateur stuff. He'll be like, so give me the, so he'll give me the finger, Will, like, hey, let's wrap it up. Do, let's push it along. Do you have like, to go right. to this stuff, Wilbur? Are you going? No. Okay. All right. So you don't ever have to as do this of, Well, not, as, as of now, no. Right. Um, until or if or what an amateur appears, then no, at this time, no. Well, I know TK, big amateur guy. <laughs> Big, huge supporter yeah. of all yeah. that. So. Yep, big time. Um, how's it going, buddy? Everything all right? You have a good Thanksgiving? I did, dude. I went home. Um, haven't been home. And we were trying to even think of that when I was there. Like, when's the last time we were kind of all together on Thanksgiving? And 
Uh, no, it was it, it was awesome. Uh, it was really nice to go home and spend some time with the family and my brother and my mom and dad and see my aunt and uncle and stuff like that. They live near my parents now, so it's kind of kind of nice to be able to turn off for a few days. Yeah, I bet. Right? Um, how's uh, how's married life, man? I haven't really talked to him but since you get married. Dude, I mean, uh, nothing's really like changed. If anything, it's just right now. I know we're still in that like honeymoon phase, right? But it, it's right. it's uh, it's awesome. Is your dad still live next door to you or across the street or something? Yeah, yeah. No, my dog's birthday was this weekend, so, you know, we all got together and drank some beer and hung so out with you my dog. So you see your father-in-law, like, every day or whatever, or he's just hanging out? <laughs> yeah, he got home from work, like, when I was pulling back up around, like, 4.30 or something, and I hear, like, a whistle, and I turn around, and he's flipping me off. So, yeah, it's, he, he got me, too. And it's, oh, it's nice. Done. I, I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, so my off-season training is going well. Yeah, just to let you know. Like yeah. I'm well, <laughs> are we bringing this back for 2022? Are we bringing it back? I think we have to. I don't know why we wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, we ended on Paula. This is an incredible end note of the year. So, dude, I was literally like reclusing around the truck, just waiting for you. I know. I guess I, I don't really understand what you guys town. are doing. It's just we just the per you have to sneak up on the guy so, and flip him off. For example, if I'm in the airport, you're in the airport, we're doing this, and I just see you, I go bam, flip off, and I, I won. Yeah, okay. but it, it can yeah. only happen one time a day. Like you can't like it's not like if, if I first time you see each other once every 24 hours. Yeah. Okay. Did, you know what was all an ultimate for you was I got you at Redbud. We got a Saturday night flight out, and technically it's a different state at that point. Yeah. And you got me. In the airport, on the bus, or something that on night, the rental car like, bus. Wow, that, yeah, that fucking that hurt. Yeah, all the way from Redbud back to Chicago on the rental bus. Got got you. That was great. And then we yeah. did we did get into an argument about whether it counted or not because it was a different state. So yeah, I mean, I feel like it kind of counted. It's like a reset. Yeah, I do too. Do you guys play this game with anyone else? No. Okay. But no. fans flip Wilbur off, and they flip me off. Fans are into this. Too. Yeah, dude. I, I get like mid modem on the side of the track, watching, trying to pay attention. I get too real. I turn around, and it's just like five guys just flip me off, and I'm like, "What a bitch." <laughs> uh, so hey, how's things going? Uh, Bam Bam and Pierce Brown. Is Mosman still out east, or is Mosman back? What's what's his program? No, he's been here the whole time with all of us. It's okay. Been a, a team effort. So yeah, he's been out here since. Uh, everyone kind of took those, you know, a couple weeks off yeah. after the season, got regrouped and everything like that. But no, since basically October first, everyone's been here and I've uh, been plugging away. So, Barsha A one four years in a row. Oh uh, shit! Is that what we got? Is that was that the plan? I mean, of course, it'd be great to go win the opener, regardless <laughs> of four or whatever. I mean, I mean that's the plan. We want to go win races, right? And, yeah. And title. So, yeah. The bottom line is, is for me, I, I'd almost be. <laughs> it sounds bad, right? But I'd almost be happier with like a fifth. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in a sense, right? Like in a, in a in a big picture thing, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, we we've gone there to go do our job, and that's our job is to go get wins. So, if you have a question for Will Hong, give us a call seven zero two five eight six pulp. Brought to you by the folks at Art of Sport, artofsport dot com forward slash pulpamix. Uh, is Barsha? I, I guess this is kind of a weird question, but the new the KTM and the Husky guys will be on the new bike, and then you guys aren't on the new new machine. Uh, does that? mess with his head or is he does he even care he's like hey i know my bike's good because i i've ridden it i mean no not for him it's just back to work and i think it's kind of nice for him having a season under a belt i mean obviously changing brands last year and starting over fresh team kind of everything I, I think for him right now i think it was probably good to start on a platform that you know um obviously won a race last year lots of podiums and stuff like that so i think for him uh no i, I don't it's never gotten brought up, but at the same time, like, yeah, I think it's just 
uh, business as usual, really. So you guys never even get to ride a new bike that's not even on the table, just to see what it's like? I don't even know what you're talking about, to be honest, but <laughs> yeah, we're on the same bike. <laughs> um, do we know what coast we're, we're riding for these two 250 guys? Do we know? I, I know you hate this. I know you really do, and it's not even really a secretive thing, but no, at this point, um, both guys are acting like they're going west. And I I know that's a cliche answer. It's the typical bullshit that no one wants to hear, but that's reality at this point. So can we talk about Moseman for a minute? (laughs) I mean, yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. I think this dude could win. Yeah. I think he can win. He has won. Has he ever won a Supercross? The Motos. Yeah, I don't think he's ever won a Supercross. No, 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 yeah. yeah. So Kiefer, just, we're staying with Supercross Okay, right sorry, sorry. I don't think he's even won a moto. Has he won a moto? I don't feel like Muslim's won a moto. I thought he has. I'd be a real dick move if I say no right now, but I, I don't believe so. I don't think oh, he has. So, okay, Kiefer's wrong. Uh, heat races, I think he's won. But anyways, I feel like Mosman can win multiple races. Like, we saw it. He stepped up, man. He was, he was really good. But small stuff... Happens to him a lot. He's got to av- avoid, like, I don't know if he just dorks out, like, crashes, gets nervous. I don't really quite know, but whether it's outdoors, whether it's supercross, I feel like Moseman can do it, Wilbur. He just got to stay away from that mistake or so that he makes. No, that's just the kind of story of the TVD class in general, right? Okay, like, sure. He, but he but he's older. Yourself. But he's older, so he shouldn't yes. do that. Yes. No, totally. And I understand that. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like one of those things you got to learn pretty quickly, right? So I think that's. The biggest thing that we're doing right now is getting quality out of days and, and realizing that the big picture of things is, you know, you stay on the podium every race, you're more than likely the champion. And right. he can win races, no doubt about it. Um, his speed and everything like that. And honestly, his technique on a bike is, is pretty insane. Yeah, it is. Um, yep. And, I, you know, I, I like watching him and do stuff, it makes you want to go ride because it looks really easy. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it's you know, it's, it's we all know it's not. But... Yeah, no, totally. The reality is that's that's the plan, and that's why we're working as hard as we are right now. And and the goal is to go out there and go prove that he can <clears throat> he can win the races. You're right. No, second's the best. Second. Yeah. Um, he's a di- bit of a different dude, Michael. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so, no, he's. Ever, I mean, he'll, he'll tell you that. You know. Yeah, he's and not a typical think, uh, motocross racer. No, no, and and I. And I it's funny, dude, because. And I know you probably get this in other areas, but I feel like more so than not, a lot of the guys are the same, right? But these guys are so different personality-wise, all three, that it, it makes it so exciting and fun day-to-day that it doesn't really even feel like work at this point. Like, you know, you got Justin that's very wide open, very hard on the sleeve, and mm-hmm. there's definitely zero filter involved at any point. Pierce is a little bit more reserved, but also very outgoing. And then Michael's reserved in a, in a bit, but then he's also extremely outgoing too. But it's it's in a different aspect. Like everyone's so different right now that in, in ways that makes it, like I said, so fresh and fun every day because you honestly don't know what's going to be said. Yeah, you, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of time. You look at Michael, at least what I see, it's almost like a beautiful mind. He's a thinker. Like you can tell his yes. brain is working when he speaks. But do you? You're absolutely right. But don't you – and I subscribe to the adage that motocrossers have to be a little bit dumb to be truly great. To be great, fast. To be truly great. I, I, mean, I think Will, dumb's the at, wrong word. Look at Will. He's, I mean, he's a prime example. <laughs> I was too smart to succeed. This is something I want to bring up with Ricky and Shorty, too. This oh, okay. is, this is what you, yeah. I think dumb is the wrong word. Dumb is the wrong word. You're I right. feel like you have to have something in Moronic your brain. Moronic is a better word. To no, turn something off. Yes. 
which is the care factor. Yeah. I don't give a shit factor in the brain is off. Yep. Yep. Just off. Yep. Like, if I crash, I crash. I don't give a shit. That is, sorry, um, I'm buffering. I don't know what that is. That is what motocrossers have. I agree. Yep. A little bit of not, yeah, I don't care. So funny story. One time, my um, we went and raced, and I think it was somewhere in Oklahoma. But anyway, it was like Johnny Marley was like in his prime, and uh, probably I think he was like a year or two from going like professional. But obviously, when we're watching him and Robbie Raynard and guys like that at the local tracks, you're like, holy shit! Like this is reality. Like these guys are fast. And um, Tom couldn't race because he got a D or some something a bad grade in school, right? So he still came. And I remember Johnny's dad coming over talking to my dad. And shit, I must have been like nine or ten. And um, he comes over. And he's like, "Why isn't Tom racing?" He's like, "Oh, you know, he got a bad grade." And he goes, "You can't punish him for that. <laughs> have you ever met a smart motocrosser?" He's like, "Just let him ride." Because you can't punish him for a bad grade. That's awesome. Carl's just like, "What? Huh?" <laughs> yeah, he's probably like, what, what? "Okay." <laughs> uh, so, uh, look, Will. Seriously, don't don't bullshit us. Don't don't give us a typical fucking shit that all you people say how's barsha looking slash feeling like what are we where are we at what's he been working on what are we what are we thinking you know all that kind of stuff Uh, i mean right now i think he if you would have asked him last week i would say he probably doesn't feel great um it's that time of the year and honestly he i think in a big picture of things he had some time off from you know, crashing outdoors and we missed those rounds and then, you know, went back to England with his wife and regrouped and then came back here. And I don't think started as early as maybe he would have wanted to, but mm-hmm. I think in a big thing, it was really good because I don't know that he's really had a decent break, you know, like an off season to where he could take four weeks of, you know, yeah, you want to go run or train or do something, but nothing's on a schedule. Right. Like, it's up to you. If you don't want to, don't. And if you feel like it, great. And I think that that was something that he needed. So when we started, it was wide back open off of, you know, a good amount of rest. And I think it was hard for him for a couple, I mean, pretty much a month. I think it was just, you know, sore every day, tired every day, and, and it was hard. And I think now, like even today, I think we, we broke back through like a crust essentially of like, okay, yeah, yeah now I start, start to feel like myself again and feel good. And I'm like, okay, that this is, you know, right on schedule for me. And um, no, he doesn't – to me, it's it's same same dude in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. then different in a lot of ways as well. Um, really, just working on, I mean, what you would imagine, right? We want good roll speed. Do you want to have that aggression? And I mean, everyone's, I don't want to say doing the same thing, but the goal is always the same thing, and that's to get faster. And um, I think he's succeeding really well in that right now. The bike's in an awesome spot. Um, the whole team's been, again, this is gonna, you're going to give me shit because it sounds like a cliche answer, but they have been working their ass off, and our, our bike's really good right now. Yeah, you've added some new staff to the team. Yeah, yeah, to you know yeah. make things better. Ollie's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, Ollie, Ollie is. A yeah, good dude. Yep. yeah. And as far as like that day to day, like it goes back to like the riders. Like it, it's funny. Like the staff's extremely good. Um, everyone knows their role. Um, no one's you know stepping on toes or doing anything crazy. And it's like, man, we just we get in, get out, and it's like it's just productive. And and honestly, we're, we're having a hell of a time doing it. Like it's fun. Are you having the guys do a bunch of push-ups and stuff and then go riding? Are you, are you on that program, like the LaRocco thing? No, I think between Justin and I, we have so much PTSD from that trip that, right. I mean, it's a lot of good memories too, but, yeah, I don't. I, we don't want the hands to come off. <laughs> Great story. What is that? 
Yeah, you'll have to listen. I'm glad you listened to Pulp, Keeper. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so long story short, Keeper, we did a boot camp in like 2011, uh-huh. and like we, we weren't we weren't tough, right? Like we needed we needed hardened up. Well, I, I hadn't even ridden all year. Like I got hurt at Anaheim one, got hurt again, trying to get better for outdoors, and then we go to this boot camp. So my first race back was Redbud. Then we hit, we stayed in Redbud for two weeks at the Rocco's house. And so then we we go there or whatever, and then this one day, um, one of the moto days, we had to do a hundred push-ups, fully geared and ready, with the bike on the stand. So as soon as you finish a hundred push-ups, you can you start your forty-minute moto, right? Oh. Well, if you stop any at any point, like if you know if you get to twenty-five and you have to regroup, you need to do ten burpees to restart your count. Oh. So you're at twenty-five, you do ten burpees, go back to it. Well, I'm the first one out because I'm like I'm finally gonna win a moto. Like these guys are kicking my ass every day because I'm you know not ready and and shit. They you know Eli and Justin Barsha and Bogle and like these guys like they're fast as shit anyway. So long story short, I go out, hit the first jump, and both hands blew off when oh. I landed. Like oh. they were like so fatigued and so pumped up, like I, I almost died. And I'm like, oh man, I should maybe go tell them. And I'm like, no, it's my it's my moment to shine. I gotta go. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. That's great. Now, I, I wanna, okay. at any point in time during that, like that you did that and it was hard, blah, blah, blah. Was there any advantage to doing the training like that? Is it is there some mental advantage? Is there physical advantage? Is there, was it good or no? Uh, in a lot of ways. In the moment, no. We all hated it. And honestly, went to Washougal after that. And I think we got like 14th, 15th, 16th, and 18th. <laughs> like, I, I, it, was, it was like we were flat, right? But – in the big scheme of things, the team became really close. We were helping each other like we should have, you know, like coming in from track, like, oh, where are you struggling? Okay, here, okay, we'll hit this line and blah, 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 so on. But, yes, I think we did need toughened up, but possibly maybe off-season-ish, not, maybe not mid-outdoor you know, outdoor season. Right. Um, but, no, it, it was good, and honestly, it's some of our best memories. Like when Justin and, and I talk and Bogle and I talk and we look back on that, it's like some of our best memories was – being in you know in Notre Dame basically and and becoming a local in that town like Justin and I went to the same pancake house every morning and we didn't have to order anymore they just brought our food out fucking norm from cheers yeah yeah really just regular yeah it, it honestly we felt like that like I, I was like man this is this is what it's like like I, I really like the fact that I walk in and she didn't even say anything just brings our coffee and we get our you know eggs and pancakes and move on well when you were racing and it's December 6th today and we're a month month away from Anaheim did you have different points in your career where you were like, fuck yeah, I'm ready? Or at December 6th, were there points in your career where you were fucking panicking? Totally. Both? Both ways. Both? Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally both. Like, certain seasons and and feeling extremely ready and ready to go and wasn't, then also feeling ready to go and I was, and then certain seasons where I'm like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do 20 laps ever. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. Like I'm working hard, but I'm at the test track and I, I can't, can't even do it on a track that I know I could ride in my sleep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, definitely both, both directions where it's like, why am I struggling so bad? Or, man, I feel awesome. And you get to the first race and it's like never in a bike in your life. So it's, it's gone both ways for sure. What about your championship season? Was that one of those December 6th that you knew you were going to be good or are you worried? Yeah, no, I, I and honestly, till till about mid December, I didn't know what coast I was going to ride, so I was still acting like I was going to be west, and I, I I felt ready, like I I was ready to go either way, um, and then honestly, we actually just pulled back, and I think I went and rode outdoors for like two or three weeks, and then got back to Supercross because I I came in ready for west, and I was like, man, we got to kind of reset now because I'm ready to go racing on January, and I don't race for another six weeks. 
So you went and rode outdoors. Wow. That's bizarre. Yeah, yeah like I, I yeah. kind of reset. Like I went like two weeks, just went out and, and did some outdoor riding and maybe a little bit of testing. But that's that's the, the funny thing is, is the tracks are actually better right now than they are when we ride them, you know, normally. So if they're so it was actually more fun. If True. Moseman and Brown are both good, uh, you, do you flip a coin or do you put Pierce on the West because he's better at the hard stuff, I think? I think mm. Moseman would be better on oh, hard you stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Pierce is. Dude, Moseman's such a smooth rider. It's insane. Yeah, I think Kiefer's kind of right on that. Like, I think Wheelhouse like, – well, it sucks, right? Because I do think, like, Michael is slightly better on, on hard pack, but at the same time, he's very technically good, and it's kind of same for Pierce. Yeah. I just so – I've yeah, never – I'll never forget tough. the time Michael came up and rode. Like, he went out to Honda Valley with me and rode, and this was before the KTM days and his amateur days, and I've never seen a kid – ride as high a gear and lug his 250F and go as fast as he did. And he still kind of, it's changed a little bit. I mm -hmm. feel like he revs more than he has, but it's just insane how, how much, He's we so, call it luggability, yeah, how yeah. much luggability the kid had. Right. No, and it's it's the same right now. We're at the track and, you know, like, you're there enough where you're like, you understand, like, where the bike should be or power-wise or whatever like that, but it's like, and I don't even know how you really teach it because it's 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 a tough thing to to learn because it, it honestly it, you know, honestly it feels really slow right um, but it's so much roll speed involved it's just it's pretty insane to watch yeah <clears throat> uh, Will Hahn on show brought to you by the folks at artistsport.com Wilbur so a couple of weeks ago Parabinos was in studio um, and he was telling us that TK Tyler Keith sneaky sprint speed like a hundred meter dash are you aware of this. Mm. Yes, yes, and and TK's gonna be very emotional that this if it goes public at all. But well, he already um, did. Paul was talking all about it. Paul said he's he, he can win hundreds of dollars at a bar by saying, "Do you think you can beat this guy right here?" And and you know TK's <laughs> lost some weight, so he looks good, better than he used to as far as the weight goes. But he doesn't look like an elite sprinter. And Parabinos is claiming like just about anybody, anytime. Really? Yeah. Huh. I would I would put my money on him, no problem. Uh, and for reference on that, because I was at Nick Way's house one night, we were all having dinner, and a bunch of people came over, and and I, I can't remember how it got brought up, but he was like, "Yeah, you want to race?" And it was like me, and I think Colt Nichols was there, and a couple guys, and they're like, "I'm like, <laughs> please, dude, yeah. like, hold hold my beer, basically, right? Like, let's go, yeah." And dude, he absolutely shit on us. Wow. TK but man, it, it was so, it, yeah. yeah, it was it was so fast that it was scary, and I was like, I, I don't remember how much money I lost, probably forty bucks or something, and I was like, wow, man, he, he just—he's fast twitch, he's a fast twitch West guy. Fibers just were yeah. good, like I, you know, and and Paul was like, yeah, dude, you could just. Well, Tyler was a, a good racer, man. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah, he had good style. Like he he worked hard, and like he yeah. he was a good rider. Well, apparently he's sprinting, he missed his calling as a sprinter. Yeah, I think he could still sign up and, and, and probably get it in the Olympics right now. Not bad. <laughs> He's lost weight, though, you said? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Wilbur, you ever ridden at all, have you? Ridden any dirt bikes? Uh, a little bit here and there. Not really much, no. Um, played around on the 50 when they were still riding outdoors just to, honestly, just to ride. Uh, I hadn't ridden in a while. And I was Kiefer's, like, oh, I Kiefer, gear. Kiefer's angry. I, I just shake my head. I don't know how these guys do it. Like What? I just don't know how you don't ride. Like, you work your balls off. I know what you do. Like, you train your balls off. You're in shape off the bike. I understand, like, on-the-bike training is a little bit different. But 
I understand you have these bikes that you could ride, and they're good bikes. Like, no, I, I have the itch fully. I'm okay. not acting like I don't. I don't want to oh, okay. for, for sure. No, I, I, I do have the itch, um, and I still love it. Like it's. It doesn't go away, dude. I mean, do I want to go out and go, like, super fast anymore? No. I mean, I, I love Supercross still. I love riding a Supercross track, and there's nothing like it when you show up Monday morning and it's, like, freshly prepped, and, like, I can't wait to be the first one out there. I still have that feeling. Um, but it's just the role is a little bit different, and I have to be on this side of it. And honestly, with my track record, if I do crash and I can't do my job, I'm kind of useless to these guys. So it's uh, – is, a little bit tough on that side, but at the same time, yeah, I know I do have the itch, and I've talked to TK about you know getting a bike and riding a little bit more here and there, but we'll see. Can I interest you in the World Vet Championships at Glen Helen? <laughs> dude, I, you know what? Every year that happens, I want to do it, but dude, like guys like Kiefer and Travis, and she, I don't want to race those guys. They're too fast, dude. Uh, it would have been awesome. <laughs> so you can only you only want to race if you can win. That's it, Wilbur. <laughs> I mean, that's it. No, I just I I want to do like. A vet national on like old bikes that you know, like you know, like a legit throwback bike that you don't have to go fast and you can still go have fun. Why don't you? uh, Are you interested in the? So RV, me, and TP are going to uh, Fox Hill next year to do the designations, the vet designations. See, I told Pelletier, I'm like, I, I would, I would be all in on that. I would love to go do that. Well, that's got nothing to do with the AMA. So you're asking the wrong guy. That's yes, like that's like that, that's like me asking that's like me ring. asking you, hey man, I want to go to I want to go to the moon. And he's full of shit too, by the way. Like he, you, when you ask him the question, you only want to go to races that you win. Yes, of course he fucking only wants to win. A racer is a racer. Yeah. Travis shows up, he wants to win. Uh, Wilbur Travis was not happy. Had about a five yeah, he, six second lead on Kiefer in Moto One. Got reeled in and passed second Moto. Just see you later. Not happy. Well, uh, our our ab our king of the abs guy. <laughs> Not happy. Yeah, I, I mean I could see that a bit. You know, Travis goes. I like to call it pre cocky. So like he has this <laughs> comfortability at Glen Helen that's you know like yeah. I can't be touched. And I've been saying it since basically I was like testing all. Like after I was done racing, I'm like, dude, I don't fuck with Kiefer at Glen Helen. There was one day where he, like, looked back at me and he, like, hey, come on, let's go. And I, I hung on for, like, two straightaways, and I'm like, dude, no, I'm not going that fast. Uh, <laughs> Travis was pre-cocky. Uh, uh, pre-cocky. Yeah. I Very pre-cocky. Out. But he's like that every day. Now, every time I post something on Strava, he thumbs down it. Like, he's just he's <laughs> very, very <laughs> There should be a fucking meme with him taking his shirt off, because even at the World Vets, his shirt off, I think he was trying to intimidate me for the yeah, second moto, because yeah. his shirt was just yeah. off in between yeah. motos the whole time. Now, I was Team Travis. I gotta, you know, I can't act. I can't sit here and be like, you know, I mean, I, I, I told you what I saw, but I mean, the man beat James Stewart in a championship. So I, I'm, you know, I'm Team Travis. It was quite disheartening. And Travis and I came to a. At the end of the day, we came to a discussion that Kiefer was riding unsafely. He was. He was. Do you remember he, that little thing that we talk about in the brain? Yeah. That just gets turned yeah, off. Yeah. Well, that's what happens yeah. when I yeah. go to the helmet. Right. Right. It gets turned just off. Turned off. <laughs> he was. He didn't have regards for anyone's safety, and Travis did. So that's why we. Yeah, lost. Were you like? Were you like getting sketchy or? No, I just didn't fuck around. I was there to. It's 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 my buddy, right? And I'm not letting my buddy come in and and take what's it was mine. Quite quite a beatdown. Uh, no, and I did see. I think I saw. Was it what moto did you come from behind and like you passed basically nine guys in two corners? Moto two. That's yeah, when that's watched, when the girl I that's when the gate drop that. that's when the gate drop when the girl was still on the track. Yes. 
Never change. Never change. No, no, no. Uh, good times. So, um, all right, Wilbur, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Good times. Hey. What? Um, I'm supposed to ask you from Romano how how much he owned you on the show. It was a good one. It was a good one. But you know, <laughs> that was actually he funny. <laughs> he should understand that once he you know turns pro and I actually pay attention to him, uh, I could just you know ruin him every Monday night. And, like, literally there's nothing he can do about it. So, you know, just, just you know, he needs to realize that. Don't get in a, ba- don't get in a fight with a guy who buys ink by the barrel, was the old saying for the newspaper. Like, Over under, Will, you know. that uh, Romano and Steve don't like each other when Romano turns pro. Oh, yeah, no, for sure he hates him. Yeah, right. And really? Yeah, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. He's, He's not going to come likely. on the show. He's going to be right. – he's on back at Jason Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I like kitchen. I like the kitchen kid. I like the chef. Seems pretty cool. Yeah, he wears merch. Yeah, well, I got his merch, so yeah. I'm good with that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I do like Chef because uh, he is an old school, like he's old soul. He likes good music. Yeah, like these young fucking kids listen to this bullshit music. Yeah. Yep. Dude, Kitchen oh. likes rock. That's Marx is one of them too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he's just—he's honestly wired differently in, in a lot of aspects. He's extremely mature for his age, which this sport—I mean—it kind of makes you that way normally. But yeah, I mean, there's. There's exceptions to everything, right? But yep. he is a very mature kid for being, I would say, this generation kind of behind all of us where it's like, the, the, you know, there is different. Like, half the time I have to ask, I'll text Romano to ask him what this means. What? Um, because, like, even Pierce will text me something and I'll be like, fuck, I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, was Romano or LeBlanc there at AZ Open? No, oh, they're okay. just Minios. All right. all right, okay. Yeah. Just checking how they did. And Romano killed it at Minios. Oh, he did? So I can't talk shit on that? He no, did. he beat up. Yeah, I mean, no, he, Chance he has it. been the guy, yep. like I feel like, yep. and Romano beat him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So. so I can't I can't. No. can't. No. laugh at Romano. No. Damn it. All right, Wilbur. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. I know I'll be in touch uh, as we go forward here. Oh, yeah. No, and um, start, uh, I don't know. You want me to send you like a rubber band for your finger to strengthen it? or? No, I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm good. I've been, I've been practicing a lot with Pookie. His middle finger is going to be shredded. Yeah. I practice a lot with Pookie, so I'm good. I just flip around. Yeah, my middle finger has biceps. <laughs> oh, that way. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you were going another way. No, no. Got it. <laughs> uh, wow. It's not wow. after dark yet. Jeez. Not wow. after dark. No. Okay. Uh, thanks, Wilbur. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, see you, see man. That's Will Hahn, everybody. Brought to you by Art of Sport. Before we go to commercial break, Firepower. You see the Firepower Honda team? Yeah, it looks good. Came out. Jordan Smith and uh, Fry. Yeah. I didn't even know Firepower was title sponsoring a team, but they are. I'm going to do some engine testing for them. Team manager, Marty. Yeah. I'm going to test some engines next week. They're going to use XPR? Uh, Nope. Jamie. Oh, Twisted. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, For over 50 years of experience in the industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. They make uh, great chains made in Japan. They make uh, Featherlight lithium batteries and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle. Title sponsor of the Firepower Honda team. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, Firepowerparts.com. Please use them. Chris Kiefer, also Firepower Consumer, uh, for all he does, Aiden as well. And uh, so Firepowerparts.com. Cheers. 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 Firepower guy. A-Ray. Do you see the video on Swap Moto of A-Ray? <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit on what, A-Ray. What is going on with our guy A-Ray? <sighs> it's Temecula A-Ray. Yeah. It's, yeah it's a, I mean, it's I right. miss Tennessee A-Ray. I hope he comes back. Uh, speaking of coming back, we will be back after this commercial break. The car winner, Ricky Brabeck. The best human being in the world, Andrew Short. The nicest human being ever. Probably. Right. Uh, Andrew Short, he'll be in studio here. We're going to talk some off-roading stuff. Talon's very excited. We're going to talk some Supercross later on. we got more 
We got an AZ Open podium idea from Kiefer coming up yes, as well. Great. And uh, our regular segments, motorsport.com, tweet at Talon, X Brown Goggle Tariffs, and of course the Race Tech Round of the Night. Stick around, we'll be right back after this, everybody. Yeah, fuck Steve Mathis. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, fork, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order.
Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Starcross 5 Tire Range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. 
Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas Brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and privateers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com. Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. Worksconnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mechshow, presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works all on board with us tonight, as are you people. I want to thank Wilbur Hahn for coming on and calling in earlier. Great guy, friend of the show, Will Hahn. Also, speaking of the friend of the show, if you're a company out there and you're looking for some people to hire, 
Uh, go to MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com and post your job up on there because they have a ton of people uh, that go on there and look for jobs. And the job of the week this week, our buddies at Motorsport up there in Oregon looking for a digital marketing specialist. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, digital marketing specialist, full-time job up there in beautiful Pacific Northwest. They're accountable. The digital marketing specialist is accountable for implementing and managing the marketing initiatives spanning paid social influencer YouTube and display programs. So you want to get involved in industry, you want to start uh, somewhere, go to motorsport.com, or I should say go to motorcycleindustryjobs.com and look for the motorsport job and check those guys out. Thank you to those guys. Again, if you're a company in an industry and you're listening to this, and a lot of people do, you want to find some of the best people out there, go to motorcycleindustryjobs.com and uh, post up your job there. Uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Kiefer, a um, couple of... Uh, couple of legends here in studio yes there is um i think it's 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 not um it's not funny Kiefer, but uh we have a past the car winner here right and that's a huge deal it's, a massive deal it's it's weird for me yeah because i've well, known this, rick this, for this so where i'm going this okay, is where i'm okay, going go so, so you've known yes our one guest here for a long time you knew him when he was just a desert rat yes and now the guy is literally a worldwide you know known motorcycle racer yeah still a desert rat though is it weird? Uh, it's weird because I, I guess I know how big the car is, and to see him do that, I, not to say that I don't think he would ever done it, but from where he comes from, yep. it's rare, yeah. right? So that's what's weird for me. But, and honestly, I get excited about my friends succeeding. Like, I like that. And to see a guy come from where we come from and do it makes it even better wow. for me. Monster Honda rider, uh, Dakar winner, Ricky Brabeck. What's up, man? Thanks oh. for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, you, yeah, you've been in before. We we talked about it before. So uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks no, in. thanks. It's it's good to be on the show. Um, you know, I, I like the new office. The you've new actually studio, been yeah. on the show a lot before you were even Dakar because I used to bring up your name all the time because X brand sponsors. Yeah, you know? yep. I go Ricky Brabeck. Yep, Ricky yep. Brabeck. He's like <laughs> he doesn't know who the hell you were, dude. He he left <laughs> he left us at X brand. You know, went yep. to another brand, but mm -hmm. you know. Oh uh, man. Also in studio, he's a friend of the show. He's a supercross winner. He's a motocross winner. The former factory rider. He rides for the Monster Yamaha guys now, doing Dakar Rally. A credible human being, Andrew Short. What's up, Shorty? Hanging out. Stoked to see your new place. Thanks, man. Say uh, hi to Pookie. Yep. Keeping this place straight. So it's good to impressive. see you. Uh, good to see you. Always awesome. You're, uh, this guy named Moser was in a couple weeks ago too. He was in studio. <laughs> What a fantastic ago. guy. <laughs> <laughs> he said he knows you. We didn't think he's telling the truth. Right. <laughs> but uh, is this, is this I true? I can't believe he, uh, Moser's got, I mean, it, the hard-on has remained for oh, yeah. years. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. still there. Yeah, yeah. He, huh? He's, he's yeah. on board. Like, if it's just a blue pill for Shorty all time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> it hasn't gone down. So, you guys are out here in the, 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 the Pahrumpf, Nevada training for the car it's coming up just over the new when do you leave january christmas christmas oh okay it's always it was, like christmas yeah. time yeah uh jimmy lewis working with jimmy lewis again who who you know did the rally the car stuff forever so he's helping you guys out uh jimmy's here in studio also we'll try to get him on maybe in a little bit um why out here though i'll start with you shorty like what what is it about like because there's 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 glamis and there's ocotillo and like i don't know like what is it about this place that just makes it so realistic for training for the car uh basically jimmy's home base is it's great for us and jimmy knows all these deserts uh so good yep and so for us just his knowledge and with the road books and terrain and we have with ricky being close by and we all just kind of meet up there and so obviously we don't always just stay in the perump area yeah. you, you go explore and that's part of navigation what's so cool but 
um, as a motocross racer, you know, you drive from Corona to Vegas for the Supercross. It was like the worst drive ever. Yeah. And now if I drive that, I'm like, oh, just over that mountain, there's some, <laughs> you know, there's a sweet waterfall or, <laughs> you know, like something crazy over there yeah. and you know where everything is. And it, I have a true new appreciation for how cool the desert is, especially in this area. And, you know, I, no offense, but I don't think I could ever like think about living in Vegas. And now after spending so much time out here yeah. in this area, I could I could live in Vegas. I, I like this place oh, in great. the desert. Yeah, it's really cool. It's going to some e-bike rides. I'll take you out. I'll <laughs> yeah. take you out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and so, Ricky, for you, uh, same idea. But how scared are you? Are, look, you, you won a couple years ago. You got second last year. You don't want to show Shorty too much here, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I, we're not hiding anything. I mean, I'm not hiding anything from Andrew. Uh -huh. I don't know if he is for me, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's good to train. Like, like you said, it's good to train here in Pahrump. Uh Jimmy knows exactly where we should go, where we shouldn't go. Uh -huh. And it's always good to train. I mean, I guess with your competition, but you know, it's good to train with people because you learn more rather than just going training by yourself. Yeah. So we, we tend to ride a lot together. And, and Honda and Yamaha doesn't care. They're fine. Like it's, you know, cause like if Roxon starts training with Eli, I think they'd be like, ah, mm. you know, hmm. like they're fine. Nobody cares. It's I different. think, I think it's, I mean, I haven't been told. Otherwise. Did you ask permission? Yes or no? No. Why <laughs> do that? Ask for forgiveness. That's <laughs> exactly. easier. It's easier. Right. right. But it's, I don't know. It's a little bit different for the desert. I mean, I see like the super cross side, you know, it's yeah. super competitive, but for the off road, it's like, we're just out there. You know, we don't have like, we're Americans. Yeah. Okay. So America you, yeah, you, the world. you guys Americans right, are coming. Right, to right, right. Right. It's like Rocky four. I like where you're going. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shorty, you've done well at these, some of these rallies. The Dakar one has not been your friend. No. It has not gone well. Uh, you know, you have the whole Supercross and Motocross community cheering for you. You know, you have a lot of support uh, on our shows. We talk about it and, and all of this. And it's not gone well. We, we gotta, we're breaking the streak this year, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the dream, obviously. And it's, it's great just to see, like, Ricky's had so, so much success and Obviously, in Europe and other places like South America, it's massive, and they've always seemed to to done really to do really well at this race. And, and for me, I've done really well on the World Championship races, and um, all the, you know, I've won a race there and finished on the podium and points and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But Dakar, I'm always been way off. I have big crashes or something happens, and it's a hard race to put everything together. And so, hopefully, this year. I can use some experience and, and be there at the end. It's it's a but, long one. Okay, but – and again, uh, um, maybe I'm mistaken because I'm not a rally expert here, okay? Uh, but some of the stuff that's happened to you has not been your fault, right? It's yeah. It's not been – it's been this shitty luck. That, like it, That's this race, though, dude. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, – yeah. so okay. it's to describe it to somebody is, is really difficult. And once you learn about rally, it's like uh, you get hooked on it just because there's – all this stuff that goes on and like you said there's some things that are out of your control but yeah. there's a big adventure aspect and um you never know what's around the corner and everything seems like you're in the rhythm and, and everything is going perfect next thing yeah. you know everything just explodes so <laughs> it's how it is and it's that challenge makes yeah. it really fun and it's it's a crazy difficult race and it's it's, it's it's a big one and it seems to me ricky like so you you won a couple years ago you got second last year uh, and you were leading right last year for a little bit weren't you or were you no okay no, no, no. you won some stages last year yeah uh you and and we saw like like Peter Hansel like won this thing forever right and these same guys won these like if you start getting it Ricky do you start understanding how and Shorty hasn't got there yet right but if you know what you're doing and you kind of got some experience you know the fl ebbs and flows of the stages of the race I feel like that th that's why we see these consistent guys always up there and you're at that point now is that am I right Yeah I mean you you learn to to 
you know, gather yourself up and get in the rhythm of things a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the Dakar is, you know, like Andrew was saying, he's he's done really well in, in the world championship races and, yep. and in points and physically, you know, but those races are just, you know, a fraction of the Dakar. Of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so it's right, like yeah. you have to put those world championship yeah. races together for three weeks. It's like you, you know? want a heat race in a super cost. Like that's the yeah. seven laps. Like, yeah. yeah, we got speed. We can work with speed. <laughs> <laughs> Shorty's like, I got a long way to go. <laughs> so, yeah. So once you learn the rhythms and the ebbs and flows, you. It, it tends it, to get easier. Yeah. It's not like you can't just right. go the first day and be like, oh, I'm going to do that and we're going to yeah. win. Right, right. You know, like in moto when it's your season, like everything yeah. just clicks. Yep. Yep. This is the same with rally. Like for to win Dakar, like you're gonna have a big crash. Your bike's gonna break. Like there's gonna be madness. Yep. And but everything just has to go your way, and you have to be as prepared as you can. And it just whittles down because there's you know 16 to 20 people that can theoretically win it. Yeah. Maybe. Right. You know that's like saying there. You know Anaheim one. Yeah. There's 18 people that can win, right? But. There's a lot of legit people that can win, and, dude, it just slowly, like even day one and day two, people get popped, you know, like big crash or bike yep. breaks. Or last year yep. I had water in my fuel. Right. You know, it's like, boom, one you guy You called out. us from the desert. You called us from the right. – yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of wherever Probably you were. Super yeah. depressed mode, yeah, you know. You it's were. like Loretta you Lynn's. You work your whole year <laughs> yeah. for one race and, and like, then uh, day two day out. Day two, right? Like, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing I could, I changed everything. There's nothing I could do. And right. if I would have drained that much water, I didn't know it was that much water. I wouldn't have had enough fuel to make the stage. So, yeah. But that's how the race is. And to win it, you have to have everything go. And, like, Ricky was in contention last year all the way until the end. Yep. And all it takes is one little thing or one person to get a little bit lost or something right, to happen, right. and bam, it's it's your race. You were 51 seconds off the lead, Ricky, after stage uh, 10. And then uh, stage 11, seven minutes back, you finished. Yeah, and I started nine minutes back from my – teammate the the last day so okay yeah honestly like honestly if he would have made just one mistake yeah i would have closed the gap to to get him okay and that's how rally is it's like seven minutes yep. on the last day is a, right. is a big one but seven minutes on day one or day two is like nothing nothing yeah yeah you, yeah, you can do it so i was gonna ask you so that's your teammate that won yeah, that the uh, Kevin, Kevin Benavid- Benavides. Benavides. Yep. Okay, all right. Well, now nah, <laughs> you've he never went, heard of him, have you? No, no. <laughs> he, no. Yeah, Benavides. Ben- 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 <laughs> he went to KTM this year. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's to- Toby Price is still at KTM. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they're teammates now. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and Toby's gnarly. Yeah, yeah. Toby's past winner. He's he's gnarly. I mean, he's just gnarly as a human being. I saw him jump a. Uh, big ass double. Big ass double on yeah. his rally. They're all gnarly. Yeah. This is like one thing. It's like motocross guys and then you you realize like all those off-road dudes they're all bad dudes and don't yep. give them enough respect right it's hard go ahead keep you guys uh so it's in saudi again right correct do you guys ever know where you're at like okay this year or you know in 22 there'll be the race course and you'll be racing and you're like oh yeah we were here last year will will they use the same kind of course at times i i we went through the same area uh this year as we did last year okay um, it was in a different direction, but you can't tell yourself that you're going. I mean, you could say, "Oh, yeah, hey, I remember this this road," right? But you can't you it's, can't you can't tell yourself like, "Hey, last year I know exactly where we turned because the road book's completely different." But it. you can go in the same canyons, okay, or on the same roads, right. At times, but yeah, it's different. That's what I was thinking. Really I, I know it's not going to be the same road book for you guys, but they put you in similar areas. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because Kiefer knows the dishwasher over the to the dish turn left of the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's going to lead him into that dead the body where the body. The camel's over the there. Right, yeah, right. But it's like going from Alaska to Florida. You know that, right? right yeah. So, you might cross like the same general area a little bit, or they might use something because it's good for good footage for the camera. Uh huh. But it's not like you're you don't know where you're going. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's just absolutely nuts. Uh, and and not to mention, and we talk about supercross, motocross guys. Okay, they grind, they train, then they fly the race. You have to perform, then you got to fly home and do it all. Going. That is gnarly. But to think about you're flying to Saudi Arabia, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the food, fucked. Yeah. Oh, Water. Not that bad. Fuck. Yeah. Like, these dudes, like, I could not, I'm not built to do what they do. Like, I can't imagine. Shorty's like, I'm a supercross rider. I'm going to think I'm going to do rally. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how does that even. I think even, we were all like that. <laughs> like, it's it's a total separate human being that has to yeah. do these kind of things. Like, yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's the best like, decision of my life. How many. <laughs> and you love it. How many motocross people, like, have a. I asked Andrew, I think, a couple times before, like, how many of those guys, supercross guys or motocross guys, Go out, just park, and go ride. No, enduro none trails. of them. Well, no. Shorty brought this I up mean, a long time ago, and I still use it to this day. Free range. He says there's very few free range kids nowadays, and that is a term I use. That's all the how time. we grew up riding. Yeah. But yeah. Now they have training facilities. And, yes. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't do that anymore. Right? I was telling them, it's like right. my, I come home. You know, my kids like, we gonna ride today? Because he's like, you ride moto all the time. I'm like, yeah. But it's because when I get home. And I'm with my kids, like, we're going to ride today? I'm like, well, yeah. You know, and yeah. so we just go ride around the farm and go do it. We, you know, we find some jump, make a hip jump, or we make a corner track, or we go down and find some sand stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what's a bummer about kids today. It's like that passion and just, you know, being free range. Like, oh, yeah. let's go check this out. It's yeah. gone. No, and now that, it's like, uh, kills hey, we, me. we're doing motos today. We're doing, we're doing turn track. Yeah, what a we're bummer. We're doing sprints, you right. know. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot harder, though, like now, especially where – Kiefer and I live like either you're gonna hit a tweaker or a pot farm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like or a dishwasher, and I or and cow, I still yeah. feel like we have it good. Like we are yeah. able to get away a little bit. Yeah. And to me, that's what I love about the desert. Yeah. Like even though I went to this race last weekend, I'm out in the desert and I don't know what's out there and I just feel free. <laughs> like that's what entices me to live where I live. You know, I couldn't live right. in the city. Right. I can't do it. Uh, Andrew Short brought to you by the folks at Vortex Racing. When you talk about Vortex Racing, uh, do you guys use Vortex Racing sprockets? Because I know the Yamaha crew over here Super does. Super sprockets. Okay, so uh, Star Racing Yamaha uh, using Vortex Racing on the back <laughs> of their blue crew. I would think it was a long shot, but hey. Twin ring, bro. Come on. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> Super 20-pound steel sprockets we use. Uh, thanks to the folks at Vortex Racing. Kyle at Vortex Racing bringing you uh, a deal if you tell me you're with Pulp MX, whether it's a V3 handlebar, whether it's a sprocket that James Stewart, uh, Chad Reed, uh, used to win championships, Dylan Ferrandis as well. Trusted by champions, the Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Bringing you Andrew Short, fellow Blue Crew rider. I Fellow used them in 2012. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Long time ago. And, uh, and Fly Racing Zone. Yeah. You're back in Fly. Yeah. Yeah. We're really happy, happy about, about that. This, right. yeah. We're really happy about that. That's, that's yeah. awesome. So we're head to Pant Fly? Yeah. And then I Alpine, Alpine Star boots. Yep. And I wear airbag vest that Alpine Star uses. But How's that thing work? It's the best. <laughs> so I crashed so hard two days ago, and I was just oh, like wind knocked out of me. Yep. I, it was the first time I have ridden without the airbag because you can't travel with it. And uh, I was missing it. So it really helps. It's going to come to motocross. It has to. And it, well, I talked to the A-Star guys about it. They said too much movement for a moto guy to, to wear it. Like like the sensors of it, right? The algorithm, I think, is too difficult. They I think, said. Supercross. Yeah, because they said, like, uh, uh, you know, your guy gets out of shape. 
you know, he moves his body real quickly to adjust for the bike, yeah. and the thing's going to go off. They, so it goes off sometimes for us when we don't even crash. Yeah, they they oh, really? scary. They Boom. said they don't think scary. that they can. They, they said they don't think they can make it for moto. Hey, but when you ragdoll going yeah. oh. way too fast, you don't even know it goes off when yeah, you're crashing. Right. You don't even feel it. So you've had this happen and it's gone off. Oh yeah, many times. And no. it helps so much. Really? Yeah. I'll yeah. Be damn. What a what a product. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's I yeah I, right. it's, it's, it's really cool really, because Gabriel yeah. 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 Gabrielle has been pushing this, and you have to commend him on it. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'd love to see it in moto. It'd be amazing in Supercross and motocross, right? I think I, motocross is definitely, it's there. It's going to yeah. be really close. But Supercross with the yep. G-Force and all this stuff. How bulky is it? It's not that bad, dude. Really? It's yeah. gone a long way in like two years. And it breathes so much better. Hmm. At first, it was really hot and heavy. And you don't care if everyone else is wearing one, but you wouldn't wear one because you'd feel if it wasn't required because you'd feel like you're at a disadvantage because it's so hot and so heavy. Um, and we also have to carry three liters of water on our back. So you combine all that and your food and all it gets heavy quick. But for motocross, I don't think it'd be that bad. Have you ever weighed yourself with all your shit on? No, I don't want to. Dude, like, so, <laughs> hey, that'd be <laughs> so Would you scary, weigh a rally dude. bike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's a rally bike weigh? No, when you... When you put your 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 airbag on, that already has your camel back in it, three yeah. liters. Yeah. And then you throw your jacket on with all your snacks, dude. It no yeah. way. Is there a point to where you're too skinny to do rally? Like you need to yeah. have some meat on you, and right? you break. Yeah, yeah, when you crash, you're gonna break. Okay. Like if you put the supercross guys at A1 and you have them go down a straightaway and hit a washout and just ragdoll. For so sure you've gained broken. weight since supercross. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're telling me it's good to be fat. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you lose all this weight, Rick? Dude. <laughs> yeah, Ricky years ago would have been in prime prime shape. Ricky was big, dude. Yeah. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah, you told that story on the show, I think, yeah. last time you were in. You you started just running and then you were like bicycling and then bicycling a little more. <laughs> yeah, like, bicycling and eating better food. Yeah. <laughs> no mountain doing snickers. I mean you were what two fifty more? Two seventy. Two seventy, yeah. Uh Ricky Brabeck here and uh, Andrew Short, of course. So uh Kiefer, how much like so? Mm-hmm. Ricky, you won the Dakar and got second last year. Like, is he balling? Is this is it just like for high desert? He's balling, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, I live in rolling. The, in I it? live in high desert, dude. I'm dude, not balling. Listen, but, but are you okay? So I picture it like this, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, so Shorty's in a different category because he made a bunch of money racing. Super he's got Supercross money, yeah, and he also he's a known guy. Like, he's a known right. name. Ricky, maybe not so much until you started doing well at, at Dakar, and then I picture it like, like you won. Sure, you were a good. Dakar rider, but then you won. You, 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 you know, it's a, again, a worldwide stage for you, right? The biggest deal ever. So now you have like, you're like a, like a, like a, a singer who was playing the clubs. Yep. And then you had a number one single. Yep. And now you're playing stadiums. Yes. And now you don't go back to the clubs because no. you're fucking Ricky Brabeck, the car winner. Right. And so uh, I need this for the contract. I need, you know, I'm not racing that. I don't want to do this. I'm going to do that. Like you have all these demands now because you won Dakar, you're a big deal. And you got second last year, so that's also like awesome. So I just picture it like Brabeck is Look just it. blew up. Listen, okay, uh, you, you don't you won't see it. Okay, you will not see it. You won't go to his house. And yeah. Like, oh, this guy no, has money because well, he's Des. Right. Yeah. Okay, but because he's Des. <laughs> right. But if you win Dakar, yeah, I, and and I do not. And this is me. Yeah. yeah. Just project. You you do accept my analogy though? Like, I love yeah. your analogy. Right. Where he's just like he is like I'm the roadie doing... that someone saw tuning a guitar. Like that dude's a bad mother. And we're going to bring him onto the band. And now he is the band. Like, yeah. he's the guy. It's like, hey, uh, Brabeck, we have this rally. Uh, it goes around fucking Monterey, Mexico. And we, we're going to give you, like, uh, it's like 10 grand to win. And Brabeck's like, no, no, no. No, I can't do that. No, no, I'm not doing that. Is that, yeah. Look, if you win Dakar, it's got to be seven figures for a bonus. Right. Okay, so granted, if we call him a millionaire or not, air quotes, 
he's made way more money picking his profession in rally than what he was winning when he was doing Heron Hounds, Baja, and all. Yeah. Right. So, in the world of even in the world of motorcycling, period, he's doing very well. Right. So, Shorty, can he just pick and choose what he wants to do? Because he won to come. I like that we talk about he him, but he's not here. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like. <laughs> can, can he, can he, he hasn't raced any races that I've raced all year. Exactly. Except for Morocco. But this is the whole Honda team. They're oh. sneaky like this. Oh, okay. It's the Spanish Mafia. Do you oh, guys okay. talk about how much you make versus how much you make in your contracts? Do you guys I think all that? racers should do that. You're not supposed to, but I think motocross guys should do this more. Right. Because the teams know, obviously, you know, and I think this is just business. You're, technically, you're not supposed to to. But but okay, so this, co- but yeah. your rallies are beneath. If Ray I was Raybeck's young- not doing your rallies. <laughs> your rallies like, are like, like our team beneath. did the world championship stuff, hey, but their team he's didn't racing do this. Golden State Nationals. Yeah. He's <laughs> fucking Transcal. Ray, Raybeck's like, like I'll be at Anaheim. Yeah. I'll be at Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't need yeah. to go to the Sunrise. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Hey, but if he won any other race, you wouldn't even know what it is. But no. you know what yes. Dakar is. Absolutely. And this is all that yeah. matters in our sport. It's right. like Loretta Lynn's for an amateur kid. It's yeah. like Tour de France. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's grand tour, tours all year. There's a year. tour of Italy. There's a tour of Spain. It doesn't matter. But Nobody yeah. cares. Right. 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 It's yeah. like, yeah, we it, everything's everything all year is just for the one Dakar. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we just focus on that. And wow. like like Andrew said, if we won something else, like no one even know. Yeah. You know, other yeah. than the people that are at the race. Right. So how did your life change winning it? It didn't. It didn't? No. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> There's it changed a little. Oh, okay. Yeah. How? Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a little bit changed. Yeah, yeah. I saw him a lot more uh, before then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like he used to be, oh, Ricky yeah, Mountain yeah. Bike. And guy. then this is yes. what I get. You don't call me. <laughs> you don't call me. Oh uh, man, I, I swung by your house. You're not home. I'm always home. <laughs> I'm always home. Uh, the, the truck wasn't out front. I'm in the back. I'll just check the back. And I'm like, all right, man. I just want to, just want to go mountain biking. Like yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. talking like Gary now. <laughs> yeah, that is Gary. That's a good point. That's a Gary impression too. Yeah. <laughs> These are both. my friends. That's yeah. what. That's how they act. Right. That's actually an excellent point. That's just Gary because because Gary was just at Glen Ellen and he was making fun of Gary. And it sounded yeah. a lot like that. Right. Look, yeah. I just want to go mountain bike with a guy. It's tough to mountain bike with a guy. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's the car winner. He ain't gonna yeah. slum with you. I'm the Golden State National guy yeah. to go mountain with. He ain't gonna. Yeah, I know. He's yeah. got new friends and yeah, everything's yeah. different now. Yeah, it's different. Does, does Bra- did he get a chick? Does he? Have a yeah, chick? he has a chick. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's let him talk about that. But yeah, was she there before the car winner? Before the car win? No, I was talking to her though. Oh, okay. So look, okay, all right. But she she's around deal. in our sport, so she knows. She's okay. She's yeah. not. Yeah. She knows. Yeah, but if he was talking to her before the Dakar, I'm fine with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're good with that then. Ah. Uh, <laughs> She yeah, used she, to race moto. You don't know her? No. Sarah Price? Do you remember oh, her? Oh, I know the name. Yeah. 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 Sarah Price. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. She was Cowie? Yeah. She yeah. Cowie? Yeah. She, she races off-road cars. Trucks. Oh. Trucks. Extreme Oh, okay. By the way, speaking of off-road trucks, uh, ORW, Thomas Victor, they won the Mint 400 thing. Him and Greg. Thing. Yeah. Thing. Mid 400 thing. The race. I, 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 the call, race, I call it a thing, too. <laughs> hey, you know the off-road shit that you guys do that once yeah, in a while? Yeah, that was a congrats to Greg and Thomas at the Mid 400 truck race thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to say it's Mid 400. You got to say anything after that. Uh, okay, all right. I, was, I love his, uh, like, work trucks. Have you seen these things? He has, like, a custom-made box van. Yeah. And all this, yeah. This stuff's sick. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's better it's, than the race You know, truck. they built that They built that Toyota thing, too. Remember for the Supercross? Him and Corey yeah, yeah, built yeah, that yeah. Supercross yeah. truck, too. Yeah, they put some work into it. Yeah, oh. some cool stuff. Uh, also, by the way, Andrew Short brought to you by Vortex, but also on the show brought to you by the folks at Michelin. You are a Michelin tire athlete yeah. as well. Yeah. 
So is Randy, Randy going to yeah. fly Randy in for the car? Yeah, we should, huh? <laughs> fly him in. Fly him in. <laughs> FMIP. He's uh, valuable for everything, so. Yeah, he could, he yeah. could dial you in. He would Sorry, be entertainment I, in Saudi. That'd be actually I saw beneficial. he kind of got messed up, huh? Blew out his knee, it looked like, or something. His no, knee has no, been no, always he's, jacked Yeah, up. he's got a bad knee. Oh, okay. yeah. They're, they're going to just chop him off. Chop oh, I felt really off, bad for him. No, no, drain no, it. no, don't worry about it. He's fine. He's that, a that's a That's a every year thing for him and his knee. Okay. After the World Vets uh, two years ago, same thing. It was yeah, a disaster. Drain. So, uh, Thanks to the folks at Michelin, of course, for supporting Andrew Short. Uh, whether it's rally tires or dirt bike tires, uh, whatever it is, Billy Bolt ran, ran a oh, um, Michelin for the Extreme Enduro. We're doing a lot that of that. That dude is not. That, yeah. I watched some of that. Yeah. That's insane. That guy's aggressive. That's hard enduro stuff, right? Yes, but What's like short? he brings aggressiveness, supercross-ish. Like he's attacking a gnarly track all the time. He'll right. crash, get up, pass a lead again, crash, pass. Sounds like uh, our, our guy Wild Wally. But <laughs> not not as wild. <laughs> okay, because Wally <laughs> control. Wild, yeah. wild Wally is it's insane. Mean, like yeah. he will do dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. On a on right. enduro car. Wow. Thanks to the folks at Michelin. And, of course, Fly Racing, flyracing.com, bringing you Andrew Short, along with Vortex Racing. So, um, yeah, really looking forward, Shorty, to you having some success at this damn Dakar thing. And, uh, and you know. So yeah, fuck you, Rick. We don't no, care. No, 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 no. He's won. I know. Shorty's, like, this is. <laughs> fuck him. He's won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, this is the tour of France of rallies. Look, if so... you're going to ask him point blank who he's rooting for. That's who he's going with. Oh, hey, there's, there's like, everyone, everyone. how many Americans is he for? Skyler's going. He rides for Husky now. He, he's, he's fly good. and Yamaha. I'm flying Yamaha. Yeah, we're teammates. Yeah, yeah. basically all the way around, except for the monster, the monster doesn't stuff. support me. No, no, they didn't even let me in their after parties. So Look, that's not. Well, really they going. did, but then they made yeah, me leave. Then right? they made me leave. Yeah, <laughs> I love me some shorty, but I got to stick with my home home guy here. Right. Even though he's changed. Yeah, I'm so I'm home. Team God. Steve. Team Steve. Team Keeper. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 awesome. So, course is a little different every year, right? Uh, will it be when you guys look at it now harder or easier? Like, do we? We don't a, know. We, do you, you have an know. opinion on it or no? You, no Thinking idea. We know harder. the distances. Like, and, oh, okay. Well, yep. tell tell Steve what the first uh, stage is. How far? You told me when we were riding on Thanksgiving. You said seven hundred k or something like that. What was it? Oh, oh the first the first stage is not really even a stage. No. It's like it's just a big transfer. It's like eight hundred and fifty kilometers. So <laughs> that don't just they, highway. Holy but isn't crap. that the isn't the first stage of the Tour de France just all super fast uh, sprint? No, it's, like it's on the highway. Oh, yeah, well, it's you, like you ride the highway to transfer to where you need to go race. Okay, but along the way they're gonna have a prologue, which is like a time trial, like oh, okay. what you're thinking. Yeah, you what know? I'm thinking. Okay, but this will set the starting order, and yep. they call it one A, and then the next day you start one B. Yep. And so this is when it get, but it's it's important. Like Home Slice over here <laughs> won it last year. Yeah. And he had to lead out, and he lost a lot of time on the first day. Because you don't necessarily want to lead, right? No. Didn't you tell me? Something? Yeah. You told, one of Both you guys of us, told me yeah. that. Yeah. You don't really want to be the leader. You want to be able to see the trials, see the, uh, the trail. Yeah, you need a few lines you in need front a few of you. Lines it gives run. you confidence, and you yeah. read the terrain better. Yeah. If you can't, like you miss some drops and stuff like this, then you have to slow down. Or don't tell me, I don't know about rally. See, you, don't you said trial, so I'm, I'm <laughs> losing. Like, I said trail. I meant trail. Hey, Team Steve, I meant trail, okay? not tra I, I meant got trail. You. I know. But yeah, so Ricky, maybe you by you winning the prologue, it hurts you a little bit. I mean, yeah, I think it hurt me like a, a more than a little bit, especially on the first day. But you know, we we over came a lot of the issues and yeah. we ended up second. But so, when you when yeah. you're in the prologue, do you consciously think like, hey, I want to back it down a little bit so I don't want to win or you just do what you do? Uh it depends on the next day. Okay. So depends you look on, ahead. It depends on what you are told the previous day about the first stage so you could At what point in time within this this event is it good to start first? When is that 
Nes- like technically never. Okay. Um, but I mean, there. How, I mean, I don't know. To you, win if, the race, you have to win stages. Yeah. So at some point, you got to lead out. So you got to be strong at, at when you do have to lead out. You just have to minimize the time deficit. Got it. So there's a lot of strategy involved. And his team, you know, they'll try to get as much information as they can. And, hey, we're going this area. Maybe the average speed's going to be really high, so there's less navigation. And so everyone has their interpretation, you know, of mm-hmm. it. And so different teams or different riders have different approaches. And you have to read the race as it goes. And Typically, you have refuel halfway through, so you can kind of see where which riders are where, and you know, oh, he started he started nine minutes in front of me, and oh, this guy, you know, he started six minutes behind me, and now he's already on me. So then you're trying to do the math and yeah, getting groups, and yeah, it's, it's like nonstop strategy for the whole race, and it's crazy. So Ricky might know that oh, I, I feel good, and I know this area, I'm gonna try to win the prologue and start good, and then the next guy is like, no, dude, I need to find the rhythm, you know, and for when, the first three days. When you find whoops and triples, that's when you go for it. Yeah, I'm pulling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you yeah. like, hey, <laughs> hey, shorty, this one's got a lot of stadium whoops and a big triple. Yeah, <laughs> I got Same average speeds 12.8, man. This is yours. This is yeah. your stage. <laughs> so where's the where's your teammate from? What country is he from? I have two teammates from. Chile, and but then, the dude who won, uh, he is from Argentina. Okay, um, and there's a little bit of politics involved in this sport. Like I, we know Tour de France, like, hey, we're kind of equal, but if there's a guy in front, we're all helping to ride for him. Yeah. Is there any of that going on? Like, like you got second last year, right? Are your was your team like, hey man, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kevin's winning, and like, you know, baby, let him go. Like, I don't know. Is there any of that? I mean, I think there used to be, but my team knows that. You I'm just going to win, and yeah, I don't okay. care if right. someone's in front of you. Okay. Well, Shorty helped the yeah. guy. Yeah, you helped your team. Yeah, you give clear. him a tire or whatever. Once your right? race is over, like you help the team. It, yeah, if this, your race is this over. is how it okay. should be. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're second place, and you have a well, chance how to far fight back for the win. though? But how far back are if you? If you don't still have, in the if race? you can't be on the podium, your race is. Oh, okay, okay, over, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you're getting paid to race, that's what you're paid. So if you're eighth and your teammate needs a tire, too bad about your eighth. Yeah, if you put your team manager hat on, okay, I could only imagine you. Yeah. Yeah. Your if there's a Canadian in Game third, boys. you're yeah. fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do, is Canadian, are Canadians any good at this? Hey, Jimmy is there, probably know, but. Is there any Canadians in the race? Do we have, have Lawrence any? Hacking. Oh, yeah, that was I back in no the day. Idea. Yeah, Lawrence Hacking was a, a he's rally. He's a bad dude. Yeah, yeah, he was a rally legend, but yeah. Yeah, I think he's a little old for the rally now. Is that the rollerball of rally? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Uh, he worked at Yamaha for a long time. I really? Think. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, so there is a. So, Ricky, for you, you're like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, your, te- like your team gets it this. Three guys that are all capable of winning at Honda, and that's it. And that's the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think now with all the teams, it honestly, like Andrew said, if your race is for sure over, like yep. you're not on the podium, yep. then now you're just supporting. Yep. But if your team, like our team was one, two, three, four up until like the oh, really? third to last okay, day. Okay, so. So we were racing. <laughs> yeah, free for all. It was on. Right. Yeah, but if, like, if, it, if it comes to the last day and like I have a teammate winning and then I'm like really far back. Yep. Like. For sure, I'm there to support my teammate. And then when I won in 2020, my teammate that won this year, he started right in front of me. Yep. And he he pulled over for me to follow me in to the finish line for the whole stage in case I had an issue. Oh, so, okay. So okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right. like Andrew said. If your race is over, you're there helping. Is Brayback going to do that? This, uh, yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. Uh, and Shorty, what about your teammates? How many guys do you have? I have one that's French. Okay. Adrian Van Beveren, and right. another one from Botswana. Ross Branch. Yeah. You know where that is? No. South Africa? Africa? Yeah, Yeah. South Africa. Just north of there. Um, He's really cool. um, And so are you guys all pretty equal, or are you learning from them? Are are you expected to 
contend with those guys or like you know what I mean like where, where are you at in a pecky like if there was a Vegas we're in Vegas yeah if there was a betting board well, for Dakar I ride for a French team and there's one French, <laughs> rider. French guy okay yeah no but we're all pretty equal and we have good under it's it's clear you know it's like same with Tour de France or whatever it's like there's a natural pecking order everyone starts off even yep. and then it it's a natural evolution right, and right. you just kind of you understand the situation yep. and you help have and you, you seen old, you go ahead you add value you yep. know, to the team. If you're, if you can work on a bike and you can help your teammates, and there's some yeah. value in that. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen his Instagram stories, like when he's doing durability testing? No, like, I don't it, think so. It looks Ricky like a motocross track yeah. with roads, right? No, yeah, because Ricky, of one? all the countries. Shorty. Oh, yeah. Okay, I follow them both on Instagram. So yeah. yeah. So their durability testing is gnarly. Well, they're out in the des. Like yeah. I feel like he's on a motocross track with like fire roads. Plage, dude. And, like nice poofy dirt. Yeah, yeah. So I get to groomed every day. Right. It looks yeah. good. It uh, is cool. Are we at Blue Crew? Are we on equal level with KTM and, uh, and Hondas? Yeah. We're good? Okay, all right. Blue so, Crew yeah. power, right? Okay, good. All right. So I'm just checking on that because I want to make sure. Like, cause Star Yamaha in this world. Star yeah. Yamaha, you know. Yeah, you're we got, balling. We got it going on. Yeah, 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 Need yeah. some star over here. Yeah, can we get – Can we get? It's been difficult, Steve, but we're, yeah. we're hoping to have uh, a strong Should we get race. Gilly to help him out? Yeah, yeah, can we get Gilly? <laughs> Gilly does. You know, me and him. Yeah, I love Gilly. Oh, oh, oh. Gilly's in everywhere, dude. <laughs> Gilly's got his tentacle. If Gilly's a part of it, it, it's a good chance Shorty yeah. might win. Then right. I love him. He, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Gilly's good shit. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah People course. either love him or hate him, and I, I love he, him. Uh, yeah, he was too. on our show a little while ago, calling in from. Oh uh, yeah, and I, yeah. And I, I said to him, I said, you just better set up in Colorado because you're never leaving. Yeah, you're never leaving with Tomac. <laughs> you're buried be, in. Yeah, you're buried yeah. deep with KYB. So. <laughs> Uh, Ricky Brabeck, by the way, brought to you by the folks at Vertex Pistons. Every two-stroke KTM, Gas Gas, and Husqvarna comes stock with a Vertex Piston right from the engine, uh, right from the uh, factory in northern Italy. Uh, VertexPistons.com. Sales at PivotalWorks.com. They got two-stroke pistons. They got four-stroke pistons. Uh, GP, GP style, uh, high-compression replica pistons. Uh, VertexPistons.com bringing you the car winner. Ricky Brabeck, thanks to the folks at Vertex Pistons for making that happen. And he's also a national hare and hound we, yeah, winner. Yeah. Okay. Um, we were talking about this on the way here. Uh, <laughs> like, no Steve one even says that anymore. Like, it's just uh, I, the car. Stu Baylor? Ta- Talon probably knows. Stu Talon? Baylor? Stu Baylor, yeah. Stu Baylor? Yeah, Stu Baylor? <laughs> yeah, Blue Crew? <laughs> Blue Crew? Blue Crew, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Stu and letting the bike go when he wins. I don't like any of that. What's the matter with you? I don't like any of that. No I love everything By the way, well, uh, he's awesome. He Tal- Talon's probably uh, fucking entire 2021 year was made when Shorty said, I heard he's fast at work. Oh, yeah. That right? made my day. You uh, see how quick that flushed? Uh, <laughs> pull it flushed mighty quick after he said that. Yeah. If Shorty says I used to be fast, then I used to be fast. Hey, I, I was in Russia fast. racing with this guy, Skyler. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know him, obviously. That's one of my buddies. He's yeah. like, yeah, I've listened to Mathis and that show. Little does he know that dude rips, man. I'm talking like he races, works, and he goes fast. So that's what he was saying. That's funny. There it is. Yeah, Worldwide. Worldwide, Talon Taylor in Russia. They're talking about him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I've been out with him. He, t- we were vet training. He yeah. took me out vet training out in the right. desert. Yeah, took me down some fucking mountain with all these rocks and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how does this going to equate to Glen Helen? You asshole. He said <laughs> he wanted to go over. on a trail ride. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then he. T- we have some road boats you can go do. You want to come out and? You don't even know what trail rides are about until you go with that guy over there on the couch. I don't, I don't, yeah. want, I don't go, go with any three of these guys. No yeah. way. Yeah, no that's thanks. the worst of them over there. Right, right, yeah. right. Who, Jimmy? Jimmy. Here's what I remember from Jimmy. Yeah, dirt rider days. I think maybe July, 100-some degrees, hot as shit, in the middle of Razor Road out in <laughs> BFE. And they took us on a trailer ride, and literally dudes are dropping like flies. And Jimmy's just like a cactus. 
Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, just get, behind, get underneath this little bush right here and get some shade. The bush is three foot wide, and this guy's crawling under the freaking bush trying to get shade. I go, bro, he's not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him bro, back. We got to get him it. back. Yeah. ASAP. Homeboy's having heat stroke. And really? Jimmy's like, all right, where else are we going to go? And these guys are like, we're leaving. That's it. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we dealt with. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um Shorty, for you, what do you want to get better at for Rally? Last time I talked to you about this, you said the road book stuff, uh, reading that kind of stuff. Uh, what do you want to get better at with Rally? I've actually, I feel like that's one of my strengths now. I'm really okay. good at this. My speed is not. I can't read the the terrain, and I don't take as many chances as maybe some of the top guys. Yep. But I don't know what's next. Like I love racing, and I love Rally, and maybe in the future I want to try to navigate in a car. This seems. Because of this, you know, I've yeah. worked on it, and so this seems like it would be fun for me. But I don't and now really that know. Peter Hansel guy wins the trucks or cars or something, right? Yeah, yeah, like he's, he's Mr. Dakar, right? Mm. Right. So yeah, he's really impressive. And the old Matt Man from KTM that I know, he's his co-driver. And so stuff like this seems interesting to me. But I love riding my dirt bike, and so I don't know with rally, maybe what I need to work on or whatever. I Brayback, think what does he fast. need to work on? What does he got to do better? I think he's doing great. Yeah, but what what can you do better to, to win like the car like you did? I got to go faster. He got what? Remember what he I said? I mean, honestly, we're going so fast now. It's like you got to take chances. Yeah, if yeah, you're not risking it every day. He has to care for his life less. Remember? Yeah, that's yeah. what his teammate said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shorty, you you uh, uh, you care for your life too much. Yeah, you care for your life too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and Ricky, no, 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 Fox given. Dude, this is the part of the brain that yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah, you yeah, about right. that he has. Right. Yeah. Like you talk to Rick, you're like. Okay, he's just normal dude. And yeah. then you talk to him a little bit more. He's like, uh, he's, he's not much of a thinker when he talks. <laughs> but then you see him ride, and he has that little beep. Yeah. Just clicks off. Yeah. And he doesn't give a shit. He will go down a mountain. There's no trail. And this is what Gary used to tell me when he used to race Listen against you. He doesn't give a shit what is there. And Gary's like, I ain't going down that port. And he would just fly down past <laughs> Gary. And Gary's like, I don't understand it. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. He just turns it off. Right. That was young That's me. That's right. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, look, yeah, there's a little bit of sendiness, right, to, yeah. to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, to, to, to doing well. And you got to look at it, it. doesn't matter. You got to have some sendiness, too. But you have just like it's a long race. So you have to have some kind of skill up here mentally to put it all together. Because I would assume, and I don't know, motocross, supercross, it takes mental strength but not to the magnitude of what they have to do because they're doing so many miles. Right. Like, to me, that would fry my brain. It's the same, if anything, at a high level. Like, the motocross and supercross guys, the guys that separate themselves from the rest, they're just, they're on another level. It's same with rally. It's any sport like this at a high level. It's but don't you feel like you got there in supercross and motocross? You were one of those guys? Don't you? I, I do feel like you were. I mean, you were, in, you were in a hunt for national championships, you know? Yeah. Maybe not super. I mean, I was finishing second and third and behind... Stewart, but like I was a hundred points behind Stewart that one year, you know. Uh, like yeah. I finished second right. in points, but I'm a hundred points behind. Yeah, like that's another. But you still level. got the rest of the guys covered. I mean, you still got to do that. I don't I was, know. Yeah, me and Ferry, we yeah. battle your guy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. What um, if Ferry did the car? Would you still? Would you go with Ferry or Shorty? Oh, Ferry all the way. Yeah, I'd go dude. That's not <laughs> yeah, even a question. Timmy's not doing the car though. Uh, hey, so when you ride moto now, Shorty, like on your farm back in Texas. Do you feel exactly the same as you did when you raced or did, has the car changed you as a moto guy? Like when you get on the dirt, like do you, you know, has it done something to you, those skills? Or do you, or do you think to yourself, fuck, like I can't, you don't say fuck because you're under short, but are you like, uh, <laughs> That's true. are you bringing desert to the track? Yeah, like do you feel like, yeah, like you I feel still feel really good riding moto, but then I thought I was pretty fast riding moto and then I went to the works race and I'd get smoked. So 
and that was a combination. Oh, when you of were on Husky, when yeah. you were doing the works, yeah. And I yep. was super bummed because I'm like, man, right. I feel like, but I still feel like I can ride moto. I ride a lot of moto. Yeah. What do you ride? A 450 or yeah, yeah. blue crew, bro. Yeah. No, I, I didn't know. Two, two, <laughs> you had a two stroke for a little bit, didn't you? Oh yeah. Yes. Dude, I love bikes, so right. I have a garage full of bikes, and yeah, yeah I just when, this is what I love. This is my passion. Yeah. When is Hudson going full bore amateur? He's not. The, he's <laughs> well. This guy's he's in free range. I'm deep. So I, I wish you'd be deep. So, so I have some. No, we done. go to motocross races, like the fast races in Texas, and yep. he gets lapped in four laps. But we have so much fun. We go camp, and he does off road races. He goes trail riding. He rides motocross, and do you just, think he'll he'll be a racer like you? No, no rally racer. No, um, I don't know. How much no, because you don't want him to, or no, because it's not no, in him. No, I I really don't believe. Yeah, I don't think he'll get to that level. You, it's like what you said. You have to be at one of these training camps, and you have to be doing motos, and they're so specialized. And it's not like when we were kids. It's completely different. And I feel like because of this, you know, they turn pro, and that's why people don't go ride anymore. It's like a job. And yeah. It's just different. And, and I think you there, have to be totally dedicated. Was there like a – so I, I never raced moto like you guys. Uh, Me too, by the way. I raced <laughs> moto too. But, but <laughs> like you guys you guys are just talking about right Four now. Manitoba championships. You guys are just talking about yeah. right now that they have like these these camps yeah. or these facilities. Yeah. facilities. Yeah. Yeah. And then back in your day, you just – it was what, more raw speed or more more talent, raw speed and like courage that you wanted to do that? Because now if kids are in the facilities, they're getting worked, right? Like You raced you more when you, were sh- when you were younger, when Shorty was younger. Yeah. He raced more, right? Every weekend. Like, dude, right. Yeah. Just Maybe more than once a week. now are just they getting they worked. Ra- they race five times a year yeah. at these amateur races. I think if it. you want something bad enough, you'll figure out a way to do it. It yeah. doesn't matter. I think, and that was my right. case, dude. I lived in Colorado. I couldn't ride in the winter all that much. And I went to public school. So I rode an hour after school, you know, until it got dark and... I didn't have all the resources or the knowledge and anything. Another I still person we were talking about, about amateurs and Loretta's. Shorty's another prime yeah. example. Yeah, I never won Loretta's right. until my last year there. And I always get smoked. I got lapped my first year at Loretta's. But I feel like it's more difficult to go this route than it was previously. And, and I, I think, think it's what he's talking about, the burnout won't happen if there's kids like how we grew up. Yeah. Because they, they enjoy the, the – that's why I enjoy – I'm going to be old, but I still love to ride. Even if it's, you know, I know I don't go trail ride with you all the time, but I enjoy going do, out. Do the voice again? You know, you don't go trail ride with me no more. Where you at? <laughs> you know, I come by the house. Oh, you're not there. You don't call me. Now he sounds like Rocky. He sees Heather, yeah. at, he sees Heather at the store. What's Kiefer? <laughs> What's he doing? Now he sounds like Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I, think, I, I, right. I think he's going to ride Thanksgiving. He doesn't call me. He doesn't call me and tell me about it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's Gary. That's, that's you. Gary. That's, that's you it's too. Gary. It's Gary too, for sure. Uh, but how much longer, Shorty, do you want to do this? What's your, when's your contract up? My contract's up after Dakar. Oh, it is. Yeah, I don't know what's next. Do you feel like I... they're going to bring you back, or do you do they? Ooh. No, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. I f- yeah, I predict something. Okay. I'm predicting, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Do you want to come to World Vets at Glen Helen? Yes. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm almost forty. I, I oh yeah. How do you feel about organization? Because I know you are a pretty I, organized guy. Yeah. This race is the, the uh, anti. Look, he doesn't care. I'll just hire Tony Alessi as my team manager. What do you this mean? Race, yeah. For sure, I'll have a good right. gate. You got, dude, you got your truck, your camper, your barbecue, your bike fits in there. Yeah, I'm set. Dude, you're set. You got, you're going to bring rally life to the vets. Mm-hmm. You're, you're set, dude. Uh, and so for you, Ricky, how much longer do you want to do this? What do you, what's your? Uh, yeah, I don't really know. I just, I want to win the Dakar again. Yep. Um, and then. Are you on a two-year? 
Are you in your second year of your two-year? Okay. Yeah. All right. So after Dakar, my contract's more or less up. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I want to win again. Yeah. Have they told you they want you back? Do you know? Yeah. Do you have an agent? I don't know how that works. Or like, Yeah, they, yeah. they 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 talked to me in yep. October. Okay. But I was like, oh, let's just deal with this after Dakar. Right. So. Okay. Um, Which how, is long, how much longer are you going to do this for? Nah. Well, no. I was planning on getting out of it, but I know. then I got his house, and so now I got to keep going to the races and being like, "How was your suspension today? <laughs> How was your setup? <laughs> how's, how's your bike? Good? Hey, yeah." Evan Ferry's coming, yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, gonna be around. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be depressing. It's gonna yeah. be really depressing. But let me like do. Let me, let me do a prediction. Okay. Shorty does well at Dakar. Yep. I think another team hires him. What about Bluku? Why can't Bluku? I don't know. I'm just. Okay. I don't know okay. anything. Right. I'm just All saying. Right. I predict. Okay. Another color team will. But Shorty, you right. don't want to come back here and do like works or, or GNCCs and that stuff. Like that's not really you're you're not interested in that. No. Yeah. I get smoked. Yeah. Like He's, those guys, uh, they deserve a, a lot more recognition than what they get. What about stuff. a heron? Have you done a heron hound yet? No, and I don't want to. Okay. Uh, has has Osborne? Has Zacho hit you up? Because Zacho, I, I feel I like Zacho's, to, yeah. on, Zacho's on his way doing something if he yeah. can get his back figured out. You yeah, know? this is the tricky part, I think. Right. Right. No, there's a lot of things on my bucket list. Like yep. I want to do the Continental Divide uh, on an adventure bike. Like do that ride and camp and do yep. stuff like that. I have a whole, whole bucket thing. list. Yeah, right. stuff I want to do and places I want to go ride. Okay. Call Wait. me. Let me know, dude. Oh, we already yeah. talked about it. You know, <laughs> don't call me. Don't call me. Caught down the vibe. Where you at? I don't know. You know he's a rapper. I want call Jimmy me. Lewis's life. He rides more than anybody. He so. does ride a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, you think he has you covered? I think uh, total total time. Yeah. I think motocross time. No, but no, not even close. Uh, actually, I don't know how much he rides nowadays. But a lot. I'm telling you, when I was at Dirt Rider, Jimmy. I come from the hard knocks of Jimmy, okay? Because yeah. we rode. There was no bitching. You get your shit done, and that's how it is. How much have you been riding, Steve? Nothing since World Vets. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's supposed to ride with me tomorrow. I might ride tomorrow. Yeah. 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 And with the rain coming? GH. Well, that's I told him. It's supposed to rain tonight. You want to ride the desk? No. I'd rather go Glen Helen. I'd rather ride. I don't want to ride. I don't enjoy. He's the, not free range. Yeah, Shorty. I don't enjoy the Des tracks. I don't enjoy. Yeah, the no, hey, the Des tracks, dude, they suck. You got thank you. You got to make this guy take you on trails. Yeah, what? thank you. Thank you. I make new tracks all the time. Yeah. Where you at? You don't call me. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Andrew Short or Ricky Brabeck or even myself and Kiefer? Give us a call. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Decal Works, and the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, Fly Racing guys uh, supporting myself and Andrew Short. Not. Supporting Chris Kiefer at all. Nothing. I don't get shit. Nothing. Nothing. Well, you left. Family first. Uh, we got some questions for you guys and more. So, um, do you guys have your phones on you when you yeah. re- you have your oh, phones? Oh, when you, when you like, right Okay, when so race? when you're done with, yeah, like, the fo- is the phone in the, in the hospitality <laughs> thing? No, when we race, we can't have our phones. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the point. So, at certain stages, you guys are camping, right? You're, you're done for the day. You're at this hospitality thing, right? Yeah. You're certain. The bivouac. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The bivouac. Okay. Do you have any chill time at that point for this race? Now you do. Like, can you just relax is my point. Like, do you ever get to look at the outside world on your phone is where I'm getting to. No. Your life at Dakar, you just like, basically put your life away, and for three weeks, you're only You can't on check this. the Maple Leaf score or the Raiders score like, or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it, you can lose focus, like, pretty easily. Obviously, if you fall in the dark hole of social media on your phone. I'm not even saying that. Can you just, like, talk to the outside? Can you find out what's going on at the, no. in these bibwack things? No, you no. focus on your race and your if race If your phone only. works, for one, it's yeah. probably not going to work. Right. I mean, I've seen updates from Rick yeah. 
uh, while he was there, like in the motorhome or something, like before he gets ready to leave. Yeah. I've seen stuff. There's stories, but I mean, it's kind of nice to follow along. Yeah. But I don't think it's it's a snippet of this, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all you get. So you're, you're just like, at the end of a stage, you're cooked. Maybe you're putting out a 30-second update, but you're basically just like, get some sleep, get some food, think about the stage the next day. Is that? Yeah, and prepare yeah. all your stuff. and Yeah. yeah. Rehydrate, right. get all your gear ready for the next two o'clock in the morning wake up and get lunch most most of the time you have to do interviews for some other other people yeah and then you have to talk to your mechanic you know about the bike then uh the manager will come over to you talk about the stage for the next day and it makes it really nice now because we don't have to color our road books anymore okay. this used to take like four hours oh yeah so now we got our road books in the morning at the start of the special yep so and they load them into your bikes or whatever. You yeah, load them. Yeah. But oh, there's load way them. less cheating oh, okay. than before because of this. Oh, okay. And it's good for us. All right. So that gives us some chill time. Yep. But uh, honestly, like once you start the Dakar, your mind is just racing <sighs> until you're done. I, I would struggle. I want to read up a bunch. Like you it's know. 11 hour time difference, you know, in right. Saudi. So uh, the, what do you call the the stages that you have to sleep in the middle? You don't marathon. Get, marathon. Marathon stages. Oh, marathon on second night after our yeah. big old liaison. So then, yeah. The, uh, so Kiefer and I were talking about that. <laughs> Marathon stages. You have, are you in a tent? I think this year yeah. we have to bring all. Everything. We have to bring everything. We have to bring everything. Is there, with you. Yeah. yeah. Is there Holy any crap. socializing between you two during the Dakar? At the marathon stage, and you're like with at everybody. The start. Oh, yeah, uh, at the start in the you, tents. You're not allowed to go. Like you know, in motocross, you'd go to another semi. Yeah. And like, hey, yeah, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Dude, in rally, they put like. On the tents, they put up the blockers and yeah. everything. They're working on their bikes. Okay, so dude, yeah, like, there's no. So you don't walk so over you, there at the start. You'll be like, "Hey, what's up, dude? How was that stage? Yeah. Gnarly." Okay, that's it. And then at when you're in your tent at night, you can see each other. Yeah, no. everyone hangs out at right and yeah. for a marathon. Right. Yeah, yeah marathon it. at marathon night we hang out. That's, is there is there is there a Vince Freeze of the rally thing where nobody wants to talk to him? <laughs> that's actually funny. <laughs> is there is there that? <laughs> I, I like Vince, and I like Vince. I do too, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just saying, racers don't like Vince. So, is there any like... dirty rally riders? I don't no. think so. It's different, dude, because motocross, you're lined up on the gate, and it's like, I don't dude, like it, you, I don't like you. Like, let's go. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And rally, it's like three minutes apart, so it's like you against the clock. And if somebody weeds themselves, they can stop, hit the button, and help you until like the helicopter comes or give you assistance. And then they can start the race again. So it's like you almost look out for the other people. Oh, and so you're that racing doesn't against count? If you do that, it doesn't count against your, your, your race? If somebody crashes yeah, yeah. and they're hurt, yeah. you stop, you hit the button, and you say, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, Rider yeah, 24 yeah, yeah. has okay. broken yep. whatever. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so they, and you'll get your time back. You will. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Hey, I didn't sometimes know, I didn't it's know that. Good. It, did, it worked. And like there's that. a lot of respect, I think, yeah. for the rider. In the off-road community, Steve, it's way different mentality than moto. Like, right. the riders themselves are very friendly. Like, when you go race. Gary doesn't seem friendly. No, no. And he is. <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> race Gary, and he was super friendly. Right. Oh, okay. Works. Yeah, I so, would smash him, and he'd smash me. Okay. But, like, Gary people will actually stop for you instead of run you over. Yeah, yeah. So it's just okay. different. Okay, all right. Um, hey, we have the X Brown Goggle Tariff segment for you two, for you two guys, and, and us too as well. Let's uh, let's do that, shall we? X Brown Goggles, the goggle choice for Ricky Brabeck for a few years. <laughs> Here we go. It's the X Brand Tariff segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. X Brand Goggles. Rich Taylor will be on later on this show. Bro, the Lou Lucid is out. It's fantastic. Pulp Show Twenty One is a code to save with XBrand.com. Uh, Freddie Norin, uh, Surratt. Kyle Chisholm, so many privateers using X-Brand. Ricky Brabeck was never better than when he wore X-Brand. EKSBrand.com, Pulp Show 21, it's code to save. These questions are submitted by Corey Moser. 
Anybody familiar with him? What a legend. Nope. Don't know him. <laughs> what a legend. Do you know him at all? <laughs> Ricky really doesn't know him. <laughs> uh, so you have 30 yeah, seconds to answer these. These are questions submitted by some guy. 30 seconds on the clock. Let's do this, Mark. So we're just going to ignore the one sent by the other guy. I'm the only one answering? No, all four of us are. Uh, different. Oh. Like, so there's four for one, you. One at a time, yeah. Three okay. for you, three for each. Okay. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, Steve. Yep. Uh, softball. Is there any human better than Shorty? No, no, I, no. I maintain Andrew Short is an amazing human being. One point two seconds. All right. Shorty. Oh, my God. Right. He's all frazzled because yeah. Shorty said he's fast. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, all yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. over there. Challenge just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, like, home like 30 minutes. He's going he's gonna to quit after the day show. He's going to go back to racing. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's going to train tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Shorty, Moser is drunk behind a dumpster at Seattle Supercross when you win. Thoughts? I knew he was there in spirit. No, oh, see, the best answer ever. Yeah, yeah, best answer ever. That was a good he, night, though. It was a good night. You were in a van. You were <laughs> not a, really. I was. Yeah, you, you drive a van up there that that night. That the Shepard Honda thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe I, I was. Yeah, I, I was parked out of the factory Honda truck. How oh, much? okay, but the team brought everything up in a van. Maybe in a yeah, van. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. How much was bonuses for you then? Nothing then. Yeah, no bonus program. Then. Well, Just I did, but right. Yeah. How uh, you? How much? How much money, Shorty? Are you owed between a few different teams in the sport? Yeah, it's just how it is. Live and learn, what, I guess. Six huh? figures. Yeah, I think those people were out of money. Also, like they <laughs> got burned. Also, some of them. And every guy I that I know was at his level has been jacked over. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've learned a lot of great life lessons over these situations. So, right, patience. <laughs> <laughs> Again, amazing human being. I'd be lighting right. things on fire. There's a halo. There's like a light. Yeah, there's right not. Right. No, there's <laughs> not. There's not. <laughs> when Shorty says, "Hey, how you doing?" He really means it. Unlike yes. you or Brayback right. or me or yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't this call is, me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, <laughs> Kiefer, would you hire Zacho now that he's unemployed? To do what? Nobody knows. Okay. No, uh, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ricky, how will you avoid getting bad gas like Shorty did at that car? That I'm not sure of. It's, I don't know. Luck of the draw, I guess. Don't go to the last pump, the lowest one down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Steve, what's the gnarliest thing a stranger has done knowing your address? Uh, nothing. Yeah, nothing. It's, it's been fun. Nothing yet. Yeah. Shorty. What was your favorite off-season race? Percy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That, that, I always Quit tell people, like, it's gone to Lille, it's gone to Paris now, and they're, they're great races, but nothing will beat Percy, the, the, you know, the tunnels yeah. and the crowd being on top of you. And, Everything. Like, it's just an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. It's, it, was so, it was really special. Kiefer, how deep are you into amateur moto with little Kiefer? Just the tip or balls deep? <sighs> Oh, come on. I'm not balls deep. I will say because... Yeah, of, if you were balls, you'd go to Minio's. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not balls deep. I'm like past the tip, halfway in. Mm. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm short cocking it over here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, have you thought about what age you stopped going by Ricky? There has to be one. Nope. Stan. Stan with Ricky. I Forever. call Rick. Tricky Ricky. My dad's Rick. Yeah, it's Ricky. Right. Makes sense. Steve, who's the best storyteller in moto? Is this Rich Taylor Ooh. in a landslide? Uh, well, RT's got some great stuff. 
Uh, but his delivery isn't, you know. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll promote my podcast here. Coming up this week on Racer X Online is a podcast with Brock Sellers. Yeah. And he is fucking hilarious. Yeah. You can talk about Volkswagen? Yeah, oh yeah. And okay. he talked about, uh, I mean, Sellers, right? At Bercy, a couple years, you know, in the lobby of the hotels, yeah. Yeah. he would have everybody there just rolling, yeah. telling story yeah. after story after story. <laughs> and they're unbelievable. So I called him last week. We spent an hour and a bit on the phone. And I mean, I didn't really touch on his racing career because it was just stories. And he's like, let me tell you what. And then he gives this other story. <laughs> there was this one time. And then, like, so Brock's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe it took me this long to do a podcast with him. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, I've, I've been on two teams he's with not, him. You haven't done one with him till no, now? No, never have. Wow. Yeah. And he's a WPS rep, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Brock Sellers is great. That was longer than 30, by the way. I know. Okay. Well, I, I own the show. <laughs> Shorty, are you anywhere near retirement to farm life yet? Yeah, this one hurts because we had some home stuff. So, um, yeah, I have to do more farm stuff now. But I definitely love. I used to always say if I ever had to do any farm stuff, I'd we would move. But uh, my life's changed, and so I'm definitely more a farmer than I've ever been. Eighteen seconds. Good job, <laughs> Kiefer. Aiden comes to you and says he's in love, wants to hang with the chick instead of race. What do you say? <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I'm on the fence with this because sometimes I, I bag on him a little bit because he doesn't have any uh, doesn't, he hasn't had a girlfriend so I'm just like are we good anything I should know about um, he says no we're fine so um, right now I'm I'm happy with him just focusing on what he wants to do and if there is a girl that, that he likes then I will guide him in the proper direction dude I think this chick's into me <laughs> <laughs> alright Ricky could you qualify for a motocross national? Absolutely not. Ricky is good on a BMX bike, though. He's good. He's good on a bicycle. Like he can do wheelies for days. He's one of those guys that's right, wheelies for days. Right. I have a bonus question for Shorty. Oh boy, that's imagine, shocking. Imagine that. Yeah, uh, Shorty, who you got in the push-up competition? Jr. or Moser? JT. JT. I was wondering who Jr. was. I'm reading it like, yeah. you can, why can't I remember who Jr. is? Yeah. You can never underestimate an Ironman oh, fuck, here finisher. We go. Here right? we go. No. Four times. No, JT's pretty shredded, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's all, yeah. Ketoed uh, out. He's all, yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. You know. I don't know. Good he, battle. They're going to do a push-up contest uh, in Seattle. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll tell you what. JT struggles on a mountain bike, though. <laughs> struggles. The guy's never rode a mountain bike before in his life. All right. That's it. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. And the fact that the car at the car winner, Ricky Brabeck, switched from X-Brand and then won the car uh, shoots that theory up in the air, but I don't care. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. EKSBrand.com, uh, please. Pulp Show 21 is the code to save with those guys. Uh, Skosh, the 7 o'clock hour, brought to you by Skosh Industries. they got the uh, base mount charging system here in front. Uh, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio products, and accessories. Over 40 years in the business. Visit skosh.com. Uh, use Pulp 2021 at the code to save with power sports clamps, cables, chargers, phone mounts, uh, power jumpers, and more. Discount code Pulp 2021 at skosh.com for more information. Uh, use the code. And thanks to the folks at Skosh for bringing you the 7 o'clock hour on the uh, Pulp of Mech show. Uh, Shorty, any plans to do any uh, show up at any soupies or motocross or anything? Yeah, I, hope, I mean Dallas is always yep. a good. One. I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to go. My kid loves it too. Does he? Yeah. Watch and yep. 
Plus, you have so many friends, and it's always good to go hang out. And when you go there, are you are you the guy that's sitting there? I, I don't know why I've asked you this privately, but are you the guy that's sitting there being like, "Oh, I miss this shit." Like, I wish, like, I want to be out there. Or are you like, "Hey, like, look at like I'm. This is awesome. These guys are all cool. It's great to be here." What, yeah. which, which racer are you? No, I like watching all those guys, and but I love racing, you know, yeah. and I love riding bikes. So this part of it, and the best part about going to the race is seeing all my friends like yeah. you've spent so much time at the track testing and you have all these people it's like your your relationship is changed with these people like they're always your brothers in a sense and so to see these people when you don't get to see them yeah. so like you take all this for granted you see them every week you're like whatever yeah, I, don't even you know? want, I don't like half these assholes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good but point, i go sorry. by and i see frankie at ktm and i'm like hey you know and that dude would roll in front of the starting gate for me mm -hmm. at a certain point you know and he did yeah. this for all of his guys or my brother-in-law and there's just certain people yep that i love to see in the pits and say hi to and you, when you don't get this opportunity very often anymore you appreciate it more does your supercross and motocross career and that whole life does that seem like so long ago for you now does it seem like a because you're so into rally now and you're, you're you know that's what you focus is it do you think about like holy crap like i did that you know that's a yeah. whole life ago yeah and there's like a whole new wave of mechanics like this yeah. is weird you know it's yeah. like I don't know. The smiley face thing. assassin. They're just like, who's that? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just different. There's always a new wave that's rolling in, and it's weird when you walk through the pits, and you're like, I don't know that dude. And Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, your, it seems like a long time ago. Yeah, it's a yeah. long time ago. I mean, you obviously keep up on it enough, right? Yeah, I watch all the races every week, and I still talk to a lot of people. Who's your uh, pick for next year? I think the younger guys, like the Sexton, Cincerillo, Ferrandis, I think this wave is coming if they can keep it together, you know, and between Kenny and Eli and Cooper, I feel like those guys, when it gets tough, unless they're going to win, I don't think they have the drive. And I would like to see all those guys be successful, especially Eli and a Yamaha sounds cool. And Kenny, I'm a big fan of. And then the wild cards with like Anderson and mm -hmm. that whole Marvin, there's like a whole nother wave right there of different people that are kind of in between the younger guys and the established guys that have won. So I don't know. I, I really am leaning towards some of the younger guys. And if they can break through, I, I feel like there's always that point where the younger guy, they want it so much, you know, and there's that tipping point. And I think these guys are going to cross over this year. I feel like Cooper leaving Alden's program yeah. and going on his own. This is a, a huge deal. And I don't know which way it's going to break. It's breaking one way. You know, Anderson left <clears throat> and was never really the same, but I think a lot of us are like, Anderson didn't want to, work all in yeah motivation right anderson was like hey man i'm just gonna cruise under here use my talent to get podiums and you know coop wants to win this thing i know from people talking to people like he wants to show you know didn't end well he wasn't stoked with alden and so this is the huge huge question mark for me i don't think kenny can go 17 rounds without making mistakes or having a virus or you know what i mean if just he can finish the season he always starts off yeah strong. i just feel like kenny will have a race or two where something goes wrong and i feel like eli is honestly i feel like eli is a little past it already he's older he's you know he's put the nose to the grindstone he's now got uh, a kid on the way and another kid so he's just a natural progression of getting older so cincerello and sexton are there i agree with you shorty but they what, what cooper webb are we seeing that's where i'm at I think Burner's a really smart coach. Yes. Yeah. And if he can use the knowledge from the previous people that have guided him, whether, you know, that's Eldon or whoever, yep. and yep. maybe that's the. But that, what scares me about this is their bike. I feel like it's arriving late with COVID and mm -hmm. getting parts and access. I don't think they have a lot of resources and right. the base in terms of the bike. 
that they can lean on like years past. Yep. So I think they're going to run into some hiccups. And I think this is going to be a strong point for Kenny. He has a second year on the bike and Eli's also going to a new bike. Like you yep. said, that might be difficult, but people like uh, Cincerello and Sexton, they yeah, have a good base now, knowledge. Yep, and I think that's this where is the key. leap, that's where the leap starts, right? Yeah. When you're, when you're those guys. So, so that, Cooper has to overcome this for sure. If Sexton starts beating Kenny regularly too, that will be an issue. I believe. I think that team is still Kenny's team. He thinks of it that way. And those are his guys. And if, the new kid starts beating them. I think that that could cause an issue. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Lars replacing Kehoe? Oh, they're two great people, yep. and I I feel like they both bleed red, and they're they're Honda people, you know. Yep. And Kehoe, I think maybe he's just at the time in his life, but he's accomplished so much for those for those people, and I think they have to be really happy with everything he's done. But Lars is Honda, you know, from his yeah. dad. Oh and yeah, yeah. All the experience, and he's just a great person, and he has the passion. And he fits that role so well. And I think he's more open-minded and he's not so set in his ways yet. And I think this is what it's going to take for that program to be successful is to maybe think outside the box, not do it the way they've always done. Mm -hmm. And this is me speaking yeah. from just observing from the outside, but I've spent a lot of time around that group over the years. And I think it's a, a great decision that management put him in, you know, in that role. Oh, by the way, Lars was maybe supposed to come on tonight. I just realized that as you said that, um, Honda's looking for a, uh, a motor builder. So they're going to advertise motorcycleindustryjobs.com. So stay tuned for that, everybody. That's what Lars wanted to come on and talk about it. Um, and Ferrandis, DV, they'll be good. Yeah. I mean, it's DV. It's Villeman. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he's. Fuck you, you're fired. It's DV. <laughs> hey, so, I don't <laughs> always listen to Pulp, but if DV's on, yeah, it's I good. for sure tune in. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a can't, I love can't miss show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. You never quite know how that's going to go. Poor Rutledge. That was yeah. funny. <laughs> Poor yep. Rutledge. Hey, but he's like, he's really intelligent in his own. Yeah. Yeah. How he communicates it's different, but right. he's smart. Right. I like it. Um, And Ricky, how much do you pay attention to the Supercross, Motocross stuff? Like, are you? Not, I mean, I follow, yeah. obviously, some racers. Then I watch Supercross with a bunch of friends, like, yeah, on yeah. the weekends. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I don't have, like, a super favorite rider. Like, obviously, I want Kenny to do well. Mm -hmm. And I want, like, the Lawrence brothers to do well. Yep. But uh, I don't, you know, I just enjoy watching it and yeah. watching, you know, my friends have fun watching it. And I have, like, a lot of friends that are really into it. Right. And uh, I I just, I watch it and I like to go and be there. Yeah, hang out. Yeah. Um, I saw your, I, w I went to the Honda Museum uh, about a month and a half ago or so. I saw your bike there. Uh, they got one of your Dakar rally bikes there. Really? So, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's in the museum with all the factory bikes and everything else, so. Dang, I, I assume it's your bike. Yeah, I, I think I it don't, is. I don't know. Where is this at? It's in Torrance. It's not for public. It's not, it's not in the public. <laughs> it's down the road a little bit in a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. So um, That's awesome. Motorsport.com. We have some tweets for you guys. I asked for our listeners if anybody they had, uh, had stuff for you guys, and we, we, we got some, and Talon probably has a couple of questions as well. So the Motorsport.com tweeted Talon segment. We'll do the other ones later, like for Kiefer and I later. But okay. uh, let's ask these guys what we got, Talon. Do you want to do the drop, the intro? I don't know what to tell we'll, we'll skip it. Okay. We'll do that later. Right. From B Hood, for both of you guys, uh, what do you think has led to the rise in success of Americans in, da in Dakar? We now have Skylar Howes on a factory team, and things seem to be looking up for us in the moto category. Any reason why? Ricky's win? I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. I think since, like, uh, you know, a couple past Americans have been there racing, it's been like a little on like the back burner for Americans to watch Dakar. And then I think once uh, for sure we, we started going over there, 
you know, more in full force. Mm-hmm. I think uh, people have been paying more attention. And, you know, with social media nowadays, it's unbelievable how fast, like, words travel. Yeah. Or photos or media yeah. or whatever. Yep. And, uh, yeah, more people are getting involved in in the Dakar. Um, it yeah, does. I remember, I remember like, following it as a kid. You wouldn't know what happened till you, the next day. Till, oh, not even that. You wouldn't even get it to the second. You're like, oh, it's over or whatever. Like, yeah. Like, you wouldn't even know. Yeah, I mean, I... It's cool. I mean, I get a lot of people saying, oh, man, I, it sucks that the show's only like 30 minutes or what. Yeah. I think it's 30 minutes. It sucks that it's 30 minutes. Uh, dang, it sucks that like it's only once a year. Uh-huh. But, like, man, the years fly by. Like, yeah. I can't believe Andrew and I are already getting ready to leave again. How many have you done, Ricky? This will be my seventh one. Your seventh one? Yeah. Shorties will be your third? Fourth? Fifth. Fifth. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, dude, like, I'm like. Dude, yeah, that's it fly, crazy. It flies. Yeah. I would yeah. think that we'd be on number five. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything? What else? Just to go with that, just for me, if you were like a young kid racing District Thirty Seven or Youth Heron Hounds, and you wanted to get into Dakar, like seeing you race, what would you do to try to get yourself ready for that? Like the Sonora Rally in Mexico, but we don't really have a a path in the states to get there. Like, what would you guys do? I mean, Sonora Rally is a really good start. Uh, it, it's affordable. Um, it's it's a good beginner rally and it's a good rally to 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 go for practice if you're experienced but as far as that i mean i don't know andrew like to go to dakar I, can you go to dakar as a privateer like if you were just filthy rich yeah can you can you it's enter sold out this year oh okay so you for can bikes okay so you can enter it's not like a thing where you got to be on a team or anything like yeah, you can go, you but can just it's, go. they turned away 50 people this year because they didn't have the speed or, you know, like there's okay. a So there is some sort of requirement to meet. There's lots, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if you have as much money, if... Like yeah. if Kiefer was loaded, could he go based on his moto background and everything? Yeah. Like, would they, they'd be like, okay. He'd have to re- finish a world championship race okay. beforehand. Yep. But yeah. But yeah. It's like a, between 125 and 150 grand yeah. to go to Dakar to go. on a bike. Wow. But is that for the support crew and everything? everything? That's for everything. Yeah, That's yeah, all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez. So, I mean, yeah, you can go if you have money. Right. But so, you would just say build a name in the Heron Hounds or do an off-road and then I mean, that, that's that's how I got introduced to Rally. I mean, Quinn That's called. how most of the Americans seem to yeah. get into it. I mean, it's... Who's... I, who's the, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, I think... That's why I was asking because there isn't really a path. So, I was just seeing what you guys thought. Yeah, it's not like a local race, you know, where you can go yeah, on the weekend yeah. and be like, oh, I'm going to fill this one paper out and it, pay 50 bucks. Is, uh, and you, maybe you guys don't want to answer this, or maybe Kiefer can. Like, is Ricky winning the car and the salaries that he's getting, is that the number one off road salary out there? Like, is it, you guys so make more than GCC what, guys and so, that kind of stuff? So, for me, as an outsider looking yeah. in, and from the people that I talk to, and I'm sure he, Ricky can talk more about this, uh, when Kurt was trying to go, and and I think Jimmy Jimmy went right, yeah. But this was like before it really got popular. I think when Kurt started, Jimmy, would you get eighth or something? What'd you? How'd you do? Third, third? yeah, oh, yeah. So it didn't really start. I don't know. I don't. I yeah. don't think it started catching on until Kurt wanted to. Kurt Caselli yeah. wanted to go ride him and start doing this stuff, and then Ricky came on after that, and then was successful and did good. So now, I don't know if that bump start something with Shorty saw like, hey, I want to try that. Or maybe Skyler and all these other guys like, hey, this is the pinnacle of off-road racing now is rally racing. So I think he helped kind of build that. This is what I want to do. Because mm-hmm. as much as I love Heron Hound District 37 races, it's weak nowadays. The, the amount of good riders that are 
are there is very, very short. When Jimmy was racing them in Heron Hounds, the top 15 dude, if you got top 20 at a Heron Hound National, that was insane. Like, that was good. Now it's not like that. Right. So I think he helped that along. I never even knew what rally was until I went to a KTM Adventure rider rally and I saw Kurt and his bike. And I think Kurt kind of jump-started everything. Mm -hmm. And no offense to the people before. Like, now I've learned the history and obviously Jimmy's accomplished a lot, but there's many people that have gone beforehand. But I think Kurt, for the modern day, like he made it. I was mind blown, you know? And for a motocross, supercross guy, and then he started telling me about it. I'm like, wow, this is crazy, you know? Like, yeah. I want to try this. Yeah. And I had all these same questions. And so, yeah, I think. So are these top rally guys making more than the top GNCC dudes yes. over here? Yes. That, like, that's the number one. The top rally guys make good money. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like Brebeck? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ride for uh, HRC, hey, yeah, if you yeah, ride a works bike. It's Honda money, bro. Yeah, no, no, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. I live in Asperia, dude. It's cheap living. <laughs> that's, that's how he keeps it chill. Yeah. Dude, I guarantee you, like Larry Ward, he buries his money in the backyard. Yeah, there's shit yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably coffee cans. I want to go to his, like, lodge, the hunting ranch, Stonewood. Or oh, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah. sick. Um, all right, next question. Uh, from the voice of the drunken people, <laughs> he wants to know, how do the paper road, bo road books keep rotating at the same pace to match where you are on the course? Why are they not digital? It depends on whose bike you're riding. <laughs> well, okay, explain oh, that. Oh, Shorty's I know got what you're paper. Talking about. Shorty's got paper, and you got electronic. No, we both no, have we paper, have paper. Oh. but it's a joke because <laughs> the, I don't. It, it it rolls as fast as you. You have a switch. Yeah, you a spin thumb it switch. yourself. Right? No, yeah. yeah, you you have a thumb switch, and so it just scrolls it through. Hold on, so you're holding you the switch down a, as you're as you're on the gas. Yeah. Like you get to and the you're just next hoping waypoint. to God you don't you go fast. If you enough? looked at his bike, you would think he was like launching a rocket. <laughs> you should see all the buttons that he has to push and the yeah. crazy electronics that he has. Yeah. Honda so they have to do. Honda. They, they got to do a lot of other, right. a lot of shit besides just go fast, right? Yeah. Like and, speed and zones yeah. and there's tons yeah. of stuff. Recalibrate. Yeah. <laughs> Traction control they have like crazy. So stuff. I saw the logbook on uh, on a KTM because they had the bike at Paris one time, Paris Supercross yeah. or whatever. They had the bike there and I was looking at it and. Yeah, dude, it's just like kind of like vague, like, hey, left. Like, just it's a left coming up. Yeah. It doesn't really show you like a sharp left or anything. Like, I don't know. I was nah. like, holy shit. Well, yeah, the road books are uh, like a lot better nowadays. But okay. yeah, like between the notes, doesn't like, it doesn't really explain to you exactly what's coming up. It's just like this note, you need to go that direction. And when you get here at this odometer, you need to go this direction. Yeah. It's like, that's all you have. And that's then it. you're reading terrain the rest of the so time. So I didn't know. I thought that I thought it was digital. It's just scrolling as you're, as you're pinned and nah. just knows where you're, oh. No, you have like an odometer. Well, how do you hold the throttle and, and then push the button? I mean, how does that work? Bro. Left hand. How do you go through the whoops? You don't. I Bro. don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you yeah. know when they say reading terrain, do you know what that means? Yeah. What's that mean? Yeah, you read the terrain. What's it mean? Well, you're looking to see if it is it a, is it a hill or is it a drop off or you know whatever. No. Okay. No, I mean that's some of it, but oh. I mean, like how me, the water's flowing, if it's going to have cuts and like. So cross, you know what cross grain is? No, like on okay. a piece of wood. Like so, on a you have the mount. You have mountains, right? You have mountains on yeah. this side, and you may be over here yeah. in the valley. Yeah. When it rains, the water will run down, so you it causes little gorges all the way through. Yeah. So that's cross grain. So you have to know where you're at. And, and, like and you're looking at the mountain to see how if the, the water is going to split and stuff like this. If you're going up the river, you're going down the river because the direction is going to change, right? So if you get in the wrong riverbed, you're going to miss the note coming out, you know, so you'll miss the next ride or like you have to read all this stuff. And like moto people, okay. like idiots like us, we don't think of this stuff, you know, where these guys grew up in the desert yeah. and they know this stuff, you know. And like sand washes, 
if you're going up one versus down one, it's a total. You Talon, can, you never told me any of this shit when you took me out <laughs> to the fucking. De- you never told me any of this. He just wanted to hit the wide open washes. So yeah. reading terrain, like when you're, and then you start seeing <laughs> certain rocks or the terrain changing, you know you can't really get off course that much because you could hit something a little bit buried okay. that you may not want to hit. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is what's more impressive. Like people don't know this kind of stuff about what they do. Yeah. Or just off-road right. dudes in general. So. Well, expert needs to come out with something that has the roadmap scrolling through your goggles. That'd be sick, huh? Right? Yeah. Like a heads-up display. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That'd be sick. Like v- yeah. VR X-Brand. in the yeah. goggle, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> expert, you should have never left. Brevex coming out this year. <laughs> All right. What else? Uh, from Lax, uh, Lax defense coach. If Dakar was still based on the twin-cylinder bikes, would either of them still be doing it, or is riding a 450 a big enough leap leap of faith? Oh, Jimmy's going to argue us on this one. Yeah. I think with the twin-cylinders was more of a adventure. Um, and this is more of a race? Yeah. The twin-cylinders were, were gnarly. I rode an Africa Twin the other day, and that was way too big of a bike for me to be riding on dirt. Um but the twin cylinder, I think, was more adventure style, like going across Africa and and you know surviving. Where I think now, now it's a it's a freaking motocross race. Like yeah, we're we're a hundred percent all day. Are they four fifties or are they bigger? Yeah, four fifties. Okay. Yeah. But like, I would love to go ride a T seven and go cruise in the mountains and like this sounds amazing. But I don't want to go race one. Yeah, like. Right. Unless you and the governor, built. you and the governor getting on one and going to Alaska f- sounds fun. Yeah, 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 that's about it. Right. I think to race one's different, but that's just I don't, I've never tried to race a T seven, but that's are what you I'm kidding guessing. me? That's Phil, dude. Like I feel like when Jimmy raced, it's just it's the 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 bikes weren't as evolved, right? Yeah. And I think it took a different mindset to make stages, right? Yeah. So. But they were super. And like, I think dude, they had massive budgets and like they were full like into it. But it's just that's. But it doesn't matter took. once you get on the bike. You got to do the do the yeah, job, yeah. right? They so held a lot of fuel. I'll just I'll never forget this highlight that you used to play maybe on the Dakar show or some moto video or something. And a guy's just on one of those twins, and he just falls off a dune, dude. Oh, there's a couple of them. Right? I mean, he is pinned it's and insane. he just falls off the dune. I don't even know if this guy lived, dude. <laughs> one of your teammates. Launched yeah. off one like a couple years ago, or la- like when you won that year, didn't he just like be up and uh, launched off one? I don't know. I mean, was it yeah. was it Benavidez that because he's known to do some crazy shit? No, it's right? Pablo Quintanilla. When he broke oh, Quintanilla. Oh, yeah, Quintanilla. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, but yeah. this happens Quintanilla. like yeah. the yeah. last. <laughs> but it was like during the last stages, right? <laughs> the, the last, last race day. for me in the Abu Dhabi. Day. There was th- like two or three times a day you drop a dune and you're just done, done, done. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you know, like this happens. You're full yeah. of fuel. You slant. You bottom yeah. out. Front rear. Your face is the freak. It's like really? hitting the H on a side bike. And that's a common. Like that's common. Like it whatever. happens two or three times yeah, a day. If you don't, yeah, if yeah. you don't hit your face on your tower, you're not riding hard enough. <laughs> Jesus. I sat on Ricky's bike. Yeah. And I asked actually asked Honda if I could like do a test on there. Like no, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> but just sitting on it, it's it's insane. Yeah. It's big. All right. What else we got? Uh, from Aaron Looker for Shorty. Does Fly custom make the Dakar jackets and vests? Assume you need extra compartments and pockets, and what do you carry on you? Yeah, yeah, no, it's like custom made, and you carry like right now when I'm training, I carry my phone, wallet, food. I carry three bars. I carry a sat phone. I carry my GPS tracker. I carry my health stuff like a tourniquet. Like your Brabex amazing. You carry all that. Yeah, I, ter- I carry my tourniquet. <laughs> I carry my. Dude, so you're bringing lunch tomorrow. 
What do you who's mean gonna you carry pick you up the off kit? the ground? Who's going to pick you up off the ground, boy? I carry my rain jacket in the back. Sheesh. All that. Hey, you know, if shit, goes, if shit goes south, stick He's with this dude. Yeah. yeah. What do you hey. carry in yours? Snickers? Nothing. Wait, this like is the problem. When we train? Yeah. Yeah, nothing. You had nothing in your jacket. A phone. Good No job, food? Though. No. Damn. Well, because we, we did loops at Dumont today. So that yeah. was... But tomorrow we don't need to carry anything because we're going to a date shake farm tomorrow. Dude. Yeah, you ever been to the date farm? No. Oh, man, you're missing out. What? See, this is stuff like, yeah. Out, mean, out by Dumont, there's this okay. old uh, date farm, and they have the best date shakes. Really? I can't wait. In the middle of the Des? In the middle of the yeah, Des, dude. dude. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't there a car track up there, like a racetrack? Up That's there, in Pahrump. That's oh. like in town. Oh. We're talking like way okay. out, dude. Uh, yeah, in the middle I, I of know. nowhere. I, I Tacopa. Know there's, there's you know race? where Tacopa is? Nope. There's a race car track up there, and there's a hooker, hooker houses up there. That's all yeah. I know about Pahrump. Both by Jimmy's house. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, two more real quick. Yep. First one for Ricky from Logan Rasco. Would you ever consider racing a truck or side-by-side in the Dakar, or do you think you're just going to stick with a bike? That's a tough question just because I'm – typically make fun of people that race side-by-sides because I call them golf carts. Uh, but they are pretty fun. They're only fun for about an hour, honestly, in my opinion. But if the right contract came to race a car or a truck, I would definitely take it. Um, <coughs> and honestly, those co- contracts for Dakar are really hard to come by. So who knows what the future holds. Plus, like, as a former winner, he's not he's not slumming <coughs> it. He's not slumming it at some, you know golf cart yeah race like you're gonna if a team offers him something it's gonna be a good team yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right and then last one from lax defense coach for shorty with not as much time using road books as some of the competition how did the rule change of no modifying the books did that help or hurt you that helped me yeah, we just, that's to, what we just talked about yeah you yeah. have to navigate more yeah and this is when and you have to navigate it helps me when you, it's there's no navigation it's just speed i get yep. smoked that's and and training with Jimmy, it, it helps because yeah. we usually are taping in the road books at six in the morning, so <laughs> we don't have time to like mess with the road books. No, and I think Jimmy's been a big thing for both of us and for Americans. Sure. It's Jimmy is kind of like the Club MX of uh, rally yeah. racing, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like, don't even know that either. Right. It's like if you want to learn how to do some shit and rally, this is where you go. You go to BFE, Jimmy's place. So <laughs> you go, you for sure go to BFE. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what I was always wondering. Like, when I hear people say they don't know anything about rally or how do I get involved in it, and I was like, yeah, you always got to maybe go to Jimmy, talk to Jimmy, because obviously he's been around. So, yeah. How are we doing? We're doing oh, we're doing stuff. So, all right. So, I have a question for both y'all. If there's one strength that you see Shorty and Shorty to Ricky, what is one of Ricky's strengths that you see that he's really good at and vice versa? You want me to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, t- typically you can always find Andrew like exactly on the road book. So if you're lost, he's really like particular and being 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Where I uh, like sway a little bit to the left and to the right. Is that from racing higher and hound Short, stuff? yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. As Jimmy says, Ricky's great at averaging. With okay. his navigation. Like Andrew has to be like. Which is a skill set also. Andrew has to be like. Right here, like to a T, you know? But is I'm like, fuck it. Right. Okay, but this brings me up to a good point. To me, that tells me something how you live your life, like as just like a person. I feel like he is more dots his eyes, cross his T as a person than you're more like a fuck it kind of person. Yeah, I forget to dot the eyes on the, on life for sure. 
Yeah, but he sends. He's way faster than me. At just desert. Like so, if we went in hare and hound or something like this, he can go much faster than I can. And for uh, you know, for Dakar, you need a combination of both. And I think Ricky's. He's got that combination. Hmm. Uh, final one before he gets his shit together. <laughs> uh, how long? You you do the Dakar. You go home. And I I know a little bit about this because you're near me, but. How long until you start riding a dirt bike again? Do you, how long do you give yourself? It kind of depends. Like if you leave Dakar on a bad note and you're pissed off, then you like get home to work right away. Um, obviously, like I had 2020, I came home from Dakar on a good note, and I was like, God, oh, like this is awesome. You just partied probably. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I didn't ride for like a month. It's Macula, right? Yeah, yeah. But this year, Kendall went to the Snore Rally, and that guy was like – on my ass trying to get me to do road books like two weeks after Dakar, you know, to go prepare for himself to do Sonora. So this year was like no break, but everyone's different. You know, if I go to Dakar, I want to come home and not do road books. I want right. to come home and just ride and enjoy riding with friends and things like that. You know, this is what he does with his money. So like yeah. he wins or something. Yeah. He builds himself like a patio barbecue in the backyard, yep. like a, like a, like a party station. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it's called the broken bivouac. This is like what he sleeps in. Yeah. So this is high des kind of shit. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is what right. we kind of do, right? <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's uh, let's bring Jimmy Lewis in, of course, longtime uh, magazine uh, editor for a few different places. What's corner. up, Jimmy? Yeah. In his corner. Washed. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Washed. Washed up magazine editor. There you go. Welcome to the show. Thanks. For, thanks for bringing these two by, Jimmy. I did drive him here, but they're driving home. I was slamming some claws out of your thing. You okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no problem on that. Uh, what do you remember, Jimmy, about a young Chris Kiefer over at Dirt Rider? So it, I remember Chris because he was always a Dirt Rider guy back when I was a Cycle World guy because yeah. Carl Kramer brought him on. And he's just been around forever. And now he's, like, almost as old as I was when I got canned. So the story they talked about <laughs> out in the desert, that 105-degree or whatever day yeah. it was. No, yeah. it, was, it was like about 110, 112 that day. Yeah, it was, yeah. That was That was probably my last really official day at dirt rider i think i was because <laughs> you almost killed a man yeah something like this There's, oh was that i didn't know that oh really? yeah no that was that was the day that really got me in trouble oh really yeah, yeah. that <laughs> no was well i i think i i think there was a couple of the you know it's, it's things were changing everybody was a little bit softer and nicer and and i had to go i'll be down <laughs> did not know that <laughs> keep her bringing up a bad memory no, oh, no, it, was, no it, was, it was one of the best days of my life yeah 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 you're over you're, you're fine <laughs> that's now. good so so working with these two guys, uh, where when you you don't go to the race, right, Jimmy? No. So, do you talk to these guys much? You follow them? Are you are you you know like a, how 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 involved? So you're helping them. Are you up at in whatever time zone and shit you need to be in to follow this race? It it depends a little bit on just situations and stuff. I'll every once in a while I, I communicate a lot with Johnny Campbell who okay. goes over there for okay. Ricky yep. and works with Ricky and if Andrew. Oh, I didn't know Johnny. I thought Johnny was over here like doing the Honda stuff over here. Okay. No, so right. he, he, he does that, and then and then if Andrew ever needs anything or something, or sometimes I'll just text him a little something if I'm seeing something on the yep. outside. Yep. Uh, but they, they have really good teams around, and we're doing the work now so that when they go there, hopefully the race is easy. Right. What so, is it that you – I guess here's my question because I don't know enough about it. What is it that you bring to these guys that they may not know already? Well, sort of – you know, like you hear about these motocross training facilities or something? So maybe I'm like a – like a an Alden or something, except I'm fat and out of shape, and 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 I think I know everything, and and whatever. I just kind of beat these guys into a pulp or something. I don't. It's <laughs> we just 
it, it's they're they're at such a high level, and and the, the thing is, we bring them in when they get started. So when they first started doing the rally, they they realized, hey, I want to get better, and somehow they came to me, Ricky through Johnny Campbell, like Johnny knew because I worked with Johnny when he went to go navigate for Robbie Gordon. Mm-hmm. And Johnny's a really good navigator, was a really good navigator before this, but he wanted to be better, and so we started working on like training techniques, and then and then Andrew kind of found out through. Was it through Johnny also? Johnny was like, hey, you got to go see Jimmy yeah. if you want to get better. I'm like, that dude is weird. I don't know if I can go there because I've seen him at Adventure Rider Rallies, and now I love Jimmy. He's like my favorite. Like you say, go on a trail ride. He's the best person to go on a trail ride with. Yeah. Hey, Ricky won't go on a trail ride with me yet. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> so do you, do you agree, Jimmy, that Shorty is a little bit more concerned with his safety than he needs to be to be no. on Ricky's level? No. Okay. No. no. So it, you, you it, disagree with that a little I, bit? So I was a lot more, when I was racing, I was a lot more like Shorty was. You know, yeah. I was. I was I was a little bit up in the years, and and my original goal was hey just need to go finish a Dakar, and yeah. then I realized I had the speed and I had the the skills, especially in the navigation, to do well, and so I I played on my strengths. I I wasn't I've learned from when I was racing desert and enduros back in the days that when I started trying to like take chances, I started going slower, and so there's always that saying you know slow down to speed up yeah. and this this is actually true i teach off-road riding schools we teach this to 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 people just on the riding side of things and especially with the navigation these guys can work on being as fast as they want to and you can go get lost and ride around in circles and i don't care about the difference between these two guys if ricky rides around in circles and andrew nails the navigation Doesn't ricky's matter. still yeah, nine yeah. minutes behind he's not going to make it up yep and so there's this there, it's a it's a give and take and like they said they, these guys these two guys have two distinctly different navigation styles and it kind of depends on the road book that day how it is how it'll play to their favors or but you do get lost every dakar yeah like everybody gets lost at every Dude, there's dakar? one time like, during the race you're gonna be lost yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. just how okay it is. so nobody na- nobody nails it 100 percent. i've been like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. lost dude and i turn <laughs> my bike off take my earplugs out and helmet off i can't see dust i can't hear anything both uh fuel uh, lights were on you know, oh, like I was yeah. out of fuel. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Oh wow! And then like some some creature's gonna eat you, like some no, animal. I was just in the sand. It was you, sand you, everywhere. Yeah, dude. but dude, have you seen Star Wars with those things that come out of the sand? <laughs> shit? Like, yeah. I raced. I raced through that set, this dude. <laughs> do you you worry about freaking coyotes when we go mountain? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> you need to ask Danny Laporte. Get, yeah. Get Danny yeah. Laporte in here and have him start telling you Dakar stories because that guy has a lot of them. Like scary ones. Oh, you'd be scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Jimmy Lewis here on the Pulp Mech Show, but, uh, presented by Decal Works, motorsport.com, and Fly Racing. Fly Racing Zone, Michelin Zone, uh, Yamaha Zone, Andrew Short, of course, throwing in the, the love for all of our guys. Um, we got a phone call from uh, Tom on three. Tom, what's your question for uh, the rally guys? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call, man. You guys are insane. They are. Yeah, hey, it was just a, a quick question. Uh, two questions, actually. When it comes to the car, what are the who are the top three fastest with vehicles, and then who are those crazy dudes in those big monster vehicles? Oh, Can you yeah. tell us a little Trash bit about trucks. those guys? <laughs> the Russian mafia. Yeah, the Russian mafia for sure. Just the ones that look like garbage trucks, right? Yeah. Well, right. What's what the story with those? About? I honestly don't know much about them <laughs> other than they look like the trash trucks I pick up my tra- my cans like, every week. They're like 12-liter diesel engines, and they're, they're, they look like a truck, yeah. but inside they literally have aircraft landing gear for suspension, and they're gnarly. And the guys that drive them are gnarly. And, and how they, many are in a they, class? Like how, they, many, how many enter? A lot. Oh, there's oh, like, oh, oh yeah. really? And oh, the okay. trash truck class is big. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. big, and it's literally class. like Russian money. Yeah. Like 
it's, yeah, it's well, that's, huge that's over there. Kind government of the cam, money. That's like government the, money. That's like yeah. the Camaz team, and then, <laughs> there's, and then there's the other one that's the Tatras, yeah. and then there's Hino. There's it's it's like if you were in, they race those things on short courses like rallycross. It's yeah, it, no outside. I know. So I know it's you're. A, it's a Russian thing. <laughs> I know you're into all the different sports and all over the world, but that over there is huge. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, and then what, wow. what about the speeds? Tom asked about the speeds compared to. It yeah, the top three. Top three in the, the car. Who, what vehicles are the top three? Oh, you mean vehicles. Is he, is he asking overall? Like, yeah, just yeah. like motor, well, motorcycles, yeah, motorcycles and. Oh, it, okay, great. It alternates. I mean, sometimes I think bikes, the bikes are the fastest, but sometimes the cars, it, it depends. But oh, we're so, all okay. pretty close. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I would think the bikes would be fastest all the time. No. no. Oh, okay. Dude, if you see the cars, it's yeah, yeah. crazy. The cars yeah. are good, yeah. yeah. But in the dunes, the bikes are way fast. Right. That's what I was thinking. You can yeah. get through stuff quicker. So, uh, All right, Tom. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Also, I want to thank the shout-out to Cherubies USA for coming on the show. And uh, I want to talk about Rally. I'm sure Cherubies is involved in that. We're giving away a $200 gift card for a Cherubies uh, just email contest at pulpamexshow.com. And uh, we'll pick a random winner. And uh, no, we won't. Pick email 165. Yes. That's what we're and doing. And speaking of Cherubies, Franco at Cherubies had a rally here in Nevada, the Incas Rally, right, Jimmy? No, it was a Nevada Rally. Nevada Rally, right. That's yeah. one of the places where I, I got my start. Let's just get into that. So I, what's Incas was a whole different car. Inc- Incas was down in Peru. Correct. Got it. Yeah. So Nevada Rally was here, and you did that back in the day, yeah? Yep. Yeah. So. And and like these guys were saying, Jimmy, at the top, like the car is the gnarliest rally out of all of them? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's the it's the pinnacle. It's like the right. Tour de France. It's right. like there's there's bicycle races every week, and you only know about Tour de France. What, before we let you go, Jimmy, what's your best super hunky story? <laughs> <laughs> when, when, I, when I was interning uh, at Dirt Bike Magazine. Yep. So I was the kid that was working for free. Yep. That's the way it was yep. explained. Yep. And uh, and so I, I got, you know, part of my thing was I would go through a whole editorial cycle. And I went into the uh, the office where they had the editorial meeting. And it was Roland's office. And Roland was over there, like, pumping weights in the corner. And, and I didn't I didn't know anything about this. And there's just some – he was an older dude to me at the time. Yeah, probably not that – And now imagine how old he is. Uh, yeah, not that old. But he was over there and, and – uh, and so we kind of all sat down, and there was there was the art director, who you know, D West, who I hadn't met before, and and uh, so Roland kind of gets up, and they were doing the editorial meeting, and he comes up, he goes, uh, Tim, Joe, and it was Tim Tolson and Joe Kosh were yep. the co-editors of the magazine at the time, and he's like, do we just invite guests to the editorial meetings? Uh, who is this? And they were like all like, oh, sh- we're in trouble. Yeah. And so they go, uh, 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 chief, this this is the guy that that's working for free. And Rick Simon like walks in because he 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 was a senior editor at the time. Kind of walks in at the last minute. And he sort of kind of caught some of this, and he knew Tim and Joe were going to get in trouble. And I didn't know he knew anything about me, but he he walked over. And he goes, "Hey, Chief," and that's how they referred to Roland. Yeah, like, "Hey, Chief, this is Jimmy Lewis." And the guy literally started reading off my racing resume because I'd been done some one twenty five desert racing, okay. which was and all this stuff. And uh, and so he. I didn't even know who he knew who I was, and he stood up for me and kind of, and I was allowed to stay in the editorial meeting. We'd only this one time. Okay, yeah. So super hunky coming to the rescue. Yeah, the guy was working for free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a high torque thing, or a, yeah. actually, that sounds like a motorcross industry thing, right? It's yeah. v- very, yeah. very much. Yeah. Just give me some product, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do whatever you want, man. Yeah. Just give me some jerseys. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, man. Well, this has been fun. See, yeah. I love this shit. We should do this more. Well, it's not every time that we have two of the best rally racers here in it Nevada coming good, by. Right? I feel it, bad because I drive by your bubble when I'm going to Jimmy's. I'm like, oh, I gotta call Steve because yeah. I'm in the yeah. I'm in the bubble. So we should hang out, go for an e-bike ride. I'll I'll come in. There you uh, go. Oh, God. You should make uh, you should make uh, uh, Steve do like a hash, Jimmy. Like he a did one, dude. Hash. 
Well, I Saturday did, or Sunday, I, I don't was going do hash. I'm drug book. free. I'm drug no, free. No, no, it's a, it's, it's okay. a running club with a beer drinking problem. It's oh, a yeah. really weird thing. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're doing a hare and hound on foot. Oh, we could go for an e-bike ride. <laughs> Jimmy, I'll take you out here. Yeah. I got a few of them. If you got you got one? I got one. Oh, there we go. We don't, yeah. I don't even yeah. get you one. This guy's Keeper even has an e-bike. Bro down, like, yeah, take him on an e-bike, e-bike ride. Shit talked e-bikes forever. Now I know. Now he's got one. Yep, I know. Now he's got one. You got an e-bike? Stupid. That's this Ricky. Stupid. Just get a real bike. It's not fair. <laughs> he sounds kind of like you used to. <laughs> uh, anything else, Keeper, for these guys? No, nah, I love it. It's yeah. all, I love off-road racing. It's that's what I grew up doing, and I looked up to Jimmy when I was twelve, eleven years old because I want. I thought I wanted to be the Jimmy. best one twenty-five cc Heron Hound guy, and I thought I was going to make money doing that. Yep, and that's what was my goal, and it was Jimmy Lewis, uh, John Brash, Eric Hallgath. All these dudes that I looked up to on 125, because 125 racing the desert was huge back then, and that's what I wanted to do. So I think it's cool. All right. And uh, I think that the car rally is amazing. It's incredible. It's such a test. It's so gnarly. It sounds so gnarly. And I don't know why you're doing this, Shorty, but it's, uh, it's commendable. it's a cool race, man. It's a good yeah, life experience. Yeah, you have experience. millions of dollars. You're a former factory rider. You don't need oh, to do that. You can dude, just, I love dirt bikes. Clearly. You want to know what makes Dakar good, though, too, is the training is a lot more fun probably than busting your ass doing motos at the motocross track every day. Yeah, I like that too, but uh, <laughs> Shorty likes everything. Tell you, he's a remarkable human being. It's it's amazing. No, but that's some of my best memories, dude. When you're at the track and you're on the tailgate with mechanics and doing all that. Like I almost enjoyed that more than the actual race. That's what I'm yourself. saying, the training, like when we're just lost all yeah. day tomorrow, no, it's, it's way funner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> like sometimes I think you ask like professional racers like them, yeah, what's the most fun? It's the process of yeah. doing it. Because when you're doing it, you're so focused, you yeah. don't realize it's fun until yeah. later on, right? right. Yeah. yeah, you think about Supercross race day, it's just a bundle of nerves, goes by so fast, it's, it's so blur. stressful, it's so, yeah. you know, that's not, yeah. But A1's completely different than, you know, Indianapolis later yeah. on. Like A1's, yep. you just hiding and trying to get through the day. Not you throw know, up. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that, but you can't go outside and you're just trying to right. focus. Oh, oh wait, we had one more question I wanted to ask Shorty. It was a really good one. Uh, he passed it over because he's off-road guy over there. Yeah. Uh, was but the 2009 CR. Uh, oh, I I don't have it right now. Oh, but it okay. was basically so, you guys always bag on that bike. Yeah. So JT the, always says I I says no. But, and and Tedesco told me the same thing. Only guy likes his bike is Shorty. He, he said yeah. it like Ricky. He said yeah. it like Ricky. And then what <laughs> what changed what changed between the 2009 and the 2012 that everyone loved? Nothing. Okay, so the question was, why is Shorty the only guy who ever liked that 09 CRF? Who spent time with the team and set the thing up? It's like. Okay, because yeah. Tedesco hated it, Bill Savs hated it. And yeah. who loved it in 2012? Like, Chad Reed went and bought one. He'd test yeah. all the bikes. 2012 was, yeah, it was great. I don't yeah, know. It was a great know. bike. What changed? On the, on the production bike. That's it. And stiffer fork springs. Yeah. And it gets such a bad rap. It does. And, yeah, I've heard JT talk about it on the right. show, on this show yeah. with me. I'm like. Yeah, it, it cracks me because people are narrow-minded. Would you rather have 2009 Honda or your AirShock? 2009 Honda, <laughs> yeah. Honda. <laughs> That's all it was. Dude, Shorty's on AirShock. Let's oh, go there. talk to well, him. Well, no, it was, it was AirShock and third-gear starts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shorty's doing third-gear starts. Yeah, has got an AirShock. Yeah. 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 God, you were pulling some holies out here. Yeah. That holies. Was, yeah, that was good. <laughs> that, 2010 on the Honda, same thing. Yeah. Like, in the outdoors, I got almost every whole shot. Even donations, I... And you geared your bike for that, right? No. For third-gear starts? Oh, Ah, one tooth different. No. I, I really wanted to run different gearing, but Ian said the bike was only made to run one certain counter shaft sprocket, and being on the B team, we just kind of 
Oh, it, yeah, yeah, we just put a tooth on the rear, and then Burner was actually one person that helped me with this. And this is a good asset for Cooper. I think he's right. so good with riding technique and yep. figuring this stuff out. He's really switched on, and but he's the one who helped me with it. And a little bit of practice, and then you can. I'm good at this. I can practice stuff until I have it dialed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're a little OCD that way, right? A yeah, I'll yeah, figure it right. out. You just just do it. Talent, anything else for the off-road guys? I know this has been a big night for it's you. Last so, show for Talent. You know, Shorty, that great Shorty said that you're good. fast. It works, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's all that matters. Next year, 22, Talent Taylor, hitting it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I'm Team Shorty. You're Team uh, Brayback. Uh, so we're going to be following this thing as we go on. But Hey, thanks thank, for having us. Thank you for coming in, both of you guys. Jimmy, thanks for bringing them. Thanks for coming on. Uh, good luck with everything, of course. Uh, this has been the uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by Decal Works, motorsport.com, fly racing. We'll take a commercial break. Be right back after this, everybody. Thanks for listening. Great radio, bros. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motosport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Starcross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. 
Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with the right sprocket and chain kit for your bike. With more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex EK has more gearing than your garage has room for. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Star Racing Yamaha and Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, orange, silver, and Kawasaki green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning, may cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will be. Call Vortex EK at 800-440-3559 and mention promo code PULPMX2021 and get the best deal on your next order. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhaust, 100% in the USA under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So, uh, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, fork, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention PulpMX when you when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. 
Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Hey, Pulp Nation, Andy from Guts Racing. We are the leaders in seat technology. We feel like for any need that you have with your seat, we've got you covered. For 2021, we're going to be adding more colors to our, our product line, and we're going to be adding more merchandise to our product line. Also new for 2021, we've expanded our distribution through motorsportoutlet.com. So please support the people that support Pulp, support Guts Racing, and also support motorsport.com. Hope to see you guys at the track soon. Once again, this is Andy Gregg from Guts Racing. Thanks again to Pulp Nation for all the support. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati. Today, Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, GasGas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsordeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Our guys at Works Connection have always been there for the Pulp MX show, and they're there for you as well. Uh, they're just as passionate and as dedicated to the sport as you are. For over 30 years, Works Connection has been designing and producing innovative products like the Pro Launch Start Device, the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch, Elite Axle Blocks, and much, much more. You'll find Works Connection products on AMA Pro Riders bikes under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, Smart Top Honda, as well as top teams and private tiers alike. The best part of this deal is Pulp MX20 code saves you money at worksconnection.com 
Stop by your local outlet and check out the new lineup of Works Connection products for 2021. I've got the perch on my bike. I've got the engine plugs. I absolutely love it. Great product. I've got the uh, start device as well, which helped me in one moto at the World Vet Championships and one moto. Not so much. WorksConnection.com. Pulp MX20 is the code to save. Please check them out. All new 2021 products now available. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by Motorsport.com. And, uh, of course, the Decal Works guys and uh, the folks at Fly Racing. I'm Steve Mathis. With me, Chris Kiefer. Hello. Good to have those guys in. That was awesome. That was fun. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> crazy uh, crazy stuff, right? Crazy stories. Just absolutely nuts to race that you stuff. You talk to any off-road guy, he has stories. Yeah. 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 Uh, 8 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at CTI. You have the customs, right? Yep. CTI. CTI. Have you tried some of the off-the-shelf stuff or is it straight customs? No, I, they're supposed to send me some. I need to try some of that. Yes, I think they're coming out with some stuff. It's 8 o'clock hour brought to you by CTI Knee Braces. They've been remained the trusted choice of professional athletes and leading physicians around the world. Rigid carbon fiber frame, streamlined and lightweight, helping to provide functional ligament support and stabilization of the knee. Uh, store.oser.com store.oser.com or contact your physician for CTI custom they uh, they they provide a custom light fit that conforms perfectly to your leg uh, with the adaptable subshell so thanks to the folks at CTI for bringing you the show and of course Maxima USA as well pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima whether it's the grease or the uh, suspension clean or SC1 Mm. Uh, MaximaUSA.com Pulp20 is the code to save with those guys And uh, use the code, save some money Get some uh, four-stroke oil, some two-stroke premix If you want, uh, of course the CR500 Ran fantastic with uh, Maxima guys were in AZ Open Talked, saw them Oh yeah, yeah. Danny and Trevor, no. Trevor? Uh, So Danny Doby's kid works there You know? Oh, that? I did not know that Yeah, Sa- San Diego, right? It's all yeah. San Diego uh, Santee, yeah uh, so thanks to the folks at Maxima for making it happen. Uh, also, Fly Racing bringing you Andrew Short, and uh, also Fly Racing bringing you Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too bad. How was Shorty? Oh, I mean, come on. Hard to beat that guy. Right? Just a legend. It's just like a smiling happiness when you I see can, him. I still... Unless you race against him. Yeah. I cannot, like, it, like, just... I cannot believe that Andrew Short, the, the Supercross and Motocross winner... Races rally, like you know what I mean. Like that's still a crazy transition to me, and he's loving it. He's loving it. So I think he just loves racing a dirt. He's like, he's like Kiefer in Morocco. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's like a Morocco. He may love Chris dirt bikes Kiefer. more than me because I don't know if I would want to go to Morocco and I, ride a dirt. Well, bike. you hate leaving. You hate leaving the Dez. Period. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe I would like Morocco. It's Dez, so maybe I feel I like, like Kiefer like to stay keep himself sane. Closes his eyes every time he's out in the Dez and just imagines he's somewhere else in the world. I could do that. Yeah, where he's just like, today I'm in Morocco. And I'm content. Tomorrow I'm in Arizona. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's how, it all you, looks that's the how same. you operate. Right. Uh, fly racing, flyracing.com. So let's start with this. Uh, uh, thanks, for, by the way, for Brayback. Jimmy Lewis as well. They didn't tell me to bring him Jimmy. So I had no headset set up for Jimmy. You just fucked him. Why wouldn't Shorty be like, hey, man, Jimmy Lewis is coming with us? Because it. what did I say? I would assume he's coming. If they're here at Jimmy's, do you think Jimmy's just going to stay back? I do. No. Okay. Anyways. So that's why we didn't get Jimmy on as much as we did. Right. Okay. Uh, Supercross test track stuff, Kiefer. What, uh, what are, what's some of the stuff you're hearing? So instead of going with the obvious KTM talk, right. uh, which I think one of you guys will probably bring up. Where are you at with that bike photo? Because JT and I were disagreeing last week. I'm out. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I'm, staying away from, I'm staying away from any Michael Lindsay vital things. I'm out. I'm not going to talk about anything. <laughs> or did, did things go poorly for you? 
Uh, no, I'm just refusing to talk about it until Wednesday. I'll, oh, I got you right. I'll well, talk. Well, then you're on my side. I am on your side. You're on my side with that, then. Yes, I. Uh, All right. I there would not go. look at. I understand Steve's point. I understand uh, the journalism and the and the whole deal. But as uh, internally being in part of this industry, there's certain unspoken rules. Um, Michael Lindsay didn't take the photo. I, I Steve wants to be scooped. Steve wants to be scoops. He wants to be Adam Schefter. And he wants to break the news. No, P.S. I, I miss the real scoops. The girl used to call if scoops. If that was the case, I would have put the photo up. I didn't put the photo up. I, I, right. What I'm yeah. just saying is, like, you know there's going to – he knows. You said you would have. Michael Lindsay knows there will be consequences if he does that. I, he just doesn't care, which it, a part of me respects, but I'm just staying away from that. I stay in my lane. I know that's important to that manufacturer, so I'm not talking about it. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. All right. All right. So, so, anyway. Back to what we're talking about. I, and this is not going to be a shocker to anybody, but from the people that I've talked to in Florida, Eli has been there. And from what I've heard from him, there's a lot of upside to him riding this bike. And the upside is consistency in his okay. laps. All so right. uh, I think we're, we're kind of haven't talked enough about Tomac. Tomac's like, yeah, we know he's always going to be fast, but yeah. we don't know which one to get. You yeah, know, yeah. Wouldn't shock us if we got eighth I, and then he'd win. I feel we're going to see the same Tomac. I feel I like feel. we're going to get a more consistent Tomac. Okay. And I feel like his starts will be better. So this is kind of what I'm What you're hit. hearing. Yes. Yep. yep. So. All right. That's my big one. That's okay. So. What else you got? Uh, with the KTM mm -hmm. aspect, uh, whatever this bike is, mm -hmm. uh, photo or not the riders seem to want to stay on this bike more than the other but the other bike had some issues from what i've heard right. and back and forth between different types of dirt uh different settings so this new bike is more consistent motorcycle okay i was talking to somebody who's a x chassis guy mm -hmm. suspension chassis background and he said i hope they didn't change this bike too much because the current bike is so good at supercross. It's so good at staying low in the turns. It's so good at cutting underneath people. Mm -hmm. It's a supercross chassis. Yes. And this person was like, I hope they didn't I think lose it, that factor. I think it lost some of it. Yeah. But they'll gain some of that in the whoops. Um, okay. So I feel, and I, like I told you off air, I feel like it's easier to make a longer bar longer bike feel shorter mm -hmm. than having a shorter bike feel longer right okay. uh, 09 honda 450 shorty loves it shorty was just just that, he screwed me so bad <laughs> he was God, not he happy with so you bad. yeah he was he wasn't happy with me right now he's not happy with me right now yeah he said you keep talking about how bad that bike is that bike was great that bike sucked he has a he had a <laughs> full factory 2009 450. I had a production bike that should have been scrapped. They should have rode it the first time, like right when they built it, right out of production, rode it, and then said, nope, we're just not coming out with a bike this year. We're done. <laughs> we'll see you in 2010. All right. Okay. Because he, he was just on here, like, literally what? Because he, yeah, he was bike? right. Like, in, from 09 to 12, that bike didn't change much besides fork springs and linkage. They had different subframes. They had all kinds of different stuff. I'm talking Get about production. I'm talking about production. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. It was it was it was still a pile. Yeah, I love the 2012 bike. It was a little better. It was a little better. So. But I'm telling you that 09 bike was the biggest black eye that I know of for 
Honda, and I'm I'm a big Honda fan. Like I historically, I really like Honda products, and that bike was complete garbage. This is what I like about media testing too, mm-hmm. is the hype for that bike coming in to '09 yeah. was insane. It was big, and yep. then the initial impression where they they flew people to ride it. Yep. Fucking great reviews. I did I did yeah, some yeah, research yeah. on this just recently and looked yeah. back at the reviews. Great bike. Dude. Awesome machine. Insane. People like the Cannondale and people like the new Yamaha. Bike of the year. Bike of the year. Bike, bike of, the, of year. the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, no. Ken fought. Bike of the year. If the if the OEMs like put you on a mint prep track and pay all your expenses and take you to a nice dinner, you're already fucking stoked. Not right? me. Fuck that. Okay, but I'm just saying generally. So, all right. And what else? And you're short. I'll never forget it. Standing in Sweden, I said, hey, we got to make a decision. I don't know what to do. I, I don't have one to ride. He's like, dude, it is so good. It's so good. And then <laughs> for the next nine months, I just suffered through a horrific, a horrific experience. What was it? Just unstable and, and, and sketchy? Yeah. I mean, we didn't have, there weren't enough parts to really change it. You know, like it got better because they started figuring out and then linkages were made and there were, there were, you had the ability to change it clamps, but the bike was so new that we had to run what was stock because no one, it came out really late and then no one had anything. And in production trim, super unstable, super sketchy, like really um, just twitchy. I mean, it was better in supercross. The engine was terrible. Like it had no bottom end. And then outdoors, it was a crash waiting to happen. It here, just was not good. Here is a perfect example of, like, the, we're talking about KTM being short, long. Honda could use more stability. It could it could stand to lose a little bit more. It could yeah, stand to now, lose some even cornering. Now it still could. Right. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's calm it down a little bit. And and I've been vocal about this internally. So I just wish they would just make it a little bit friendlier. Maybe not as you know, tight cornered machine. It doesn't need to be razor sharp cornering as they call it. That scares me when they say that. Right. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, well, you give up stability for that. Right. I mean, it's, it's, there's, you either have one or the other, right? And the best bikes have a balance of both. Correct. Which, say what you want about Suzuki's for a long time, they kind of had the best of both worlds there. And uh, it's unfortunate that they didn't keep developing that because I thought that's what they did best. You could corner it well, and it was also very uh, comforting, you know, when the track got rough. And it, Honda, Honda went all in on the cornering, and they have just never had the stability since. To this day, one of the best bikes that I have ridden, Michael Lessie's 2012 Suzuki RMZ 450. Was Great bike. Was insane to ride. Yep. So. Yeah, right. I, I loved them. When I switched from Honda to Suzuki, I got a 2009 Suzuki, and I could not believe how great that motorcycle was. I mean, it was it was a little slow. It wasn't the you know the fast, but you can do stuff about that. You know, they right. It wasn't that difficult to make fast, but stability, cornering, it was confidence inspiring. Um, that that was and it was really unchanged. You know, for a few years, they, they changed the 2010 a little bit. They made the rear a little bit stiffer. Uh, but it was it was very similar. But that was a great motorcycle. Shorty will is right though in the fact that I think, uh, and I've heard the same thing recently is it's hard to get some parts. Uh, I know they're, I've heard that they're shipping stuff over to Florida and they they're rebuilding motors because they only have one KTM. Yes, yes. They only have one motor that these guys can ride for practice, so they it's constantly going in and out. Yeah, so yeah. that I think parts. Yeah, that could be an issue. Is an as, issue as we get towards right, right. Uh, Anaheim. Um, 
JT Fly Racing, flyracing.com. How's everything going there? Everything's, everything's all right? Um, you know, my, my race tech rant tonight, I had an idea for something, but then Shorty threw me an idea of how Fly Racing makes him a custom vest for the car, mm-hmm. and it holds everything that he needs, and pockets, you know? He's got pockets, and, mm-hmm. you know, some of us uh, can't get custom Fly stuff with pockets. Jerseys. Well, you are not Andrew Short, uh, so we'll start there. Neither am I. And uh, But to your, your former question, how are things going, uh, we are kind of in the same spot, I think, as KTM. Like, things are just really difficult to get. So uh, things are good. Demand is good. Business is good. But everybody is still in this challenge. And it's not just, you know, you read on, on uh, you know, USA Today or the news or whatever that is the ports, and all, and, and which it is. That, that is a significant problem. But there's so much more to it. Um, you know, the, the vendors all have have issues with COVID and rolling blackouts, and there's just every possible problem that you could ever conjure up along with, you know, the, the ports being an issue and, and lack of containers and lack of truck drivers and lack of everything. Um, it's just a, it's a really challenging time uh, that we, yeah, if you just told me the, the problems that we have now a few years ago, I would laugh, like we, problems we've never heard of before. Uh, also on the news, James Stewart's got a podcast coming out. He put it on Instagram. Oh, I heard he was racing Anaheim. What? what oh, that was, I, I, just, I just read that. That was on oh. vital. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, uh, uh do you yeah. think James's initial podcast will beat Pulp's numbers? Oh yeah. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, of course. Okay. He's got like uh, probably a million followers or something. Right. What's the over under and how many of these things actually hit the airwaves? Ooh. Six. Ah, uh, yeah, I hope he sticks with it, man. I hope, you know. But he doesn't have a great track record of it. No, that. no. I thought those supercross breakdowns we did with, with Feld was were great. I wanted it's more. It's not of the them. ability. Yeah. It, it it seems like it's his willingness to do them. And and I don't mean that disrespectfully at all. He could do whatever he wants or zero if he wants. It just that that seems to be yeah. his MO is he, he he gets excited about something, wants to do it and then he loses interest. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, we were going to do some stuff with him for pulp, but this podcast affected that a little bit. So I think it's cool. Like I yeah. would, I would listen to it. Like yeah. I, I very much value his opinion. Um, I just hope he, you know, can find some sort of interest there to, to stick with it. Yeah. And is Chase not working with him anymore? No, 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 they're done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Do we know the reason. Not really. Okay. Nope. There's two sides. I think to it. Yeah. Two sides, right? Yeah. There's right. definitely two sides to it. So we'll see what happens there. But, um, Chase is at the sandbox. It looks like, I think. So well, he's been up at uh, Santa Barbara. Yeah, he was, he was yep. like a steal for a little bit, right? Yep. They rebuilt that track, and then uh, I think he's at the Sandbox. So Peter Park. Um, yep. uh, we got a f- phone call for JT from Devin. Devin, what's up, man? What's your uh, what's your question for JT? Hey guys, so uh, about a year ago, we talked about kind of predicting future numbers uh, because of the we'll call it the COVID boom, um, and it's a hard question to kind of come back around on because of the. You know, as you were just talking about the supply issues, and then also I think we're dealing with, you know, issues from inflation. People don't have the buying power that they might have had otherwise. Um, but I guess I was calling to ask JT about, like, all right, a year after that conversation, you know, do you think the COVID bump is is there? And has it – is it like, you know, like Tiger Woods, right? Like I was around when Tiger Woods won the Masters in 97, and I'm still golfing, right? So – we have that kind of a situation or or not what's your kind of assessment a year a year in yeah we we really haven't seen any significant drop off yet 
which is which is great. Uh, it, it seems as if a lot of people have developed new habits, which they are continuing to do. Uh, I'm sure there will be a natural process of that dropping off a bit. Um, so, you know, for us, we're doing everything we, we can to try to retain those customers and enthusiasts and, uh, you know, attract new people to the brand. But for right now, uh, no, things are, are still really strong. Um, our biggest challenge is just trying to meet demand. Like we, we simply can't provide enough supply to meet demand right now. And, and that won't last forever. I, I don't think, um, what, whether we, find ways to increase supply or whether demand goes down, I can't answer. Um, but I don't think it'll stay this way forever. That's interesting you say that. I'm glad to hear it, too, because uh, I'm kind of seeing what Kiefer's seeing. You know, he said earlier last year there was 2,000 people there, you know, on the gates, and this year there's 200. I think he was are exaggerating a little bit, but I, we are seeing a drop-off locally on oh, the gates, it's, too, I'm sorry. So. It's, it wasn't 200. It was 1,200. Oh, I'm sorry. You said a number that was big. I'm my bad. Yep. But um, yeah, yeah. I, so it, I think that seeing a drop natural off. reversion is what everybody, you know, we we knew that was coming. But yeah. if we can retain ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent, twenty five percent, whatever that number is for the long term, I mean that's good for everybody, right? And, and they don't have to choose fly racing as long as they're on a dirt bike or in a side by side or doing something in power sports. That's going to, you know, that's going to help everybody long term. So, um, I, I'm hoping that that sticks around, and I think they will. Like, we are in very, we're involved in very fun aspects of things, you know. And I think a lot of people, whether they return to it after doing it as a kid or they found it for the first time, like, you know, it, it's really fun. And, and I don't think we're going to lose as many people as some people may fear. Yeah, let's hope, that's man. Good. Let's, yeah, let's hope. Cool, man. That was uh, it. I think, thanks. Thanks for the call. Thank you. I think, I think it's mountain bikes, uh, too. I think, that, you know, all of the things that people had to resort to to get outside, I think it, it just reminded everyone that stuff's pretty fun, you know? And, yeah. and you're going to get kids going back to other sports. Like, that's, that's okay, too. But to have these parents that have now warmed up to these other, you know, maybe a little bit more fringe sports for them, that's that's a really big bump for everybody involved, and uh, you know it certainly helped us. I'm sure it, I'm sure it helped everybody. Yeah, I feel like Kiefer. Do you see? Uh, it's a hard question for you, but do you see more people riding in the high des when you go out? Do you see? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like for more me, more than say two years ago, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. and oh, okay. for me, most of that is in UTVs. Yeah, a uh, lot more UTVs everywhere I look, even right. on the freeways. Yeah, everyone's going camping. There's a UTV. Um, but for me, overall, where I live, I grew up, and they call it Honda Valley because that's where Rick Johnson, David Bailey, Omar used to train. And back in the 80s and 90s, it was really popular to go there for people to come up from what yeah. we call down the hill up to the high des right. to ride. And I see more of that now. Yep. So uh, I do see more people riding. Yeah. I mean, if we can retain whatever percent, like JT said, whatever percent you want to put on it, just retain some of that, right. man. You know? We, and we will. It's just going to be how much can we keep, you know? And I don't think there's any any magic pill that's going to determine that. It's just, you know, we all have to do the best job we can to market to these people and, and keep it in the front of their mind. Because it's very easy to go back to your old ways where, you know, you don't do a lot and, and on the weekends it's just kind of hang out, you know, where people are getting out. Like they were doing all kinds of things. I, I just know from being in Boise, 
there were, and, and there still is, there are a lot of people that ride up there, but it was unbelievable how many motorcycles and things you saw out on the roads because there was literally nothing else to do. Yeah, no, absolutely, right? Um, what else, JT? What else are you hearing? Anything else? Supercross is just a month away, buddy. Just a month yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, not too much. You know, I think the curious thing for me is, um, you speaking on the KTM thing, like, how does this all work? Like, I know Dean was getting a new bike and then didn't get a new bike. The Rocky Mountain KTM guys are riding the old bikes, I think. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, there's a lot like, there's a lot going on there. You know, Marvin was on the new bike, and then he raced the old bike at Paris. Um, so I, th- I think, to me, it's been really quiet, other than the KTM Husky, Gas Gas, all the new bikes, old bikes, who gets what, like how does that all play out when we show up in California in six weeks? Yeah, so just FYI, Wednesday there's a or big, whatever it is, a month. A, a big KTM thing where they introduce the team and they'll, we'll see the bike. So yep. that'll be out Wednesday. I'm flying to Florida on Saturday to go. Thursday's Honda intro. Yep. Yep. And then as on, the, on the new bike front at least, yep. KTM. Yep. On the Husqvarna side, we're flying to Florida, doing something with Alden for a few days, and then get to uh, unveil the new Rockstar bikes. Uh, so all so, yeah, of this, you're, you're all gonna of this, we're going to see this this week. You're going with all Alden. You're going to do the bicycle rides. You're going to do everything. Yeah. So Alden, they're taking a few of us from the media on bicycle rides. Him and Brownie, and then we're going to do some gym workouts. We kind of know what what they're doing. I'm paired yeah. with RJ. Okay. So I'll be doing stuff with RJ, and then uh, we get to ride not the new bike, but we get to ride at Alden's place. Okay. Actually, get moto down for a few hours. Yep. And then uh, yeah, fly home. Yeah, and so. Is this going to be a Racer X thing? Yeah, we'll do a video for Racer X. Check okay. it out and right. watch me uh, suffer. Yeah, that'd be so, great. great. Well, Brownie will make sure. Oh, he'll really hammer me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is Heather going to go and see Brownie? Okay. No. No, okay. I'm not safe then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then, you're not, then you're not good, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks, man. Anything else? Not too much. Um, Counting down. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's we're in this, like, quiet period. A little bit, right? Like, Anaheim, yeah. where, like, yep. doesn't, unless somebody gets hurt, there's not a lot of news. Uh, and then, yes, it's everybody's just hunkered down and, and trying to, like, keeping their cards close to the vest until it's, it's time to show up and go time. And, Mark's Pulp Mex Fantasy signups? What are we – you know, Kiefer's on the edge of the Can't wait. seat here. Can't wait. i got to prepare for my uh, show. I'd really like Kiefer to play. I would really like that. You know what I want for Christmas, Kiefer? Nope. <laughs> what a dick. Nope. Unbelievable. You know why? Kiefer, what are the odds I of you leaving California for a race? Uh, high. Year? Very High. High. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's. We, we're, we're I'm committed points. to a few, uh, yeah. few things. So yeah, yeah, yeah and we're oh, talking. Oh man, you, how miserable are you going to be? Daytime, nighttime, the whole time. Not yeah. a chance. He will be at the hotel for the night program. <laughs> this press box is so high. Oh um, yeah, so high. St. Louis press box. I need to get up. down and I need to get down with the people. People, I need to get down with the people. No. I'm a people person. I'm hey, gonna I'm go, down with the peeps. I'm gonna go interview the guys that didn't make the night show. They're, they're people, too, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to interview the guys who didn't right, make the night show. There's a lot of fly riders. A right. lot of fly riders in that group, Steve. Don't do that. Um, before we let you go, so Pulp Mix uh, Fantasy signups, Marks. Yeah, we I think about? we're shooting for December 20th. Okay. Uh, we have a show. What so. a Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I, I know that's what everyone wants. Yeah. So I'm going to um, make it happen for Christmas. Everyone can go sign up. I think up. JT's in studio for that show. Or maybe then are you coming in for that show? I am. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll make oh, that, Mark's work, a deal. Right? Bring what? Courtney in studio, and then I'll play fantasy. Oh wow, oh, that's easy. Okay, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Oh, that's that. that wow. Um, hey, we got Darkseid on three. Where's the handlebar guy? Is he still hanging? No, up? he's on. He's uh, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Darkseid? What's up, guys? What a fucking show! <laughs> 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 
see how he tried to slide in real quick he and did. just start talking hey, like yeah. he was going to skip I honestly think he forgets that's there every show. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I did no. this time, that's for sure. <laughs> no shot. <laughs> Nice try, yeah, dude, three of the fastest guys in the desert on the night. Ricky, Shorty, and Talon. That's yeah, right. Talon. Yep, I like Unbelievable. That. Last show for Talon, everybody. Yeah, that's, he's going out with a bang. Chasing the dream. Factory Honda. I heard week. you were fast. Oh, hell yeah. yeah front of the bathroom. 22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was so excited. He, he was really stoked. Yeah, for sure. Dark side. So we're making plans for the pony oh, to go. Yeah. Uh, so great. stay tuned on that, everybody. But... Um, if you have any, you know, like, listen, there's probably, you're in the last three months with that pony, probably. Enjoy it. So whatever you okay. and that pony need to do together, mm-hmm. and, you know, make it happen because you don't, you don't have limited oh, time. We're doing a lot of stuff. All right. When, when Kiefer gets it, he's, he's, it's going to be dirty. That's fine. Whatever it is, it's going in a glass jar. Yep. And I'm keeping that some bitch right <laughs> there by the fireplace. So creepy. It's just totally creepy. Heather is not going to let the uh, uh, dark side's pony go in the fireplace. Going in, it's going right there. It's going to be a, a piece for everyone to see when they walk in the house. <laughs> so whatever you know, yeah. So you and the pony, just just you know, you're on you're on limited time, buddy. Yeah, I need to do a little borrow like, time, blog, a diary or something. Yep. So, how's everything with the home life, Dark Side? Yeah. It's going good, man. It's going real good right now. All right. Really? You know, like I always say, though, peaks and valleys, dude. You just never know. But right now, it's really good. So, right. we're back? Yeah, yeah, we're back. I'll be damned. All right. So, my sources yep. tell me, uh, sources being people on Instagram, that the Pony Pod <laughs> has had a Cherbies on for, for a little while. Yeah, they've been our title sponsor for a couple years now. Yeah. yeah. Cherbies branching <laughs> the out. title sponsor. <laughs> branching out. Yeah. What, what you laughing at there, Kiefer? Uh, laughing at that Steve didn't know that. That's what I'm laughing at. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you you pronounced it properly earlier, and nobody nobody can pronounce it for some reason. Well, remember remember tits. What did JT? Do you remember how tits said it? I yeah, I remember it, but I can't remember. Acrobus. I've heard it. I've heard it pronounced oh, so yeah. many different. Horrible way. It was It was Acrobus. I think it was Acrobus, yeah. Acrobus, yeah. yeah. Acrobus. Yeah. I had uh, Tyler Internet record a commercial for me like two years ago. Beforehand, I, I said it like five times. And I said, A, chair, bees. He said, okay, I got it. Every time he'd say a chirpus. He just couldn't do it. <laughs> Damn. So, oh. yeah. What's harder, a chair bees or a Kropovich? I Kropovich, nobody knows. Yeah. 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 Acropovic. Yeah. Acropovic. Yeah. <laughs> Amber and Crabby Pitch. Right. Um, all right, Dark Side, yeah. anything else? Yeah, man. Wrap-up show this week. You know, you guys just talked about James Stewart supposedly having a new podcast. That, you guys misunderstood that. He's on the wrap-up show Wednesday night. Oh, nice. Okay. I did. I, That's what that was about. Yep. James okay. Stewart, all right. Toolman Dan, and uh, Justin Starling all on the wrap-up show. Oh, wow. I didn't think Stu was the type to listen to a like, four-hour Pulp Mech show and then recap it, but that's awesome. Wouldn't that blow people's mind if yeah. James just went on Dark Side's show? <laughs> <laughs> just like we all talk shit, hey, good, do right, nothing, and he right. goes to Dark Side. Dark Side, there's every, you can get every rider, right? Like, you're, you're good now? Uh, everybody but Jason so far, but um, I'm working on Jason, you know, today. Oh, so, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, you want to piss Steve off? Come on my show. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think Steve would really care. Uh, yeah, doesn't, I, doesn't I, care I, I don't shit. care. Anderson tries to be 
the cool guy by not doing the, the stuff that you know people want him to do, right? So if you tell him not to do something, he'll probably end up doing it. If you tell him to do something, he won't do it. The team, you know, can't can't get him to do stuff either. You know, I mean, he's just one of those guys that's like, hey, like man. Teenage yeah. daughter. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm just going to be fucking cool. I'm going to be the anti-guy. Meanwhile, he's raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars but just doesn't want to do anything. Like, I, I, I will never understand that. And this goes to more than Jason. But, like, these guys get paid money to do media, you know. And for guys to be like, I'm not doing any media, which is literally what some of them have told me over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, that, that's not your choice. And then I've talked to the teams. Been like, hey, man. His choice. I've been, hey man, like this rider won't do any, like I don't care. It doesn't need to be me. Right. I don't care. Like it doesn't doesn't need to be me. But this guy's done no media, and they're like, yeah, that's the way it is. And I'm like, okay. So they're fine I don't with think that. They really have to. Well, don't you feel like it's a marketing? I mean, they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should. Yeah, okay. No they should. I don't know if it's in their contract as far as like they have to, but it's literally I mean, a marketing. There are some guys where I think it's a bad idea. Like well, you're you're just making yourself you're, like you are not doing yourself any favors at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there, there's there's mainstream sports guys that the writers write about that like this guy has not talked to one media outlet all season long, like mm. a star player. Yeah, they're just there to not get fined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, wait a minute, like that is as a team owner or a sponsor or whatever, that's just unacceptable. Like, I get it, you don't like it, cool. Can you do something? We're not asking you yeah, to that, down. I mean, guys. that's also your world. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I agree with you, but yeah, we're also probably biased. Yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I'm not saying it from a pulp show. I don't do swap, do whatever, do anything. You know, I don't care. Just do, do, do pony pod. Just do some sort of media that talks about your sponsors in a positive light, and right. people get to know you, so they can cheer for you, and they can maybe buy something that you represent. You know, they oh, I like that guy. I'm going to buy this or whatever. You know, so I don't know. Anyways. That's my rant. Yeah. Maybe that's my rant for tonight. Do some fucking media. No, no, we still got to have a race tech rant, man. That's always my favorite. So, all right, all right dark side. But uh, yeah, I, was, I, I can't get Kenny though. That's the other guy. I just thought of that while you were talking. I, I've never gotten Kenny Roxon on. He's Kenny's. He different. actually told me like not, two years not ago. He, he, but that's a that's a tough get. What's that? I lost. I said Kenny's. Kenny's a tough get. Yeah, he told me that he pretty much only does podcasts with like a certain number, which basically means Steve and. That was does he do does he do anything else other than my show? I don't know. Uh, I feel like has he done DMXS? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I mean, you really got to figure when I listen to everyone and anyone is asking for a piece of his time. Like that's to be expected. So I I can understand some discrepancy there. Like as yeah. far as our discretion, like you, I think that's pretty normal when you get to guys his size. Like yeah, if he said yes to everyone. It would just be never ending. Yeah, he he has done my sh- he does my stuff once or twice a year. I mean, you don't want to talk to people, Steve, and you talk for a living. Yeah, right. But I don't yeah. I don't hit Kenny up like I hit him up once right. once a year or twice a year. You know, yeah. like and then that's it. And he comes on, it's fine. So, um, all right, Darkside, thanks, buddy. All right, yep. wrap hey, up. Ten wrap weeks. Up ten weeks is what it was for Kiefer. Thank you. Ten weeks. Boom. September 29th was the right date. The date that. Talon gave you the description on that show was wrong. Yep. It was the week Cade was in, but it said Keeper and I were in with Cade. Nope. So there you go. See, Fly just slowly pushing me yep. out. JT's going to send you that Twitter that with the not the, the smiling. <laughs> yeah, that was guy. funny. That was funny. <laughs> that, that made me laugh out loud. That really did. Right. Uh, all right, Dark Side. Thanks, man. All right. See you. See you guys. All right. Uh, all right, we got one call here. Let JT can probably weigh in on this, and then we'll let him go. Get to Rich Taylor, Marcus. What's up, man? What's your question about a trainer? 
Hey, uh, well, no, I will, well, I used to train with uh, Rodney Smith and X, and like he basically, like he basically ruined my whole like amateur career. Oh wow! And like I like, <laughs> like he really like. Uh, there's an upcoming kid named Patrick Longo up from here in NorCal. I'm from Walnut Creek, California. Um, and so, like, he, like, literally had Patrick tell me the day that he got, um, that he actually got paralyzed, that I wasn't doing well enough and that he was, that, that Patrick was the, actually taking on the track of that day. Okay. And I was just wondering how, I was just wondering how, like, you guys thought that, like, you know, some of these older MX trainers and, like, also, like, you know, like, he had done some other stuff where, like, were, like, you know, things with his, his like, he, I caught him cheating and stuff on, and, like, certain things like that. But, like, some of these old older MX, like, trainers, like, like, what, like, what do you think about them? Like... And like how they like train and how well, they train. I kids. don't. And I don't have enough experience like with the different guys. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll explain but, something okay. because I'm in kind of this boat right now. Okay. So for yeah. me, uh, Aiden's 15 years old. Obviously, he's listened to Dad for so many years to, you know, and he still listens to me because he knows I can ride decent now, and, right? And Chris, I've met you before actually uh, down at Glen Helen. Uh-huh. I used to come. I used to come down there and race. Uh, uh, a three seven seven on uh, on a either an EMT race in Yamaha or a Rock River race in Yamaha. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I would I would always be I'd always be at the races, uh, mammoth everything like so. Yeah. So for me, like, uh, it's hard. Me and Heather to have this conversation. It's hard for me to choose a trainer for Aiden if I was going to do that because there's or a dime a dozen in Southern California, right? And most of them, yeah. I do not see them riding anymore. So I'm like, what do these guys have to offer my son that I can't already tell him? I would love to have a guy that still rode and learn from him as he's riding. And most of these guys are older, which I understand. They have knowledge to bring, which I understand as well. But in, in Aiden's case, being 15, I would like him to learn by visualizing something and seeing it. And these guys are on the side of the track, and not all of them. There's guys well, yeah. on the side of the track telling them, hey, do this. Uh, you should be doing this. Well, it's tough for these kids at 15 unless they see it. I'm that kind of person. I need to see it once, and then I can memorize it and then mimic it. That's how I work. Rodney so, Rodney, Rodney used to do that. And even so him and Terry Bostard actually teamed up and started doing a training team together. And but Rodney would actually Rodney would go wow but he would like he would he would um he would do this he would like he would go out and just ride with us though he would never go out and right he was just like a partner go out and like yeah right like a partner exactly like he'd go out there and just like just try to push just like get behind you and just try to push you a little bit but he would never get out there and actually be like hey like you know like this and that or at least with me with me because I was one of his C riders at the time. And then, and once I got to go down and got to go down the grindstone, I actually was able, even though my motor blew up the first day I got there <laughs> on my 2015 YZ250F when I was down there, um, uh, like, even though my motor blew up, I was, I, I was able to move up to B class after that. So, yeah, I and just think was, for me, as, as, as finding a trainer, find someone that you can, you like as a human being, for one. And like, I like that guy, he's a good yeah. person. And then... What has he done in his or her career? So I had Aiden go with Buddy Antonez. 
because I feel like Buddy is still intact with our industry enough. He helps uh, Heartraft mm -hmm. a little bit. He has accomplished a lot in his racing career, and that was the only. And he's got positive reviews from people that have worked. With yes, him. and I've asked around, and yeah. Joe has used him with his kids. So right. that's why I stuck him with Buddy. And and Aiden said he's actually learned things from Buddy. Right. That hasn't come from me. Well, yeah. No. What's sure. great? Well, well, what? I think ultimately, like, ultimately, Marcus, like if you hooked up with a guy, and it's not working out, you just leave. Like right. you, you know what I mean? Like, well, like no, it, it was Rodney Smith and Lori Smith. So this is Rodney Smith, the yeah, uh, TNTC champ. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying if you, if you, if you don't like him, you can move on. You just right. move on. Like right. you, don't, yeah. you know, you just work with somebody. Hey, man. It I'm doesn't a, mean because he's fast and won championships that yeah, he's a good teacher. No, definitely not. Yeah. And and JT, you've been around a lot of racers like yeah being fast doesn't mean anything as far as whether you can articulate how to ride a motorcycle like nothing so um no yeah. I, I think uh understanding the the physics of it and right. uh also being able to you know translate that information to someone else isn't yeah that's not inherent to everyone some people are just naturally talented they don't even know yeah. how they're going fast yeah at times you know you ask them Carrie. what gear they're in they don't know what gear they're yeah in. yeah for sure right? <laughs> You know, carried down a grindstone like she. Had, I was literally down there for two days, and like the first day that I was there, like first day I was there, he went to, he went to um, uh, Lake Elsinore, and it was beat. It was beat to hell, but I was still like she. She got my time up ten seconds. I was. Well, here's the thing about this too, and I guess you don't necessarily need. And Carrie's point of view here, she's great because she can describe things. She's been around. She's seen enough that she can tell you what's right or wrong. So there are some. Uh, some special people that maybe haven't ridden or ridden at a high level that can actually yeah. help. It just yeah, depends on the person. Right? Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks. All right. Yeah, I, I, it, that whole world is is it's tough, dude. It's because tough, I'm man. putting and my some trust guys, into someone. Dude, and some of these guys just need money, and it's they expensive. Don't, they don't really know or care. They just want money, and that's absolutely fine. Like, whatever you know. In Southern California, it's one of the things Travis and I talk about. It's insane how many trainers there are. Yeah. And I'm like, who is that guy? Yeah, yeah. What has he done? <laughs> Where does he come from? Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks, man. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check him out at Motorsport and, uh, or your local favorite dealer. Thanks, buddy. Keeper, I have one question. Oh, sure, sure. Are, you, are you still doing a shootout or no? Yeah, oh, so I'm working go. on my here last two bikes. Oh, boy. So uh, suspension and pipes should be done. But uh, as you just talked about parts... <laughs> <laughs> some of the parts that I need to put on the bike are not there yet. So most of those are muffler companies. So I'm waiting so on thinking a, like spring. Uh, no, I'm thinking like what sucks for you. I don't think this is going to be a great time for you, but it'll be January. He's going to shoot out the 2022s. Okay. Just, in just when a 23 is at the showroom, Kiefer is going to have his 22 shootout. No, it, I'm go. doing it differently. And this parts thing that we're yeah, talking you're about. Stuff. To me. You're finally listening to me. Yeah, you did. Yep. All right. All right. Sounds good, JT. Right, Thanks, man. See you. All right. Bye. Uh, thank you to Jason Thomas, Fly Racing, Off-Road Warehouse. Again, the uh, Greg Adler, Thomas Victor team winning the Mint 400 on an ORW machine. Uh, to go get your bike to the track with style and performance from Off-Road Warehouse, offroadwarehouse.com. The code PULPMX to save. Off-Road Warehouse, big part of the uh, um, Chaparral team this past year and the club team this past year and next year. They got stores in Temecula, San Diego, Corona, Vegas, Georgia, uh, Arizona, uh, stop in to check out the latest in truck, Jeep, Overland, UTV, and racing products from the industry's leading brands. And again, the code PULPMX will save you money at ORW.com. Thank you to those guys for bringing our next guest. He is uh, 
former top privateer, uh, business owner of X-Brand Goggles, uh, Honda uh, production test rider, Suzuki production test rider. He's a stuntman. He's done it all. It's Rich Taylor. What's up, RT? <laughs> What's going on, you guys? Kiefer's wondering where his lucids yeah, are. Just waiting on goggles. Just waiting Rich. on goggles still, RT. So who who, who is Kiefer? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Kiefer? Wow! Yeah. Never heard of him. That's where we're at now, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I guess. Oh Jesus! No, but you know what? I was just listening to the show, and uh, you were talking about Aiden, and and I'm kind of cracking up because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, you're fucked. I'm like, fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you you, even, you don't even understand yet. Like, I know I don't. So screwed. I know. And I see your kid out at the track, and I'm like, "Fuck, oh, he's screwed." Like your kid's ripping, and and I'm just like, "Dude, you're gonna be living the life. You oh. are screwed." Thank you, thank you, Rich. <laughs> All right, guys, I gotta go home now. Hey, Thanks a lot hey, for you uh, know what? bringing me down here, Rich. I, I w- I will just say you were just talking about trainers and stuff and, and how there's some out there you'd send them to and some you wouldn't. That, that, everything you said, like, like I, I, yeah, I totally agree with. Like, Antonez, my kid worked with Antonez for a while, and Buddy is such an awesome dude. Yeah. Like, you honestly, like, such an awesome dude. You know, there's there's a few out there, the Kyle Lewis's guys like that that are that are pretty rad. And and the other thing is, you're unbelievable on a bike, but your kid's never going to listen to you as right. much as you think he might be. He, right. They just they don't listen to you, dude. Like, yeah, there's a certain don't. point where it's a, there's a ceiling, right? And then that ceiling's hit, and then they look at you like you're an idiot. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah. that's the Moving ceiling. On. Yeah. We're at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly, exactly, and, and I, yeah, trust me, yeah. No, that's that's a great, great call, though. I totally agreed for sure. Yeah. So, um, what's how, going on, boys? Uh, just hanging out, talking some uh, some bike shootouts too coming up. Kiefer's yeah. doing. Kiefer, tell tell RT what you're doing. So when you RT, shoot so I'm burnt out, right? I'm the same shit. We've been, you know, you've yeah, Rich I, knows. Yeah, <laughs> I've done shootouts for 20 years. It's the same shit. Everyone, you know, I'm just kind of like I want to do something different. So. In order to do something different, I thought, you know, what do these guys do that buy these new bikes? Most of them, not saying all of them, most of them say, well, I want a pipe. I want to put my own bars on. I'll put my own grips on. I want to maybe do some gearing. So that's what we're going to do here, this in 22. Is I'm going to do a shootout with revalve suspension, okay? I'm going to put a muffler system on and then bars and gearing. Gearing if needed. If it doesn't need it, then we won't put it on it. But I'm going to at least put some bars on there. If if the bar that it comes with is not the optimal bend or mm-hmm. stiffness or rigidity or whatever. And then suspension, have a baseline setting to where it's in the middle, just like we did in production testing, Rich. Put that in the middle between the riders. So if the riders are between 160 to, to 200, we're going to put a revalve suspension set for 180. And then we're going to work around that. So that's what I'm working on for next year to do a shootout. And for each bike, I'm going to get a muffler system that works the best for that, that bike, specific bike. And it doesn't necessarily need to be the same company for each bike. Whoever makes the best system for one specific bike, that's what it's going on. So you're going to go out and, and, and test all these bikes for each bike and figure out which one's the best. And then you're going to, and then what about suspension? You're going to do random companies or Correct. you're going to. So like, I'll just give you an example. So for on a Yamaha Enzo suspension, uh, I'm putting a Kropovich muffler on and I got pro taper bars and the gearing will be stock. 
that's how the Yamaha's going to come. Yeah. And then so far, Dude, so, so now I've kind of weeded myself through all these bikes. I'm down to the last two bikes, and then we're going to start the shootout. So for the sake of being something different, that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it needs that. I mean, the shootouts need that. Like, how, how many shootouts can you read, you know, each year and kind of read over and over the same thing? I mean, there's, there's, you, you read the shootout articles in a lot of different magazines and online sites, and it's, <laughs> they basically could have copied it from the year before. And yeah. You, you really wouldn't know the difference. So, no, I think doing something new and exciting, is a, it's a great idea. That's going to be a lot of work, though, dude. It, it, ha- it, has, it has been. So, it, I just feel like shootouts are like a, a traffic accident. You're driving by it, and you will look at it as yeah. you drive by because yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of it. I like reading shootouts. But it, sometimes it's just a bad accident. I'm like, holy hell. And, and you're looking for a mechanic to help you in your... I'm looking for one of my... So if anybody's listening, I'm looking for someone to help Aiden with his bikes mm-hmm. and then also with my test bikes because okay. my guy's moving. Vosh. So anybody yeah. in the desert, preferably, that would be nice. Yep. If not, somewhere near the Rancho Cucamonga San Bernardino area in California. Right. So they can reach out to you on social? Yes. Okay. So uh, that's an interesting way to do shootout for sure, and I agree. Like, like, and that was uh, I would say this. You suggested this a long time ago. I did. Okay. Right. Yep. Want to give uh, you some props? Is there a shootout, RT? Dig back in your memory banks, and I, I'm sure there's a few of these. What's a shootout that you did? And Kiefer, you answer this too. Where every single person said that a particular bike was the worst bike. Like, without a doubt, hands down, this is the worst bike, and no one deviated from that, and right. no one had any other opinion. Was there a couple that come to mind, RT? Uh, are, are we talking, like, any, pre the last any. 10 years or pre the last Whatever you want. Well, I mean, Whatever you want. Just the worst bike, where everyone's like, that's a pile of crap, whatever. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are, you, are you setting me up here? For, no, no, like, no, I'm just curious. No, well, I can last start. Couple years, there's, yeah. The last couple years in the 450 class, there's been a, a kind of a, a unanimous worst, worst bike. Um, I think most people would agree. Oh, okay, well, all right, so Suzuki. Yeah, yeah I got it. I, I was, so, yeah. And, of course, I love Yellow Magic, so... Um, you know, I but, guess I yeah. okay. Take away that. I was thinking more older, yeah, one, yeah, older, yeah. older stuff, like not recent. Yeah. So, um, gosh, that's that's tough what? to really think back and think of one that everybody just dogged. But you know, like I'm thinking that maybe uh, that RMZ KX 250. So no, I'll tell you straight bike. up. Okay. Uh, the years uh, 03, 04, 05, 06, any of those years, the KTM 450 was a piece of shit. Okay. All right. This is before KTM yeah, got good. Like, yeah. you just knew. Moen That's just Kelly knew. Smith's Moen era. would go there right. and be like, he didn't give a fuck. He was like, <laughs> yeah, man, go ahead, dude. You want to sit second? If you really want it, I guess we can. <laughs> I mean, he's Yeah, like, you know what? That's true. Those, those bikes had notchy gearboxes and just had the big square seat and felt yeah. like big. Right. Just, yeah. You know, you know what else I remember? The 90, uh, 97 RM250 was a, was a pile of shit, too. We called it a 175 because the motor was so slow. <laughs> that's that's, that M- that's pretty... MC year. That's the MC year. Yeah, it was yeah. MC year. But right. that stock bike was really, really big. It had the, the conventional forks, the upside down, back to conventional forks that, that you know were supposed to be the hot ticket that just flex like noodles. 
and the motor was just so incredibly slow that year <laughs> in stock. I mean, even on his bike, it was yeah. it was pretty much a turd, and he just he's McGrath, so he made it work a little bit. Right, you know? right. I remember so. on the other spectrum of that. I remember suiting two strokes that yep. we had like 125 shootouts. Yep, and I would get on a Honda, and I would be, this thing is insane. Yeah. It's ripping. <laughs> And I was like, I want one for myself because I would go, like ask, you know, yeah. my parents, or I would go buy one. Yep. And I would, bu- I bought it, and it was a piece of shit. <laughs> Crippa, Crippa, dude. Crippa, Crippa is dude. fucking that grinding was... cylinders, dude. Just in there, yeah. <laughs> dude. I don't know, but that Honda. I was like, dude, Honda. I'm like, ooh, this thing's good. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. That would be Crippa, and I would go out, you know, the weeks before the shootout, yes. and just dial every bike in, like just stupid little things, like spacers in between, you know, little washers in between the pipe and the cylinder to give it more bottom and snap and stuff just just he would just go to the extreme to make that thing just rip yeah those magazine bikes were really good (laughs) i was really good i was at ktm one time and i was going up with moen to to jody's place and moen was dropping off some cylinders and I'm like, well, what's this for? He's like, right, for the shootout. And I'm like, why are you dropping cylinders <laughs> off? Like, I didn't even think about it, but like, uh, they've got a bike. Why are you dropping cylinders off? But yeah, so good. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Some sort of shamanic shenanigans. But, uh, yeah. uh, Rich Taylor here on the show, brought to you by OffRoadWarehouse.com. Use the code PulpMX to save at ORW, OffRoadWarehouse.com. RT, you've been doing a lot of stunt work lately. What have you been doing, man? Where have you been at? Oh, man. Jeez, I've been uh, all over the place. I was in Cleveland, Ohio for six weeks, I think, doing a movie there. It was actually kind of cool. I was riding around on a 1972 XL175 motorcycle. Wow. Yeah, 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 70 as old as I am. And I was just cracking up, and the thing started every time, first kick. Like, no issues at all. It was all. What kind of movie was it where they were riding those? Oh, it was, it wasn't, it was, uh, the movie's called, um, I believe it's called white noise. It was, it's, uh, it's based off of, uh, it's Adam driver is the main character. He's the, he's the star of the show and it's based off of some old famous book. And basically we're just running out of this, escaping out of this, this big, uh, like boy scout camp, like hundreds of people are, are escaping and just, it's just mayhem. Like this, this, this cloud of this train crashes. <laughs> Listen to me, like telling the whole story of this movie. I don't even know the whole story. I just know the scene I was in. Yeah. Some train crashes, and there's a cloud of nuclear waste or some kind of waste. This is way set way back in the, you know, the the seventies. Oh, so that's and why it's the blowing was. across. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's blowing. All the cars were old station wagons. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. It was kind of cool. But anyways, we're all just running out of this place and trying to pin it out of there. So. I'm just jumping on one of these motorcycles and running into stuff and, you know, causing yeah, mayhem. Yeah. It was kind of fun. But I, got a, yeah. I got a movie question for you, RT. I don't know if you know this. So I'm always wondering, like, when we see motorcycles in movies, why the fuck do they always screw up the sound? Like, why can't yeah, they just make the sound the sound? <laughs> do they have, like, a a, only a certain amount of, of, of sound drops to use in movies? Or what is it? Well, it's usually second unit is 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 who shoots all the action. So depending on what the action is, they don't really have a lot of sound going on. So they dub a lot of it in, and 
of course, you know, when they go and sit in the editing booth and you've got a director who doesn't even know what a dirt bike is and you've got these sound people who are like, oh, my God, it's a motorcycle. Just pick a motorcycle yeah, sound yeah. <laughs> out of the database and you get what you get kind of a lot okay. of the times. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, it's it's it is a bummer, but that's, uh, that's kind of Hollywood. All right. So from so. Cleveland, you went to. So from Cleveland, I came home for like three, literally three days, and flew straight to Peru. Yeah. Oh. So I was in in Cusco, Peru, and in a um, in a town called uh, what was it called? Alia Tempo. Okay. So this town is, it's Oliente Tembo is what it's called. And it's the town that you go to to catch the train to go to Machu Picchu. Okay. So, and I was there for freaking six weeks also. Jeez. It was just ridiculous. I was only supposed to be there for a few weeks, like three weeks. And then they had stuff, you know, they had, they had somebody catch COVID. So the whole unit shut down for 10 days and then... You know, then they started crashing cars, and so they had to fly a portion from from the states. Like on a, they paid like 180 grand to to like air freight this portion in two days. Just crazy money, dude. Like, yeah. Anyways, it was kind of cool though. We were in uh, Cusco, um, the town of Cusco, for a while, and then we were in this Oliatembo town, and and we were actually shooting on top of the out or on top of the. Um, uh, what's the big mountain range there? We were, oh shoot, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, anyways, I don't like, remember um, the name Manchu of the mountain range. Like where? Yeah, but yeah. it's it's up in the mountains up there, and okay. these mountains are so freaking big. It's like the fifth biggest mountain range in the whole world. Like it's it's massive. Like the, it's it's crazy because we were shooting where our base camp was was like fourteen thousand five hundred feet. Jeez. Oh wow. Um, it it was like so gnarly, like you couldn't even believe it. Like, yep, yep. But like the mountains, like I've been all, you know, I used to ski race when I was younger, so I've been all over, yeah. you know, Colorado and all over the West, all the big mountains. These mountains are so freaking big. The Andes, like it's it's just yeah, in the Andes, it's just unbelievable. When you look at them, you're like, holy shit! Like that mountain is massive, and then <laughs> you kind of come around a corner, and there's another one even bigger behind it. It was. It was pretty insane, hmm. you know. How was it? Got to go up to Machu Picchu and stuff, so it was pretty cool. Were you doing uh, motorcycle work on that one too? A little bit. Yeah. In the beginning, when we were in the town of Cusco, I was just ripping around on a street bike and stuff. And then right. uh, the rest of the time, I was I was a backup driver. I actually didn't really do much. They were waiting for somebody to get sick or get hurt, and then they were going to throw me in one of the cars. So. Yeah, that was, be just, uh, it it's, it's probably stuff. great money though, right? Oh, it's so much money. Yeah, RT, come on, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Well, when when you justify leaving your business and your life and your family for yeah. six weeks, it kind of kind of better be worth it, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. true, right? Right. So, oh man, yeah, that's fun. That's fun yeah, though. It's good. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's experiences, right? Yeah, yeah, we had a great time. I mean, we really did. Just crazy stuff. Like these people that live up in the Andes, they live in these little rock, like they're about five feet tall rock, like 10 by 10 little huts with straw, like like something you'd see from a history class. Like, And they actually live in this shit. No plumbing, no water, nothing. And and they walk, you know, like the the ladies will walk around. We're all in like, 
you know, down parkas and long underwear and big boots and just freezing our asses off up there. It's sleeting every day and raining every day. And they're walking around just farming potatoes with sandals on, no socks. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of it's are ladies and they've got these alpaca like skirts on and big alpaca sweaters. And their feet are just, they look like baseball mitts, dude. Like, they're just, just so gnarly, and they're right. just stomping around in the mud. Just, no worries. It's all good. Wow. Yeah, I'll send you some videos. I got some videos of these people. You'll just be like, what? Yeah. And yeah. so, and they don't, crazy. and they're just like, ah, oh, movie people are invading us. Like, whatever. Who cares? Like, we, <laughs> we, we, like, they don't change anything. Like, whatever. Here's some Western white, white guys hanging out. Yeah, no, just like whatever alpacas, just you know they're herding yeah. alpacas right down onto the set, right. stopping the whole production and stuff. That was hilarious. Oh, we were dying. Wow. I was cracking up. I'm like, yeah, get it. I think the production went and gave them all a little bit of money, but you right. know, wow, those people crazy. have nothing. They have nothing. It's yep. crazy. Yeah, but fun stuff. Uh, fun how, stuff. How's the Lucid doing? The new goggle, of course, been out for a little while. You made small changes to the running line. Uh, how's the Lucid doing? Yeah, you know, we we're we're doing really well with it. It's it's crazy. I mean, obviously, you know, I heard you uh, you know, talking about just shipping and not being able to get product mm-hmm. and like Kiefer just said with pipes and stuff and we're in the same boat, man. This whole shipping situation just it's so tough, especially for a smaller company like mine because I don't have the money to like buy five containers and have them all sitting in my warehouse, you know, cause you know, I'm, I just don't have that kind of money to, to spend all at one time. So we bring one container over and literally I have just about the whole thing sold before it even gets here because now it's taking so long to get it. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even tell you how long it's going to take. You're fully guessing. Like the last two containers I've got have been completely different and just a total guess. Like I have no idea. I've got one sitting on the water right now. I have no idea when I'm going to get it. I asked my freight forwarder and they're like, <laughs> yeah. have you, have you seen the ocean? Like, have yeah. you, it's just have like, you good looked luck. off the coast? Right. Yeah, they're like, I wish we knew. And there's nothing they can do. Like, I can't blame them. Like, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. It was, it's crazy out there. I'm sure if you if you fly into LAX, you, you look and it's I know, just shit forever. Yeah, it's nuts, yeah. right? And they can't get help. They yeah. Can't do, yeah, they can't, yeah, it's nuts. Did you get any new riders did, for 22? Uh, um... Right now, no. I mean, Chiz, Chiz and Norn are guys. We kind of, you know, we, we always kind of want the best. My my whole thing now is just to have the top privateers, you know, right. as, as many as I can get. Um, you know, to get these factory guys now costs so much money. Um, it's just really tough for, for me to do that. And, you know, to promote these privateers, I was, I was always a privateer, and I – you know, my dad ran Smith goggles for a long time, and besides Bob Hanna, he always kind of had all the top privateer guys and off-road guys. Um, so we kind of are just sort of going down that road, you know, going down that road and just keeping keeping our top guys and keeping them happy and moving yeah. forward, man. Speak, speaking of Kiefer, you're working with the FXR guys on their goggle, right? Yeah. You're helping them with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, yeah. There's there's some stuff coming down the road that's it's going to be a, a new a oh. new product that's maybe we shouldn't have talked about of it. one of our goggles. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have talked about it then. No, no. It's, oh, okay, it's okay. Actually, right. it's it's out there. I don't know if it's completely an FXR deal or if it's just kind of an independent deal. Um, mm-hmm. It's it, you know it's it, I mean yeah it has something to do with FXR but it's sort of going to be an independent brand factory ride. They're going to do a couple cool things, and and you know this goggle is going to be one of them. It's a little bit different than mine. Yep. Um, they changed theirs up a little bit, um, but you know it, we've had some really good success with our goggle. People really love it. So I guess I have it should be a hit because I did a photo shoot. Been doing photo shoots for FXR, and I've been riding the new factory ride goggle. Ah. Oh, there we go. So, well, there you got one then. then so why are you complaining? Well, because it doesn't say X on it. That's why I'm complaining. <laughs> oh. The X one's a little different too. I think you, I think we got we we'll get you in. I've got some cool stuff uh, coming too. We finally, um, you know, we we always, you know, for years. And Mathis, you know this, and you've been pumping it up. We've had a four layer face foam that's been so good for sweat. You know, like when you were doing the goggles, there was. Very few dudes who would put, you know, pads on their goggle because the sweat absorption and the way it channeled the sweat off your forehead was really good. Mm-hmm. Well, on this new goggle, we have a formed, a 3D formed face foam. Um, and we weren't able to do it the way they did the forming of the face foam. They couldn't do it on that four-layer face foam. Well, they just figured out a way to do it. And, and I just got samples the other day, and it's freaking amazing. So... We're doing a, a, a race goggle. I'll have them. Um, they're actually getting air shipped in on, on at the end of December, so I'll have them at the beginning of January for for A1 and stuff. And they'll be for sale. They'll be all over my site. But it's, hmm. they're they're going to be cool. You'll dig nice. those for sure. Right. Well, there you for go, sure. People. I think that's smart. Like I always thought, like having LE stuff, having race branded yeah. versions of a product mm-hmm. will sell because there's a market for that kind of person, right? Right. Right. Uh, I was told Dunlop like. Where did the 756 RRs go? Yeah, what those, did happen to that? Those yeah. sold. Was it the price? Or? The price, and they're worried about, hey, pricing themselves out, right? Uh, but I said, imagine making a, let's say they made spec tires. Yeah. You know? Let's mark it up. Let's say it's $300 a right, tire. Whatever you want. People yeah. will buy the fucking tire. Yeah. So same thing like what Rich is doing. Yeah. Call it, do some different things with the goggle. Mm-hmm. Make it have a, a little bit of a... a a better feature for racers, mm-hmm. sell it. Sell it. it yeah. it's, it'll work. Yeah. I mean, look at the Works yeah. Editions, Cowies, and Honda, right. right? They're selling. Yes. Yeah. People like that. And that's, you know, that's exactly what this goggle is, too, because when you put it on the face foam, because it's got this neoprene in the middle of it, it's a little bit stiffer. So it's not as super plush when you first put it on your face. And so the average weekend warrior, dude, you know, our, our current production goggle is so plush and comfortable, it's ridiculous. But this new race goggle is a little bit stiffer, but the yep. racers will know that, dude, 20 minutes into a moto at Southwick, you're not going to be splashing your lens. You know, it, it just it works so well. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, the whole race thing is 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 a thing. The whole factory, you know, people good guy want deal like is, like is, like factory shit. Like, yeah. I got this yeah. race spec thing. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. Especially all the guys at the all the amateur races that Kiefer will be going to. For the next ten years. Oh, God help me, Rich. <laughs> um, hey, both of you guys have been involved in testing uh, bikes for magazines for a long time, and also doing uh, uh, production testing. What's the toughest thing about testing it for a production bike? 
Like, what's the toughest? Uh, I mean, obviously, you got to know how to find feedback. You got to, you know, say the right words. You yeah. got to know the right terminology. But what's the hardest part to nail on a bike? For me, it's uh, FI tuning. Yep. Uh, carburation was always a little easier for me. And for me, FI days are long, tedious, and some most of the time you don't feel much. Yep. So you're looking for a clean feeling plus power, but the the changes are so minute to yep. dial it in. It's very tough. So over the years, I've I've gotten better at it, and it took me a long time to feel things like. I remember the first time FI was out, we were doing FI tune. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know what you changed. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, right. And uh, so that is the hard, the hardest for me is is giving the proper feedback for FI tuning because it's so minute. Yep. RT. Yeah, and it, well, it's it's exactly it. Like the old two strokes and stuff were easy because you know they change a, a a power valve spring or something, you notice it. Like you know, there's there's usually a pretty big difference. But with FI and anything electrical, really, especially when the when the Japanese sent over you know an electric engine, one of their engineers who developed you know the programs and the maps and that, they'll change it so minutely and they'll say go ride and so you go do your couple laps and come in and you're just like holy shit i you know i think it might have hit a little better or it, you know it may you know have a little better over yeah like it's so hard to tell because they're changing such a minute percentage in certain areas that it's it's literally you know i i remember at suzuki one time i was getting so frustrated i'm just like change it big just do a big change and let me try it right now mm -hmm. because i have i'm lost i'm completely fucking lost i have no idea where i'm at because they were doing these itty bitty tiny percentages for sure that's the that's yeah. the most difficult part of trying to figure that the production stuff out on these new bikes for sure and i guess part of it too both yeah. of you guys if you don't know you just say you don't know yeah you just say like hey man i'm out like, I, just, I just tell them i don't feel it yeah, yeah 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 right yeah, yeah. You, you have to. Otherwise, they'll start going down the the rabbit hole, yeah, of yeah. whatever that direction is, and it may have been shitty. You know, and, and I guess and then usually. Go ahead. Well, usually at the end of the day, you, you're doing it and doing it and doing it. At the end of the day, you say go back to what we had this morning, and it's usually better. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, yeah, exactly. Right. The, also, too, I think a misconception in the test riding world for the consumer is. Uh, Okay, let's just take this 2009 Honda 450 for example. It, uh, it's a piece of shit, whatever. But sometimes, you as a test rider, you're in a box, and you're only allowed to change certain things within that box. You can suggest things outside yeah. of it. That doesn't mean they're going to do it. So when the bike comes to market, and people are realize, okay, hey, so and so is a test rider for this company, and this bike's a piece of shit. Not every single test rider has guided that bike in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some fault yeah, to, to that yeah, test rider, right. but uh, the engineers that are involved, the product planning internally in the manufacturer, they're involved. Uh, cost is involved. So there's more to it than just, hey, I'm the test guy, and I help this thing along, and this is why it's so good, or on the other end, yep. this is why it's a piece of shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Welcome to my welcome to my world for the last twenty five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Years. Yeah. That was and, and what sucks about it is I would get so emotional about it right. because you're invested. And I know you know this because you, you go out there and you bust your ass and you're like, All right, this is this is a good setting. Like this is good. We're gonna this is this bike is fucking good. And then nine times out of ten, the production bike shows up and it's 
a lot different. It's okay. completely different. The suspension guys will put your shock that you just did. They, you know, you, you signed off on this shock. So they go in, they put it on the dyno and they go, okay, we can change this part, that part, and that part. And on the dyno, it looks the same. Well, those parts that they changed could make that shock on the track completely fucking different. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things like that. Yep. And then you're invested and you're like, fuck, man, I worked my ass off on that bike. I know it's good. And then it shows up and maybe it's not as good as it was. So you, you know, and then it goes to the magazine and the magazine says it's a piece of shit. And you're just like, fuck, right. what? Like, come on. Like, yeah. it's so, it can be so, like my first 10 years of doing it, I would get so freaking frustrated. Uh, you know, finally I just, you know, I just had to take a, a chill pill and just be like, all right, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you know, then I'd start blaming it on, oh well, Yamaha must be advertising more in that mag, you know, just stupid right. stuff that wasn't true. But you know, you just—that's yeah. the only way I could even cope with it because I really would get so invested in it. And there's things like uh, I don't think people understand, like so you have a setting within a suspension setting, and you think, yep, this is the setting that we like. It's comfortable. We work through it. This is it. Okay. Well, now we have to make copy. So they have to make a copy. Yeah. Of, a, of two sets of suspension, and then we have to check those copies to make sure those feel the same as what we've been testing. And 40% of the time, yeah. it doesn't feel right. the same. Different shims, length of... So then yeah. they're like, well, it's the same. What yeah. can it be? Same, you know? same. Same, same. Same, same. So it, it's, just, it's, just, it's more to it, and I wish more people would know about it and the process of it, but it's just simply... There's a lot of things we can't talk about because confidentiality agreements. But man, it's there's a lot involved within testing. Right, right. I've there is so much more than than anybody even knows. Right. Like all of the little shit, and just even even just you know track conditions and the beginning of the day to the end of the day and. And, you know, just parts and little parts and them saying, okay, go try. And you're like, you guys fucking changed basically nothing. Like, I don't want to go try. It's three o'clock at Glen Helen Mm -hmm. on a track that was open yesterday Mm -hmm. and is dry. I don't want to go try 1% fucking richer on top right now. Cause I know, I already know what it's going to do. Like, no, like, and like, you know, being a test rider and being anything in the moto industry, there's nothing better. Like there really right. isn't. Yep. But when you're in it, you're like, this fucking sucks. It's like, a grind. Fuck this. <laughs> it, it really is. It's I a mean, gr- it's a grind because yeah, uh, it's it's funny because like people are like, oh, it's great. People, are, why do you stay like you're older? How come you you're, you're skinny or do this? You, I have to be a certain weight. Like if I go over that weight, I'm useless to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be within this weight. Uh, make sure you're in shape because I don't I don't need the test rider to to peter out on me at four o'clock. Yeah, we need to be fresh at least ish. Yeah, at four like we were at eight. Yeah, so it's it's a human we're we're dealing with human beings like I'm a human being I'm going to get tired I'm going to on my fourth day in a row riding my ass is going to be chafed. Right, like I got to find ways to make sure I'm I'm giving this thing a fair shake. Yeah, like I did on day one. Yeah, so yeah. these are all things yeah, that are involved. Yeah, absolutely. And your hands, like like your hands. It's not just blisters on your hands. It's just fucking sore hands. Where at two in the afternoon, when you grab the handlebars, you don't necessarily have raw blisters, but you just grab the bars, and your hands just 
fucking hurt. Like it's it's crazy how you know we're making it sound so horrible, but at the end of the day, it is right. pretty. It's still dirt bike. Yeah, it's still dirt bike. It's still a dirt bike. We have a goggle question for you from Dustin. Dustin, go ahead. What's your goggle question for Rich Taylor? Hey guys, um, I wear I mean I wear uh, just glasses when I'm riding and stuff like that, and I try on different brands of goggles and different styles, and some. They're not even, say, particular over-the-glasses goggles, but why are some so – they say they're – you know, a lot of these are made in the same place, but why are so many fit just that much differently over the, a pair of glasses compared to other ones? I don't well, know, just foam you in know, general every, or – I mean, every brand has their – you know, we're, a lot of us are made in the same factory. You know, the, a lot of the – you know, basically the, the top – three brands other than Scott are made in the same factory motocross brand. And then there's a whole, you know, Oakley hundred percent and our goggle is all made in the same factory. Um, and then the, it, they also make a bunch of the top ski goggles, but what, what it is, is we use a lot of the same materials. Um, you know, that's why I kind of crack up when people say stuff about certain goggles and you're like, dude, it's the same material, but whatever. But we all change the shapes. You know, we all come up with our own shapes. We all come up with our own molds as far as shapes go. So over-the-glass goggles, some some people make a real deep goggle to go over, like, a big set of glasses. Other guys will make maybe smaller ones. Um, we had one that was a total kind of a – wasn't really even a true over-the-glass goggle. And I would tell everybody that. We even advertised it. We're like, our goggle works over a lot of glasses, but not all of them. So – you know, check it out before you buy them. But um, that's generally why they all fit kind of different. And some are big, some are smaller. Um, it's basically, you know, a goggle is so personal, man. Like, like no goggle company can ever say they make the best goggle because everybody's face is so different. Yep. And, and you yeah. just got to find the one that fits you and works for you. And that's that's the best goggle in the world. It's, try, really. it's like trying to please you know? uh, riders that are, are, are owners of tracks, trying to please every rider on the yeah. track. Like, you can't do it. Also, back in the day, there were three helmet brands. You yeah. know, Arai, Simpson, Bell. And now there's 50 helmet brands. Right. And everybody's helmet port is different sizes. And the way that goggle, like, it's it's tough. Yeah. So goggle, well, I mean, helmet I, fitment uh, adjusts or uh, matters, you know. So, I mean, like right now, I got a, a the um, the formula CP, and I was looking at um, uh, TLD helmets. I, my head just the shape of my head. I couldn't. It just right around the, it's a good the forehead. Head. I just wouldn't fit. Yeah, good and so, I mean, yeah. then I got the formula. I'm like, dude, this thing is just amazing because I had a, a, a it was a toxin before that, and just fly helmets just seemed to fit. And then like you know, Bell ones too. It's just certain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Weird. You know, I got yep. I got that Ted Danson forehead thing going, and it's like, right. it's, that's fine. It just, it, it just, and for whatever uh, reason, so I guess it makes the same thing. Hey, hey, but hey, Rich, do you remember Smith SMX CMX? Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. So the SMX was <laughs> SMX was a bigger, bigger, yeah. And it, that's what I remember. My dad always liked SMXs, and I love CMXs, right? Because what uh, about the, what about the Smith Violator? No, I was oh, totally. I, that was too much. I was in the Violator. You were? <laughs> yeah, I wore the Violator. I was a Smith guy, dude. I yeah. love Smith goggles. How about the Smith fan? Did you have the, the Yeah, the I, I tried it. I yeah. thought it was cool. Yeah, the yeah. Turbo. The Turbo. Yeah. yeah. That was in the SM, That was in the SMX frame, too. Yep. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, so, like, if you're listening. Thanks for the call, Dustin. Yeah, if you're, Dustin, call. if you're listening, they had okay, different good. frames back in the day. Yeah. Bigger frames, yeah. smaller frames. Right, right. Thanks, Dustin. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah the, the, 
Go ahead. The violator was a badass goggle, though. Like yeah. the the whole the whole. If you look at a violator today, it's very similar to like our Lucid goggle or yeah. you know a, a Oakley Airbrake or something. If you look at the way it's designed and what the what our idea was, like with the lens changing and. Like and, uh, it's got had a cool nose piece, shit. right? Had like, a nose piece on it, and yeah, my it two had a favorite nose piece built in. Yeah, it had a nose piece built in, and then it had the below on the cheek area were these big open blocks, big open squares that go, went directly into the frame. And then when you bought the goggle, you could it came with like a real dense foam and then a real coarse foam. So if you were riding in the woods, you'd put the coarse foam in it. If you were, of course, meaning like lots of yeah. holes in the foam. Yeah. If you were riding in the dust or in the desert at, at Kiefer's house, you'd put this real dense one in there so dust couldn't get in. So you had all this different airflow you could have, man. It was it was kind of cool. It uh, just, you know, unfortunately it didn't fit in the helmets back then. My favorite, I was a warp guy. Warp guy? Yeah, Smith Warp. And a fuel. Yep. A yep. fuel. Yeah. Those are my two favorites. Right. Smith. Um yeah, yeah, those were good. The warp was cool too. Yeah, uh, definitely. Hey, RT, <laughs> uh, before I let you go, so I went to a uh, Honda uh, warehouse and looked at old factory bikes with Dave Arnold. Got a video coming out and a podcast and everything on Racer X and Pulp and all this. But and this was before, before your time. But I know you, I know you know Dave, and I know you, you know, you rode some of the factory bikes, you know, in the McGrath era and all that. And I was looking at this stuff thing, like it's it's like no fucking wonder. That, like, Mickey Diamond, George Holland, RJ, like, anybody jumped on a Honda, they just crushed it, right? Like, there's no, like, dogger. I mean, obviously, these guys are great riders, but, dude, I was talking to Dave Arnold about these things. Like, the 85 bike, it had a, a, a tunable ignition, so a laptop ignition where you would change the power valve timing on it, right? It, it, didn't, it had a, an electronic fuel pump because everything with the tank was so low. It had a, a strut that you bolted to the frame and it was aluminum and it was basically, it changed the shock mounting position. It was a, a, a aluminum strut that built it to the steel frame and you could change the shock mounting position and the way the shock laid down in the frame or whatever. And they would change it for the different tracks. Like, fuck me, dude. These things were so far ahead of what the Yamaha was riding or Suzuki was riding. Like no doubt, man, you know, it's nuts. They were in the, they were incredible. I I actually got to ride Hannah's bike. Oh yeah, the eighty five um, up in Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it was it's kind of a funny story because my dad was there and we were at this you know mountain track that we had up in Sun Valley, Idaho. And he's like, yeah, take it, go go for a lap. And I'm like, you know, so I'm like shaking because I'm like fucking. For one, it's Bob Hanna, yeah. you know, and I, we were buddy, we were friends with him and, and, you know, but still I'm like, I'm going to fucking ride Bob Hanna's bike right now. Yeah. And right when I took off, he told my dad, he's all, watch this. He's going to stall it. My dad's like, uh, what? And sure enough, the first turn I went into, I stalled it because the brakes were so fucking gnarly yeah. on the bike. Yeah. I immediately stalled it, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, yeah. incredible. It felt – I had a 125 at the time, a Yamaha or something, and, and it felt much lighter than, than my than my 125 production it's bike. It's just nuts. Like, you, yeah. I was talking to Dave about all the innovations on this thing, you know, and even even Hanson's 82 bike was the first one with the low boy tank and, and, the, and, and all of that, and I was talking to Dave, and Dave's like, yeah, we were doing this and this – and I'm like, fuck me, man. Those other OEMs just had no chance. You know who would be a good no podcast chance. for you? Hmm. Uh, Dre Dirks. Oh, yeah. 
Dre did a lot of Honda tests. I think in Rich's day too, right, Dre? All right, Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came in. Um, I was already there for a long time when he came in. Yeah, definitely. And, and he just retired from Honda, so he probably oh, had a lot of he probably yeah. had a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I just uh, I can't believe some of the stuff that they were doing in these factory bikes. They were so trick, so cool. Just yeah, amazing to to see them up close and to be down with them and. I was shining my flashlight in them, you know, underneath the... the just the, geeking the, out. Just geeking out. And, yeah. dude, they were so cool. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Those bikes, those those bikes, the technology on those bikes is is probably better than, like, a, you know, a, a, a 2022 YZ250 or KTM yeah. 252 stroke right now. Yeah. Like, the things they had on them and the way they could change them and, and just the whole bike not not better like you would jump on it and go faster but just the innovation yeah. and yeah. the technology they had is probably arguably better than what they still have today yeah it was pretty you know? pretty nuts man so yeah so you rode that 85 bike yeah i rode it yeah uh, that's yep. nice. pretty crazy it's insane it was it was so cool to, to look at them close and you know the, t- the dogger bike had a tiny radiator on the left side well sort of the hannah bike actually the tiny radiator on the left side a big radiator on the right They're side you know Big long one on the other side. How was uh, how was Dave Arnold? Uh, was is it a good podcast? Did yeah, he do a good job. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, nice. I just he just took me through the innovations and stuff, and he said that the eighty two models were when the things jumped up. He said they were kind of piecing them together. Roger came over. He came over. He was a mechanic, right? Then he became team manager, and he said yeah. that he went to Japan one time and they saw this jig of a frame. It, it, was, it was a jig to build any frame for any. Street bike, dirt bike, whatever you want. You just had to, you know, adjust the jig appropriately. So he saw this thing and he was like, huh, can I get one of those? And they're like, yeah, sure. So he got one from Japan. <laughs> and Dave went to town building frames for works bikes. That's awesome. And he said they would have 20, 20 frames and be like, okay, narrow it down to like three. You know what I mean? And then, okay, now we're going to do take these three and take them to the riders. Wow. You know, and, and now we're going to have different frames for different tracks. And Dave said once he got that jig, it was on for frame design. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, frame, so, frame testing dude. is no joke. Yeah. He, he, yeah and that's where he said he came up with the low. He said, by accident, on Steve Wise's bike, they came up with a lower center of gravity for the radiators or something by accident. And everybody loved it. And it was great. And he's like, oh, so you like the low weight lower. Okay. Like, how, what, what else can we do? What else can we go to get the CG just low, right? That's cool. And that's where the lower tank came in and the lower radiators came in and, hmm. and everything, you know? And he was just like, oh, yeah, wow, okay, that works, hmm. you know? Crazy stuff. Yeah. And he's just, he is so incredibly smart oh. with that stuff, too. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it used to blow me away. Like, the things, the ideas he would suggest and the things he would come up with yeah. after I would come in with comments and stuff, because I would just be like, holy shit. And then they'd do it, and you'd be like, how did you even figure that out? Like, yeah. like he is yeah. so incredibly smart. Yeah. It was pretty funny, because I, I was at HRA, which is Honda R&D, which... Kiefer, you know about that yep. anyways. Yep. Um, I was there before he came in. They hired him in, and I was already there. And I'm like, fuck. Like, you know, here's Dave Arnold. You know, in, in my in my day, Dave Arnold was like king, right? He, he was the team manager of the baddest motocross team ever, basically. 
And, uh, you know, and I already knew how, how, you know, amazing the guy was. So I was like, so intimidated and I'm just like, fuck, like we have a good thing going. How come he has to come in and he, now he's the head of HRA and Honda R and D. And I remember the first time he came out there and he's standing there with a notepad and he's kind of side-eyeing me when I came in and I'm trying to explain what the bike was doing and stuff. He's like, huh? Uh huh. All right. And he's kind of side-eyeing me and kind of nodding his head and, and he kind of did that all day. And uh, Bill Orr was sort of my boss, who's, who's uh, he's still around. He works at KYB now. He's still a good friend of mine. And, um, you know, when the day was over, I'm like, Bill, what, what the fuck's up with him? Like, you know, he didn't say much to me. He's like, oh, he's probably just, you know, that's the way Dave is or whatever. Fast forward, like, you know, a couple months, and he was like, yeah, I just wanted to see if you knew what you were talking about. So I was telling the Japanese to, you know, turn the clickers certain ways and trying to fuck you up, and just totally, he was trying to mess with me. Oh, wow. And and just, and totally intimidating me at the same time by kind of side-eyeing me and just sort of like, I I mean, I wish you could see my face right now because I'm trying to do what he was doing, and he he was just like giving me that, like, you don't know what the fuck is, you know, like, what are you talking about? But I kind of, you know, I was pretty sensitive back then, and I was sort of nailing it. So at the end of the day, I ended up doing all their race team testing and everything else after that. But it was it was pretty funny how he just so into. And then he, it was funny because we would go to Japan, and he would kind of do it to the Japanese engineers as well, and he could get them to do sort of what he wanted in a roundabout way. It was. It was just, it was, it was just different. It was pretty cool. Like yeah. the guy is just such an amazing guy. You yeah, know? different, different era yeah. in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, just so it must much. Be a, stuff. It yeah. must be a thing in R and D for older dudes to do that because Shiloh did the same thing to oh, me at yeah? Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks he was for another one. Thanks yeah. for coming on, RT. Uh, X Brand Goggle, yeah, UKSBrand dot com. Uh, get the Lucid. Use the code. Save some money. Get get them on order. Christmas time is coming. So. Definitely. Hey, and real quick, you guys had Brabeck and, and Shorty on how, you know, those guys are so rad. And yeah. We have, you know, they didn't talk about, there's a kid named Mason Klein who actually, he's he's doing Dakar. He's going to be like the youngest kid to do Dakar, I think. Oh, really? nice. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, and he's, he's one of the other U.S. guys going, so he's wearing X-Brand, so nice. we'll see what happens. Oh, you know? fantastic. Well, yeah, Brabeck, cool. I mean, Brabeck left X-Brand, and he, right. everything that he did went to crap, so you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I was still cheering for him. I'm like, it was kind of funny because, you know, we, he rode for us for years when he was just a desert racing kid out here, you know, we helped him out and he's such a cool dude too. Like I love Ricky and, uh, he called me up and he's like, it was after one of the Dakars, uh, I don't know, 2018 or something. And he's like, hey, Rich, Ludo, you know, at 100%, he made me an offer, and I kind of have to take it. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, it's a pretty good offer. Like, I kind of need to do it. And I'm like, well, what is it? And he's like, well, it's this much to, to for my signing bonus. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I can kind of try to figure out how to get close to that. And he's all, yeah, but – if I win the car, my bonus is this much. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> You're like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, you need to take that. And, like, I was kind of stoked for him. I'm like, you know what, dude, you need to make you need to make that money. And then when he went and when it won it, I was like, I was super stoked because I'm like, yeah, good. You know, take all their money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take that bonus money. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, RT. Always good to chat. Thank you.
Definitely. Definitely. Right. Let's uh, let's talk soon. Kiefer, are yep. you guys going? Are you guys really going to Glen Helen tomorrow? Uh, I'm trying to get Steve to go. He's I'm supposed on, to go. Yeah, I'm on the fence. We'll yep. see. But Kiefer's going. All right. yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. I wish I'd have known. My kid will be out there. He's doing some Suzuki testing or something. I guess Suzuki so. testing. Suzuki. There's yeah. R and D in Suzuki. What? 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 Yeah, it's a long. Story. I thought he was supercross. Yeah, I thought he was supercross guy. What's he doing yeah. on an outdoor track? Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's doing. He's he's been riding his ass off riding supercross on uh, on Blue Crew a little bit. I said so that. Yeah, he's, he's actually yeah he's actually figuring it out. Yeah, he's, nice. he's going pretty good. He's That's doing good. well. You know, my other son's golfing a ton, so I'm chasing him around. But uh, they're doing some mapping stuff or something. Uh, for okay, Suzuki. I don't know. Got it. Okay. Probably media bikes. Good relationships. Though. Yeah, yeah. This this isn't. He's not doing electric start testing or nothing, right? <laughs> that ain't. <laughs> we won't see that for you know a while. What? Poor Next Wheeler. Time, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys an incredibly funny story about that, and it and it just happened, but not tonight. Okay. So next time you have me on, remind right. me, and you guys. It's a good story. You guys will crack up laughing. We'll do like, it. And it just happened. Okay. It just, it, literally, it just happened. And it's the funniest story you'll ever hear. So, Great. Um, I, I love both you guys. Let's, uh, let's talk soon. And right. um, just uh, everybody who listens to this show and supports us, I just really, really, really want to say thank you. Um, and, yeah, that's it, man. Awesome. Okay, Ray. Thanks, RT. Right. Good talking. Appreciate it. Right. Thank you. See Bye. Ya. Bye. Rich Taylor, everybody, owner of X Brown Goggles. Good, good, good storyteller. Rich was my—I'll um, never forget this. Rich was my first guy who paid me to wear something. Oh know? yeah. So he wow. got me my first check. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Smith was my first real sponsor uh, as a, back in Manitoba. I got five free pairs of Smith goggles. Oh, just thought God. I was just, factory. Oh, factory. Five. Five free oh. pairs. I'm in, dude. You're like, yeah. I made it. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. Uh, RideDeskEngineering.com. Their billet start switches make room on the handlebars for handguards and other devices. For hardcore racers, they can reuse the OEM switch and mount it under the frame as a backup. Uh, MSRP are 55 bucks, but Pulp Fan 20 code saves you. RideDeskEngineering.com. Uh, thanks to Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, ORW, SCOS, Acherbys, Pro Filter, Firepower, FMF, Guts Racing, Get Data, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, MotorcycleRacingJobs.com, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles. Uh, the 8 o'clock hour brought to you, 9 o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at OGO, OGOPowerSports.com. Please check them out. Kiefer, which is the one that you like? I'm on the rig. The rig. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're not on the rig bag. You're on the smaller one that doesn't fit everything. That's the one you like. I thought that was the rig. That's not the rig. The uh, rig is the newest one that, that carries oh, everything. Trucker. Trucker. Sorry. You're a trucker brand. I'm a trucker. I like the rig bag. Uh, I travel with uh, OGO uh, carry-on and backpack all the time. If you want a deal from the folks at OGO, simply email us using the contact form on popamex.com, and you can get to um, OGO. You can get a discount. And thanks to those guys for coming on board. We know traveling sucks, and reloading your gear in a bag sucks, but OGO makes it a lot easier, folks. Great wheels, great product, uh, lasts a long time. Zippers. Zippers are always key on bags. Thank you to those guys. Uh, okay, Kiefer, so we have the motorsport.com tweeted us. Mm-hmm. Or, or to get you out of here, oh. we missed the motorsport.com tweeted about us, and we go into our podium idea for Amateur National. No, I'm good. It's 930. We're good. Let's do it all. Are we going to go into commercial or are we done? No, we're not going to commercial. Yeah, let's do a tweet, and then we'll do the podium. All right, let's do this. Uh, motorsport.com. 
Tweet it. Tell him. <laughs> Did you see that? No, that's my mom. <laughs> Not it's the me. motosport.com tweets at Talon segment. No. <laughs> motosport.com, uh, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. OEM, par- OEM parts, aftermarket parts, uh, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, Ryan Villapoto, myself. Great guys uh, down there at Motorsport. We use them for everything we got, and uh, they got a dedicated and experienced team, of ge- experienced team of gearheads in the industry, whether it's street bikes, dirt bikes, mountain bikes, ATVs, UTVs. Motorsport.com has a great selection of prices and uh, and stock of anything. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com or pulpamexshow.com. Takes you to Motorsport. Make a slice, make a purchase, and we get a small slice of that. Motorsport.com. These are tweets submitted to at pulpamexshow. And uh, the fast guy, the off-road fast guy, reads them out. Oh, yeah. The last show. Shorty yeah. said it, so. It last show. True. Good to have you around. Marks does a backflip and has a spectacular dune crash. We are stuck with tits now. And, and, and Talon is the fast works racer. So. Yep. yep. I'll, t- I'll take it. Uh, from K Flores 951 how do we feel Justin Hill will do returning back to racing? Did the law enforcement career not work out? That's a super weird co- story, Justin Hill, but I expect nothing different from Justin Hill. Uh, retired, quit. Became a cop, mm-hmm. then decided didn't want to do it. No idea why. And now he's riding for the PRMX Kawasaki team. And I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything flashy or great. Right. I think he'll be he'll be top 10. No, oh, he's not going to be top 10. I think he'll be around 10th. No. Uh, I'll give him 10th. Okay. Uh, at, at On good days. Okay. Okay? Uh, so I think it's great to have him back. I, l- I like his interviews. He does great interviews. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I think it's cool. I don't think it's going to be uh, a top three or top five. No, no. So, and, and here's the thing. I think what he is, and I don't know the full story, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. He can always go back to his job that he has. Like, I would think so, right? Yeah. So yeah. that job is waiting for him. Yeah, you just take a leave of absence. So if you're not fully done what you thought he was and he wasn't, uh, why not finish what you wanted to do yep. off, and then you have a good job to go yep. back to. Whether it's Bradshaw, whether it's Krodowski, whether it's Justin Hill, whether it's any number of racers, taking time off and coming back never usually works out. Travis Preston worked out. Okay. But he wasn't even established when he quit. No. Well, yeah, right. He you know didn't what I mean? Win. Like he had never really. He was a privateer. Yeah. Being making yeah. mains and that like was it. Like Hill, Krodowski, Bradshaw, you name these guys that make comebacks. They're at a certain level. I mean, Hill's last year at Motor Concepts was good. Bradshaw he, killed Arena Cross, dude. Not really. He got hurt pretty soon, but he was doing okay at it. But I don't. Consider he was winning. It. Yeah, he was. So, but, okay. All right. From Lax Defense Coach, with California no longer giving green stickers to motocross bikes, will we see a renaissance of trail bikes like an old, uh, the old Honda XRs, or will manufacturers chuck it up to a change of the time and just move on? Uh, it's a tough question to answer because it's so, I don't even think California DMV knows anything about what's going on because I buy bikes out of state and they want me to register it and they want me to bring the bike to DMV. And it's like, they don't even know it's, if it's green or red stickered. So the guys that do it by the book, which I assume is not very many (laughs) as far as riders are going to buy a shit ton of 21 motorcycles because they will be grandfathered into a green sticker you'll be able to green sticker your red sticker machine are you following this not really in 2022 you will no longer within california have a a sticker period there's the sticker program is gone 
So if you want to go to OHV Land and Ride, you can't. It's a closed course bike only. That's how they're selling like CRF 450Rs, things like that. But this rule in 2021, you have a red sticker for your 2021 CRF 450R. So there's certain times where you can go to OHV areas and use that. And a green sticker you can use year-round, correct, on OHV areas. So now they're going, eh, we're done with that. Um, so we're just going to not, we're going to use all these for closed course only for 2022. And now we're just going to backlog everything to be green sticker from 21 back. So there's going to be people that buy a bunch of 2021 machines and they're going to use that bike to green sticker themselves around OHV land. So I know you don't follow this shit. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of out, but whatever. Do you follow that, Talon? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got what you're saying. Yeah. So I mean, but do, do you, we need did you know to... that? I, I didn't know that's how California was doing it, but I yeah. knew like Beta did a similar thing with the uh, two strokes for California to be California approved. Right. They did a similar move. Do, do we, when we went out, where, gay. when we went out to where we rode, do we need anything out there? You're supposed to, but they never. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. The guys who follow it to the book, the barcode yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, yeah. will have to do this. You guys, us, I, just went out I ain't doing ride, that shit. Okay. Get a life. Uh, I'm fucking soul riding out there. <laughs> From Off Course Spags, every Monday, random men come through the Mathis mansion gates. Do the neighbors think they live next door to a, to a Monday night brothel? No. Question. No. I don't. How do you know? Do you talk to them? No. But, right. Yeah. Uh, from KTM three two one, is Zacco's back to beat up to ride a rally bike? Yes. We have a K for After Dark. We just got in an email. Yeah, it's only oh. one. I'm not doing it for right. one. Right. I need. If you people want K for After Dark, yeah, we need three or more questions. Okay. Thank you. There we go. Uh, from the Raven seven ninety seven for Kiefer. Why don't the amateur guys race any of the arena cross series? You always hear how hard it is to adjust a supercross. I just figure if it would make sense to do the arena stuff during the winter in between the big mx races yeah, like, to try and help like prepare. yeah exactly okay so yeah i fucking chase hymas chance Ch chance chance hymas is riding chase sexton is i just look yeah, at this, yeah. i just look at this Instagram. um he's riding something that looks like can i just be not kind of shitty to get his supercross points in arizona like what is that what is that track what that's that? the futures okay that was a sketchy dumb oh yeah it looks fucking it was hanky jory Okay. Jory, whatever you say that. So, you say? Hanky Jory? Huh? Yeah, nobody knows what Hanky Jory means. Okay, go ahead. Hunky Dory? Hunky Dory. There you go. That was not even, that's you said Hunky Dory. Doesn't Hunky Dory mean like okay? Yeah, Hunky Dory means okay. Know, it it means along. good. Move the show along. <laughs> like, this is coffee's Hunky Dory. Play some drop that he screwed something up, Marks, please. Okay. Sounds gay. And then he said Honky Dory. <laughs> what did I say? Hanky Jory? He's all. <laughs> Hanky <laughs> Jory. Hanky Jory. Hey, man. That shit's Hanky Jory back there. You see that shit? And then Honky Dory. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hanky Jory National. And, and he also thought it meant something like that. <laughs> so, anyways, he was all right. getting close. Go, Chase. Uh, ch uh, chase Hymas. Ch chase Hymas. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> like, I agree with the, with the, with the question. Like, Chance Hymas would be much better off to go race that kicker or Hoosier thing. Yes. Which, okay, those tracks look pretty simple and pretty easy. Yes. But you're racing against Kyle Peters and, and right, legit. legit dudes. And that's real, you know, like, that's real racing. Like, of course, th there's so many politics involved with getting Supercross points. Well, here's where blah, 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 I, here, but, but here's, yeah. here's one of my rants. Okay. We didn't race, race Tech, tech rant. rant. Yeah, Race Tech Rant. Race tech these, uh, they're doing this super, uh, the, the Futures race. Yeah. Okay, so... We were at Paula for the Cal Classic, and then we're at Arizona Open. Mm -hmm. Well, they had a Supercross Futures event at each of these events. Yeah. The, the pros, the Supercross Future pros showed up 
because it says it's in the rules of the Supercross Futures guidelines that this will be on a lowered scale actual Supercross track. Okay. So dudes be showing up with Supercross suspension and they get to ride the Paula outdoor track that's beat up to hell. What? Yes. That's what that was what they That's call- what was at the at the California Classic, the Supercross Futures race was on the outdoor track. What? Yes. Okay. So let's fast forward to Arizona. And now it's the real track. Now these dudes are on Chris Blows' practice track. Yeah. And they're like, holy shit, dudes be dislocating hips, uh, breaking collarbones. It's all fucked up yeah. in Arizona. Imagine so that. It's bone yeah. dry. Right. You got dudes cutting tracks. Uh, it was a shit show. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't you got to have yeah. some uniform kind of stuff going on if, if you want to keep our sports safe. If Feld wants to do it, do it fucking right. Do it. Spend some money. Get a track. To build, if you're Feld, build four tracks in each quadrant of America and say, these are the four tracks you got to go to. Because we, right. we've we got Jason Baker building these. we got Shane Schaefer. Make and we it know a scale track. And we know they're good and go here. Instead, you're riding. Are you serious? Like Paula Outdoor Track was Supercross That's Futures? what they – they had a Supercross Futures race wow. on the Paula Outdoor Track. So I knew a couple guys racing wow. it. They're like, oh, I have a Supercross suspension on here. Yeah. I'm like, what the fudge? Wow. That's and really then bad. they get that to Arizona. That is not hunky-dory. That is not hunky-dory. You're, you're there in Arizona, and you have a Wednesday. It's on Wednesday. Wednesday night Supercross Futures race on a rock-hard, dry Arizona practice track that is sketchy as balls to ride for pros on a good day. And you're having these kids, and they're getting carted off, dude. And, you had, and then you have these, do- these guys that are – there's 20-some dudes entered. Some of these dudes shouldn't be on a – on an outdoor track riding a pro race, let alone on a supercross yeah. track. That is not hunky-dory. It's not hanky-jory. Or hanky-jory. No. No, it is not hanky-jory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, from Barsha's Lost Neck Brace, is life swap still a thing? Yeah, it's happening, right? It's happening. Yeah, we just don't know, like... We wh- got to gotta nail those details down, but he... We, we got to have some guidelines, too, because Steve thinks he's not going to ride every day. Like, I'm not riding every day. No, you're going to live my life. You can't give me the hardest possible week of your life to do. Like, you can't do that. I, I'm not you planning that, fucked. but it could be. Yeah, you can get fucked. You, I, <laughs> I, just, I just want, like, an average week. Is your head you know? still fucked? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Pookie yelled at me. That's good. Thank yeah. you, Pookie. Um, so, yeah, you just can't load up like your absolute hell week. I'm not loading up. Right. I'm just giving you a right. week. Right. And that week could be fucked. Right. And you're hosting a fantasy show. And, Marks, you have to come over. and turn- I'm fine with computers, Marks. No, he's not. He is not. I'm so, fine. Marks, you need to come over and start the server for him and stuff. Oh, Lordy. I, I, I know how to start a server. You, no, you do not. <laughs> I see it when I go, I go to admin. I go to admin. You know how to start uh, hijack? No. Okay, do you know how to start Sound Studio? You can teach me this before we do it. Marks. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Look, at, our shows are going to be great. Just the fucking don't worry about it. going to be fantastic. Don't fucking worry about what's going on over yeah, here, okay. all, right? all right? You just pay you attention to... You have to, to play to... fantasies so you can do the fantasy show. No. Yep. Listen. Courtney's coming in. He has to play Test Rider, okay? So... I'm going to... And gonna... you have to play Amateur National Dad. No problem. Me and me and Aiden, we'll, we will get along perfectly. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Right. Don't eat that dick. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Next one from Snowman. How would 2016 Roxon have done in the Nationals last year, riding the same 2016 Suzuki? Oh God, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. I don't know. Yeah, I he, can't do he'd this. win. How's that? I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Fourth. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> from KRM 732. 
Why does Marx have to bring adapters from home? Seems like something the employer should provide. Mm. Marx. I'm already over the adapters talk. I'm already over it. I, I've offered to buy the adapters. I've been told not to and whatever. So Listen, I, I, you, I've never... You're right. I've never asked you to because I never needed you to, and I will ask you to when I figure out which ones I want you to we'll get. get there. So, we'll get there. We'll get there this time. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're gonna we're gonna tighten this loose loose program up. Tiu, Mark, Tiu, week I, by week. Listen, you can you can get say fucked. a lot of things about me, okay? <laughs> but I, I've I invest. You can get fucked. Uh, who is that, by the way? That's who me. Is that? That's oh, is that you? Yeah. Unbelievable. I, it didn't. It didn't go, okay. Thank you, Jory. Uh, <laughs> You can't say that I don't invest in the show like with equipment or like, you know what I mean? I bought a new computer here. I bought a new headphone thing. No, you, you you've have, never cheaped out uh, on that. And yeah, you've always, like you've lights, always cameras, told me, yes. like, if I need something, just let I, you know. I've said yes. I'll buy you a new laptop that can stay here permanently. You know, like, no problem. Like The one I want? Oh. Yeah, I, I don't oh. care. Oh, okay. This has to oh. stay here. It's mine. You can't take it home. Yeah, yeah, I got my own. Don't right, worry. Right, okay. If you give me one, it's going to be viruses all in it. <laughs> I want to virus the fuck out of your systems in here. Here we go. You're, You're fucked. Not, you don't even know how to use the phones. Well, it, it's just not hard to learn how to use phones. And wait till you deal with Pookie. Me and Pookie, dude, ugh, we're going to have bliss in here. It's gonna or be if bliss. you're a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. From Cole B. How many episodes do you give it before Stu disappears again or does he even make one episode? Hashtag nah, he'll Stu do has been found. Six. He'll do some. I said six. Okay. What's your number? He'll do more than that. Okay. Seven. Good call, Heather. Uh, from Jesse318, do you notice a drop in podcast ratings viewers in the race offseason? To me, it seems most are actually starving for content, and it's a time to double down. Yeah, uh, but then if I double down, when do I get time off, right? If I keep doing these things every fucking week in the offseason, right? Like, I need some time take off, Take two too, weeks right? off like I am in December. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Listeners go down, right, Marks? And they ramp up for Anaheim. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, Listeners, viewers go down. Which is which sucks because I think some of the best shows, at least on my side, yeah. is after everything's over. Yeah, yeah. I have some friends that, that say quite often that some of their favorite shows are the off-season shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I think people that don't listen are missing out for right. sure. Uh, from Smith Ride 58 With so many riders moving up next year, Craig, Cooper, Nichols, J-Mart, Forkner, Jet, where do we see them landing 450s? Uh, where do we see them landing uh, spots on 450 teams? I don't know. Uh, let's that's let's too, get through this early. year. Yeah, yeah, let's get through this year. They got to make sure they get through healthy. Yeah, if you get hurt, you, you're not going to pull. You're not going to get out. I, you know, you're I will say who's going to take a dive. Which riders are going to take dives? Stay tuned, everybody. I will say this: Craig better win a championship this year. He's still my guy. Yeah. I think he can do it. Shave your head. Uh, yeah, I'll do that again. Oh boy. I just think if he doesn't win, it's going to be tough for him to get a 450 ride. Right. That's my prediction. All right. All right, from Mark M. Chris, what happened to you and Aiden riding a Heron Hound? Yeah, so I was all set up, and KTM was going to give us a couple bikes to do it on, and not available. So it got shut down. We and we got to get you on a quad, a Blue Crew quad. We yes. got to get you in a DJ strip club. There's a lot of things. We, we got, should start a segment. We got to do a lot of things, things that Chris needs yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, from Laxton, and then on coach. deck, on deck is Maserati and Lamborghini. <laughs> Still love it. Why have we yet to see direct injection on production motocross bikes yet? How far away are we? Because they're dog shit. That's why. Yeah, they don't. They don't they're so them. flat. Yeah. Like it's made to lug. It's like a four stroke. When I ride these things on off road, like yeah. they're lugging machines. There's 
no top end. There's it's no, just uh, flat. It no goes. Excitement. It's almost like a. It's just like you. You got some power, and then it goes. It's just flat. So there's no way unless they fix that up for Moto to get snap out of it. Yeah. It's going to be tough. And I'm sure it can be done because we went to from carburetor to FI, and then the first FIs uh, bikes were really smooth off the bottom. So I remember being like, oh, man, the carburetor is better because I had more snap. So I'm sure it will evolve and get better, but as of right now, that's why. Have you been in a motorcycle car accident? Did somebody or some idiot take you out? You need to call attorney Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. What if someone takes me out at the track? Yeah, Arthur, Arthur Draper can help you. Okay. Arthur's a former uh, mechanic in the sport. He takes the time to know the clients. He'll take the time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free. You just need to call ArthurDraper.com. Help is only a phone call away. A-R-T-H-U-R-Draper.com. Thanks, uh, Arthur Draper, for coming on board the show. And, uh, yeah, he's, pra- he's licensed to practice in a lot of states. So check him out if you need a personal injury lawyer. All right? Uh, two more. From one Jerry. More. Just wait one more. All right. From PNW has Real Ruts. Future headline, Steve admits amateur titles are legit, or Steve admits his Manitoba titles are equal to an amateur title. Mm. Second one. Yeah. 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 Four Manitoba titles. Only one of those tonight. Missed the fifth uh, by two points. Uh, all right, that's the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. and uh, Ooh, That's horrible. So before we wrap this thing up, yes, we're going to have a – an amateur race in the desert. Yes. And we're going to have a podium. And we're you, gonna, you came up with something. You've come up with an idea. So as I was driving home from Arizona, yeah. me and Heather are starting to drive. We're listening to music. Yep. What's Aiden doing? Sleeping? He's sleeping. He's yeah, already there. He's done. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was like, you know what would be cool? If these uh, tracks and these promoters have... This idea, by the way, will never happen to Glen Helen. They will never do this. Yeah. I think they will. Just to piss you off now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you any blowback? Any more blowback from? Uh, I want to. I talked to Lori. Actually. Oh, you did. I talked to Lori at Glen Helen. Yep. And and she's like, yes, there's certain things that need need to be, you know, spoken about. Certain things. Yes. Okay, but I, she's like, you know, I work hard, and she does. She's, no, but no. there wasn't there wasn't as as much. I guess when from what you told me off air, it wasn't as big of a deal. Okay. I, so. Yep. Because I had heard from people. Yes. That, yep. So yep. when I spoke to her, she's like, look, I, yeah, it's like, whatever. She's like, I, it, it's, some things need to be better. Yes. But, but they're, they've never changed. I, I didn't get into yeah, that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would like, say to her, I agree. I just like, look, I love Glen Helen. That's all I said. <laughs> just let me keep it I fucking here. love Glen Helen. Just, I'm okay. good. Right. Don't fucking listen to Steve. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we're driving home and I'm like, you know what would be cool to add to the, the ambiance of these championships, yeah. these amateur and championships. Amateur championships everywhere, right. Would to have these stages, to have these number one plates. They already have the announcer guy there with the speakers. Yeah. Let's put on these pre-entry forms, on the entry forms, a line that yeah. says, okay, in case you win a title, a title, Steve. Yep. What would be your podium song? Like, what do you want to come up to the podium? And so, like, when I win, eight, I come off the track. 800 riders, is there, they're supposed to load up 800 songs? No, no, songs? no. There's only, how many classes? Maximum 20 classes that win championships. Yeah, but you got all those riders. You got to ask every rider what the song they want. So what? That's on That's the thing. I mean, 800 riders. Whatever. Okay. You, you, I mean, you, you got freaking iTunes and, and a chord, right? I know how to work all this shit. Okay. I can do it all, okay. just like you iTunes show. and a chord. Yes. 
That's all you need, bro. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> it's hanky jory if you do do it my way. <laughs> okay, all right. My new favorite phrase. It so, is, yes. Uh, so yeah. on this pre-entry, on the list. Yeah, so when you, you win. Yes. You have your, I say, okay, I pick this song. I come off the track. They stop me. All right. And I'm thinking, I just won this title. I'm the world vet title. 40 champ. Yep. I put in Creed. This is what I want to crawl up to the stage. Yeah. So taking my helmet off right now, wiping the sweat off my brow, kiss my lady. Yeah. Your bike on stage? I'm putting my bike stage and I start walking up right now. Right. Your world vet 40 champion. 2021. Give it up. Chris Kiefer. Now, are you pointing? Hello. Are you pointing? Yeah. And I'm just walking up. Yeah. I'm fucking getting goosebumps because I'm jacked up. I'm even more jacked up now that I've won. Are you you flexing? No, not flexing, but I'm just jacked because now I got this song in the background cranking into people. And I'm just up there. I feel like not only a fucking winner in dirt bikes, but a fucking rock star. Yeah. Like And a winner in life. Yes. Turn that up a little bit. Hey, everybody. Man, what a great race. Woo! I just smoked Travis Preston's ass. Felt so good. Yeah. Man. Creed is such a great band, isn't it, Steve? It's great. Yeah. So, is it playing the whole time? No, I would say just 30 seconds, yeah. right? Just enough yeah. to get you jacked. Yeah. Now, are you talking or are you waiting for the music to come down before you talk? No, you... I'm going to wait for it yeah, to come yeah, down and yeah. soak it in, right? Right, right. So I want to soak this all in. But I just think that would add to the championship. I would just – and I told Heather this while I'm driving home. Heather's I think while like I'm racing in my race and thinking yeah. about winning, I'm already fucked up because I want to know about my song. Yeah, Like yeah, I'm going to play right, my song. Right. I'll be like, gosh. And then I, mean, I told Heather this, too. <laughs> I, I want to pre-enter. Which song do I pick? I'm all yeah, jacked up. Yeah. I don't know which one to pick. Right. What's yours? Well, first of all, <laughs> this is a fucking great song. This is a great song. It's a fucking great song. And Mark's told us before the show that this is not a good song. He basically told us to get fucked. Yeah, he did. He right. said this is not a good song. Okay, you're rewriting history. That's not That's not at all. What'd you say? I, not, I did not say it's not a good song. You guys both said top it's ten, top ten, and I said absolutely not. Top, you said top ten song of all time. All I said time. absolutely not. No, no. And then no you shot. said, I think you said that song is. I said, I said it's mediocre. The yeah. riff on the guitar is so heavy and thick. Like, how do you not like that? And also, my Riffy's sacrifice, nuts. all the things you sacrificed yes. to, to win that title. I sacrificed my balls yep. for this championship. Yep. What? Rub my nipples. That's yep. great. I don't know. It's a great song. That would be, to me, if you promoters are out there, do that. That would be insane. Because how much more emotional is it with music? Music just brings everything up. Right? Heather doesn't care. Okay, you're, you're, you're on. How jacked up was I on the way home when I was talking about this? You were super jacked up, yes. I was getting pumped but up. But here's the, here's the problem. You're on the podium. You got music going. You got the bikes going off in the background because the next race is going. You can't hear half the shit you're saying anyways. No, give, okay, given a lot minute of time, just like the Oscars, you have yeah. four, three and a half, four we minutes got, We to got be your 36 pod- motos to get through. We don't have time to have no, no, no. a lot. It just takes you. a little bit of time for the 30-second yeah. intro. You want my song? Hold on. 30-second <laughs> intro and then a, a two-minute talk. All right, all right. You're 2021 world vet. 40 to 45 B champion. That's right. Four-time Manitoba champion. Two points from five. 
your Canadian hero, Pulp MX's own Steve Mathers. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing to all the people that are, are cheering me on. I'm like, yeah, you counted, you know, you counted. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, this. Steve. Woo! Let's do this. And you're coming up right yep, now. Yep. Amazing. What's, Amazing. What's the perfect time you're coming up the stage? Right here. Right here. Right here. Coming are you right skipping up, up or are you slow walking? I'm it? slow walking and I'm going to the corners and I'm pointing. Oh my gosh. I'm pointing like you and you. Yeah. And you it possible. You know? And then I'm probably do, doing the horns. I'm probably doing the horns. Are you like, yeah. yeah. Did this. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put your metal around your neck yep. and you just bite it. Yep. My world turns black and white. Yeah. The grind never stops. Yep. Just like my dreams. You're going to shit on this song too, Marks? <laughs> I will. Trust me, I will if you want me to. This is top 10 all time too. Uh, ah, easy. Top 10 all time. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. I want team Marks here. Well, don't the writers on Supercross yep. get to pick what they come out to? They do, yeah. Yeah. yeah so and top 10 moment in my life was Chiz said, I don't care about music. I don't know the music math as you pick. And I picked this song. And oh. he came out to Van Halen. Did you get chills? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I filmed yeah. it. I think, I, think it's in my, I think it's in my phone still. Oh, I'd keep it forever. Yeah. New Did Orleans. Did like the song? What? Did he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. He's like Travis. He, he doesn't care. know anything. He, he, he didn't give care. a shit? No. And then, and then uh, the Fell guy came up to me and said, okay, so what else do you want to do? So then I combined my favorite other Van Halen song with Dreams, and he, he mashed them oh, together. Oh, he did a mashup? He did a mashup, and Chiz came out to that the next week, too. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, this is it. This is my life. This is, Dude, this, this is, is awesome. Chiz came out to fucking Halen. You can die happy. It, 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 honestly, and this is straight up, it wouldn't be that hard to do. It wouldn't be that hard. They can't even get like the the staging area. They can't get like, corrals, like, dude. You expect to I'm get not, all We're these not talking about together? Glenn Helen. I'm talking about these amateur promoters, like especially at these vet races. If you a vet race at Redbud, dude, this is badass. Older people love music, and even the kids, if they want to play the rap shit, let them go play it. Like, yeah, we race rap. I know Aiden would have some rap stuff if he won. Like, he and he would what like if it that. had swear words in it, though. Now you're yeah, offending well, people and all. Obviously, that kind you of need stuff. to run the clean versions, right? There's okay, so versions. now the promoters have to find a clean version oh, to Drake. No. Come on, swear words you're paying. We paid fifteen hundred dollars to come to this race. Give me some clean versions. Okay, listen or not, whatever. Yeah. I, thank you. Wow. By <laughs> the way, I'm but, leaving you in Indio again. But by, by the way, Lori said there's things they could do better. That's what she said. She has understood that, yes. Yeah, so for what happens every single year? I don't nothing know. Gets Why are you asking me? But I would just say to her, but Lori, nothing has gotten better at your race in the 10 years I've been coming here. That, so We what, can't say that. Look. What's gotten better? What has gotten on, better? Hold on. I'm, I'm not sticking up for Glenna. I'm, I understand your – look, I understand there was a lot of shit show going on when we were there this year. But, but nothing has changed. 2020, it was fine, right? No, it was run the same way. There's just that so few entries because it was a mutter. You I'm know? just saying, I understand it's a lot of things to do. And the staging, shit show. They nothing, could have fixed that. I get it. Nothing changes, Kiefer. It's that way every year. Okay, but I, I have hope, unlike you. Okay. Right. I got hope. Everything is not fucking hanky-jory, all right, with you, is no, it? No, it wasn't even hanky-jory. It was something else. No, it was hanky-jory. It was hanky-jory. And then honky-jury? I don't know. It's hanky-jory. That's what I got. Hanky-panky? We'll have to run it back. Unbelievable. It'll be clipped, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, please do. Dark size on it. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks to Will Hahn. Thank you to Rich Taylor for calling in. Jason Thomas, of course. Andrew Short, Ricky Brabeck. I mean, fantastic. It's, it's a great off-road show. It, it's fantastic to have those guys in. Talon got called a fast works racer, so, I mean, there's that, It's really that nice too. seeing you here, Ta uh, Talon, and it's nice having you now that you're going back to racing. So See you guys later. He's yep. glowing. Look at him. Yeah. Team yeah, Beta? Absolutely. Is he beta guy? I made my whole 21. When I, was go when I was riding with him, he's riding a beta, two-stroke, 
electric start. Does he do, did he do the track with you? Did he moto? Yeah. Does I, he lap you? No. No, he doesn't lap me, but he's fast. We don't do long enough motos yeah, to lap yeah, anyone. Yeah. We oh, do okay. like but, 10 but minutes. He, then... He's, you know, he just, he's just starting this beta and... The beta just blows his mind. Like, he can't believe there's it's, a... And it's a two-stroke? Yeah. 300? Yep, 300. Uh, it's rich. Sounds rich. Yeah. Just, and, 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 and the suspension is way too soft for him. Does he have the shit oozing out his pipe? Yeah. Yeah. That's dead shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. We're oil injected. It's like perfect. Still has a car, but we're oil injected. So it's always like perfect. Yeah, Easy. He, there is no such thing as perfect. We can't say that it's word. It's pretty he's close. Pulling, it's he's, pretty he's close. He pulls his seat off and dumps a bunch of oil in the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, it's and I'm weird. Like, what the hell's going on? Super so. weird. I, I'd put straight gas in two strokes. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, totally. I ran out of gas on a trail ride this week and I was able to just like Get bump gas from my buddy. It was nice. Did you yeah. say you went to a, uh, with a pulp fan? Yeah, on Sunday. He didn't shoot me. It was awesome. Like, how do you know? <laughs> he texted me and was like, he, he I guess he's you. on like a, well, he DM'd me on Instagram. Oh. But he uh, he was going to California for a day in the dirt last weekend, and he's on like this month long road trip. And he was just like, hey, I'm gonna be in Vegas if you want to ride. You wanna you wanna experience you a just, shit? So you show? don't know this guy? No, I scoped his Instagram a little bit and made sure. I met a lot of his whatever. friends in in this area that know him. Uh, so Mesquite. Shorty said I was fast. So. Mesquite MX. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, you want to go to a shit show? No. You want to see? If you go to Day in the Dirt, you will think World Vet is the most organized thing oh, ever really? in life. Oh, really? Really? Yes. <laughs> okay. There, you think you've seen a lot of people on the track yeah. at World Vet? Yeah. Go fucking run a race at, at the Day in the Dirt. Just, it is the 91 freeway on around a, a four-mile track. Yeah, yeah. It is packed. So this is why I don't race Day in the Dirt, because it's a day to get hurt. <laughs> so I don't do it. Okay. So World Vet, I'll take all day long. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, appreciate the, uh, the hello, we, my friends. Marks, thank you. Talon, thank you. Thanks to Swizz and Moser, uh, Shorty, Brabeck, Will Hahn, uh, Jason Thomas, of course, Rich Taylor, uh, Heather. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Kiefer, thanks for coming in. Uh, it was great to be back after we, three months. We probably won't see you for another three, four months. Like, happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. So just whatever you got to <laughs> say, get it in now. Hope to see you tomorrow at Glen Helens. Yeah, dude. absolutely. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. We're off next week, but then we're uh, we're back in the week after that. So Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, and Decal Works. Everything is honky-jory. Thank you, Jory. See you later. Big yeah. boobs. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I... I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.